people of Earth, how are you? Welcome back, one and all, to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 377 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. 377, Eric. We made it. We made it to the the goal. Here we are. 377. Thanks, everybody. Wasn't this when we said we were going to end? It was a weird number, I said to you no, when you that, told that me that. was 101. Oh, that was 100. You you ended up ending your tales of sobriety. <laughs> uh, yes, but here we are. We have six books for you, and Clay has his digital spotlight. So we'll be getting to that in just a moment. But before we do, let me tell you where you can find us. Down at the malt shop, Eric's there, and he's getting a egg cream. You love those I don't egg even creams? know what an egg cream is. doesn't sound good, right? No. Do, you like egg, do you like egg drop soup? I love egg, egg drop soup. I hate that. It, it looks like something that I'm not allowed to say. It but looks the idea like, when Eric. I think of an egg cream drink or soda, whatever they called it back for, like my grandparents were insane because they actually didn't have any good food. The That's idea, of, I'm going to go to a place. This dude's going to fill up a glass with carbonated water and crack an egg in there. Here you Rocky. go. I'm like, oh, you're poisoning me. And then, hey, and then we get some all sorts licorices for our dessert. It was Five a grand cents. old time. Sal- Salmonella is free. Yes, really. That is true. But if you want to find us on the internet, and you can go to Weird Science DC. I don't mind malt uh, I hate overall. That flavor. You can also go to our website where it sounds dccomics.com and then go over to our patreon where you can you know support us for all these things that we do and also get a ton more episodes in you know each level gets more that's patreon.com slash weird science all those links are in the are show those notes. different tiers or tears they are tears for most the same people way. <laughs> tears for you eric that's because you're what they call I split a my maroon, pants. Eric, a maroon. Ah, but one of the big things that we have each week on the Patreon is the Badass Picks of the Week Spotlight Podcast. Eric, I'm trying to make it stick. And this week, they ended up picking two pretty big books. I Am Batman number 1 and Titans United number 1. Uh, they were kind of an odd deal as we went through. And I don't I know, man. They were both number ones. Of course, people are going to want to yeah, pick they those. they were number ones. We're going to end up having a number one later today in a weird way. I consider that. Do you consider that Batman Beyond and Urban Legends a zero issue if you would really think about it? Or I, I do you think of it? I, I don't even think about it. I, I said because it's part of an anthology. Well, it's going to be stories. starting off a story. So it's a we'll, prologue. We'll get that. It is a prologue. It's a, it might as well be like a free comic book day issue. Might as well have been thrown in the wastebasket of yes. No, stop it. That's just me when we get to it. But with that, you end up going over and listening to us talk about the I Am Batman number one and Titans United number one. And that is about an hour long, a little over an hour. An hour and three minutes, Jim. Something like that. Yes. So with that, though, let's give a little shout out and a little bit of a badass roll call right here. If I can find it, Eric. Badass roll call. I hope you can. No, these things are weird. They changed up the system again, and it's screwing me. But... Here we go. Jay Jennings, Ted Probst. I love Punchline, Michael S. Forrest, Paulie, Cam, 
Joseph Wachek will get punchline later. We'll see if I keep loving her. Matt Razor. Of course you will. Demon 3000. Lady Abby Red matches the loan. Niels Teewart. David Fink. Joey Bertasco. Steven Baum. Tony Walton. Jason Colby. Sue 42 to you and me. He, he's a bird watcher, Eric. He, no, no shade there. <laughs> Michael G. Ken Hallett. Comic Boom Rocky. Cellar Dweller. That guy. Mark Jager, Algen Stosian, Nick Adams, Bill Beer of the Bat Pod Group, and Carlos Lombard, Marv, Luke Hollywood, Eric. I don't know. Simon Luis Manship. Manship didn't like that Rorschach, right? He didn't like Horseshack either back in the day. How dare you? Andrew and Belfast. I'm a Kolchak. Andrew, he likes him. Andrew and Belfast really did like that Urban Legends book. He sent me a picture of it and said he loved it. Swanee, Anthony G., Josh Vermillion. Dalton Edom, my MT from NYC. Batman Beyond Mark, back again. Back for the attack. Our man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray, and Double A Run. Shout out to Reggie, the all time great, who would probably have dug a bit of that, like, nonsense in that Batman Urban Legends, right? The nonsense. There's some fun stuff there. in there. Yeah, we'll see. Especially well, if you're a fan of the different Batmans through different timelines. Yeah, going it's just, back, well, timelines. It's just future stuff, pretty much. And well, different timelines because the Batman One Million isn't the future. The Batman, like Batman Sixty Six, is from a dead timeline. So you have, oh, like you know, yeah, future, so really, future I mean, stuff that in my mind that, might be a right? dead timeline. Why Batman Beyond, who knows what timeline or what Earth of timeline that is. And and with that, I think that I give them kudos for getting a full theme. For this one, but it also worries me because if you don't like that theme, you're kind of out in this book. We had worries about it. When we get into it, we're still in the intro here, Eric. But when we get into it, I kind of worry about what that book is doing and what it's going to end up doing because I don't know that people with that price tag are just going to willy-nilly have it and hope that they like it. Oh, no, those are for the Rockefeller comic book fans. Yeah, really. Or like I said, if you wait and wait, and oh, my God, there's that Firestorm's in it. I'm getting it, says Eric (laughs) Why would Firestorm be in a Batman or Legends? Because it's a new, uh, you know, Brave and the Bold. You know what? That's one thing is you do have a future Batman-esque kind of, you know, like anthology like feel to this, the whole theme of the book this week where you go down the line, you have like Batman teaming up with different people, a Brave and the Bold-esque theme. Like, that's kind of cool. I get Behind yeah, it, depending on who's that, in the book, right? I mean, you have a bunch of other things coming up, and I, Here's I just Batman and Superman. Oh, you can do something about, better. And this kind of seems like a reset deal to get everybody because you just ended that long, you know, six issue Red story Hood of one. Red Hood, and it worries me that you don't have another at least three issue thing, something to hook you to keep coming back. I don't know. We'll we'll have to see what people go, but everybody listening, I always say, you know, you're part of the Get Fresh Crew, Eric. I'm going <laughs> to end this with. Not many people like my oath last week. Eric. It was not a big hit. My, I wasn't my a fan. Get Fresh Cool Oath. So I went and did another one uh, for this, and it's this oh, one. Eric. Just get get ready. In Let's blackest, just keep giving people what they don't like. In Come on, blackest baby. night and brightest day, my name is Jim, and I'm here to say we're having fun. Don't mean to diss, but Eric certainly has syphilis. See, it all works out, Eric. This is almost like the I bet themes. that took you all week. Uh, yeah, no, it took me about two seconds, and everybody's like, yeah, I know. But with that, we're going to go off, but that means everybody pass the test. All week, Eric. The Wolfman. The Wolfman. The Wolfman. Ah, yes. Everybody <laughs> do the Wolfman. <laughs> the whole week. We used to call we'll it be... the Ed Dance. Now it's the Wolfman. That Wolf is true. It's the Wolfman. But we'll be back right after this to talk a bunch of books. No.
Yes, and here we are with Jim's and Eric's reviews. I ain't oh doing nothing my this session. goodness gracious. It is the meat the and cheese of the you. podcast. Oh, the joke is it. Oh, we'll have a couple bits of jokers here. Not not including you, Eric. You, you're a Smokers joker are jokers. Well. That is true, but they're also pokers. But with all of this going, we end up having three books. Not really a great themed section. What are you talking about? Uh, it's a Batman Superman section. Kind of. Yeah, maybe. It I works mean, for me. And the Joker, maybe. That's I a part of the know. Batmans. Yeah, you don't know the Joker or the Batmans. He's kind of alluded to. But, but just think about this. it back in the day. When the New 52 happened, you had that whole thing in the back of the book where you see, like, the different sections of kind of, like, yeah. DC was putting out where you had the Bat Young family Justice. section. The, and Extreme. Like, you know, what was the one? The, I'm trying to remember what it was. The Extreme, I think, was one of them. But I think Red Hood and the Outlaws was a part of that, even though it was part of the Bat film. But you have all that. Where would you put the Joker? You'd put it right there with the Bat books. Oh, it is with the Bat books, but not really a Bat section. I just liked looking at that weird theme thing. Like, this is the type of books we're putting out, and these are the categories they I go in. I did like that. You had, like, the Justice League, where they'd have, you know, Which weird things. Which I think, like, the Hawkman was put in there, because if you had, like, a random-ass character that didn't well, belong there, you, you just put him the in the hero category. Wonder Woman was in the Justice League section, because there was really no other place to put her besides yeah. that, so they ended up having that. But, yeah, the one was, like, extreme, or, you know, to the like Grifter was in that. Dude, right? Like, stuff like that. Ravagers, stuff like yeah. that was in that part. It, most of those books fail there. I just want to mention, right? When you go to a, the extreme, dude, you know, know nobody likes thing, Poochie. The idea of like, you know, the books that fail it and you don't know why. And sometimes, obviously, you know why with some of them. But I was thinking to myself having one of those Eric Shea thinking times outside, having a cigarette where I'm like, if you got to talk to Jeff Johns and the stuff that he's done lately with all the huge stuff, like bringing Hal back, Barry back throughout the 2000s, like, what would you want to ask him? Like, just sit there. What happened with Vibe, Jeff? I, was, I knew you were going to say Vibe. I knew you were going to bring up Vibe. And, and then you're like, I know this wasn't your book, but how about that Doomed guy? Pretty cool, <laughs> right? Doomed. Uh, but yeah, a bunch of those books. And, and seriously, you just said, you know why some books fail, obviously. obviously. This podcast, I'm going to start wondering why books continue. I mean, that's one of the things. I, seriously, or because at least podcasters keep talking about it. Uh, no, no, it's because reviewers keep giving them tens. I mean, there is a book in this podcast. Well, actually, there are two books in this podcast that should not be printed. I mean, that not even worth the paper that they're printed on. Especially now, flagship book. The yeah, I mean, both of them are, and one of them is the big end. I'm telling you, every time the solicits come out, I'm like perusing them thinking like if i don't see this one guy whose name begins with brian maybe i'll be a happy guy it, it also i don't want to say that that's going to spell ends with bendis eric i'll go. tell you there uh, just the idea no, that's terrible i'm just brian like the B. idea where we have talked about this for a while where you fail upwards at dc if you could just lay back don't ruffle too many feathers you will be able to fail upwards a lot of times there and 
going through all the books each week. It's infuriating. But, dude, it the is. thing right there with the idea of, like, okay, when is Bendis going to be off Justice League? And the rumors and news coming out this week, the idea that it's going to be after he continues to ruin the Legion of Superheroes, where it's Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. So and like, I like that oh, they don't really spell time. out. The funny thing is they don't really spell out, like, all the stuff going on that somebody's like, oh, and it could be a separate book. But to me, that is, again, just – Let's throw some more of the stuff that I ended up oh, yeah. talking about before, and then we'll just throw it in because that's all this Justice League book is the the greatest misses of Brian Michael Bendis at DC. It really is. How are you allowing that to happen? Everything that he failed at is now part of the Justice League book. I'm waiting for the young fuckers to show back up. There's a bunch of things I said that I'm Not just the waiting mafia. for. All this. No, I said that too. Did you see my thing? I did. Like, yeah, the Invisible Mafia. Even though they kind of got ripped apart, but hey, why not? Why not have them also just a little bit ahead? We'll be talking mainly about it at the beginning of the second section of books when we're doing it. But I- I'm telling you, every time he tries to justify his bullshit like, a, oh, my dad, Jarrell, he was a bad dude. I'm like, I, I want to slap it. you. I want to slap you. You've he's already nice slandered guy. the name of but Jarrell yeah. too many times. I mean, please stop it. I, I just want it to a point where, like over at Marvel, a lot Where's of times. Where's Jarrell's lawyers at? Really? They're, they're sitting waiting. I mean, they're telling Jarrell just <laughs> I wait imagine they're because... the same lawyers that represented Mar- Marlon Brando as well in my no, mind no. for whatever well, reason. that, also probably the same ones that are representing Supergirl, Jarrell's Adam real. Strange, <laughs> Rorschach, all them, right? Boom, Eric. But I think that what you wait for is, okay, and it's a Tom King thing, too. Uh, Tom King's a little different. When Tom King leaves a book, you have to call in the group of pretty much the wrecking crew comes in and tries to rebuild, right? all the king's horses and all the king's men. It is true. They have to put shit together again, and they try to rebuild the thing. When Bendis comes in, everybody gets the men in black time wipe shit never happened. And that's what happened over at Marvel a lot of times. I wish that was the case because all of a sudden somebody's going to mind wipe me and John Kent's going to come back 10 years old again. Do that shit. Wipe the shit out of me. Wouldn't it be weird now he does any Superman still? 10-year-old Superman? That'd be crazy, Eric. What are you you wishing for? That's a monkey call, my friend. (laughs) Yes, that's what it is. But with all of that, we're going to start with another book where, like we said, it's a bat. Kind of Superman section. You said we're going to start with Batman Urban Legends number seven, the anthology book, a very expensive anthology book. I will put. I last I saw it was like eighty bucks an issue. That's what I heard. I don't know, Eric. I, you need your glasses I desperately. I don't know. What, and uh, speaking of which, I just heard that they may ship on the twenty fifth. Like, what is going on with this shit? I always get this short end of every stick. And some short to it. But here is the deal. I'm not going to give you the creative teams because go through these with that. But here is my blurb for it all. Usually we don't even have a blurb, but I want it to happen. It's Batman of the Future, right, Eric? It's Batman of the Future. You travel through town. And while it's cool to get a bit of a themed issue here, I was a bit bored throughout. Now, me and Eric will discuss this. This is going to be one of those issues that I think that if this isn't your thing, all of it is that. Like the idea of. You know, other timelines, future versions, and stuff like that. And it's just, that's not my cup of tea here. Now, if Batman Beyond is your thing, I don't have a cup of tea. I drink coffee. I'm a man, Eric. What am I? I hate everything. Coffee's delicious. I remember, like, my mom did have me drink a lot of tea growing up, and Uh I think I drank too much. And then I thought that I was cool. Like, oh my God, I'm going to sip the teas. Like, oh, I'll have a a lump of the sugar and a little bit of milk in there and then i got to college and drank my first cup of coffee legitimately at college i drank my first beer 
<laughs> Listen to me. And I had my first <laughs> cup of coffee. I remember when I was 11. It changed my life, Eric. I'm like, holy shit, this has more of a jolt than that stupid. But my mom making tea it was so lame, too. I think that she would do that where she would make it, she'd make hers, and then use the same damn tea bag. In mine, I wouldn't get shit. Frugal. And I think is, I imagine you doing that if you were going to do it with your kids. Seriously, Aaron. I ended up the other day, I made some coffee, and then Logan's like, can you make another cup of coffee? I'm like, oh, You just no. filled the pot back. I've used the same grounds, didn't you? That's what I did, Eric. I thought that I'd get away with it. Because I ended up putting a lot of grounds in that deal. It came out like shit. I ended up, I, I legitimately, though, I'm like my mom. Is, but you're not frugal. This was a teaching moment where you shouldn't be having coffee at your young age, Logan. That's I'm trying true. to show you it tastes he, like crap. He is now, now he's obsessed with coffee. He get, He's like me. He gets obsessed with things. So he's looking up stuff. And Ethan's girlfriend works at this coffee shop in New Jersey that is actually very reputable. Arrogant. She's been bringing some coffees. I and don't know had, if you heard it. It's called Starbucks. Aaron, we had the snickerdoodles the other day. Now, with that, I said to Logan, the problem I have is you, you have a family. Everybody has their own taste, right? Right? Yeah. And uh, I, I prefer to get a normal coffee. And if you want to spice it up, get your own damn creamer and, and stuff like that. You, you want the hazelnut, get the hazelnut creamer. I don't need a pot of hazelnut coffee because that's bullshit. I hate it. But Logan's into these flavored coffees, so, you know. Not here, no that. Now, Batman Beyond is your thing. <laughs> All right. You should pick this up because it's the start of a book coming out next April. It's going to be a while. Now, with all of this, me and you are re- wait one more a little too that long, maybe. True. Me and you are recording earlier, and Batman Beyond Mark said that he was going to send in a, a thing. And as we're recording, it's too early. I don't think he's even read the issue yet, possibly. So there is a possibility that there will be something on Patreon or here, whatever it comes down to with that. But we're going to go through this because he's all fired up. I'm telling you, he's all fired up. He's confused about this Batman Beyond story. He, it's driving it's him Batman nuts. Batman Beyond. What's to be confused about? Well, what's confusing to him is what the continuity is. And you're not going to get it yet. You're not going to be able to be told. Uh, this seems, as you said, me and you were talking beforehand. This seems to be a new a reset. It seems to be something that's going to be new. So right now, just think of it as the Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly Batman Beyond deal until we get to April. And maybe they'll spell Batman out in Earth and stuff like that. We'll see how it goes. Um, but this is written by Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly. Um, art by Max Dunbar. I think the art's really good. So Colors good. by Sebastian Chang and letters by Adita Bittikar, who is becoming more and more prevalent. Like the letters. They're vivacious, Eric. And it's says, Stop you know, that. it's Batman Beyond Wake, and basically the story to set it up. In the Just future, to, you're not woke. You're yeah, wake. no, you're wake, wake and bake, baby. And I'm what this is here is that basically, it's a mystery of who killed Bruce Wayne. Bruce is going to die in this issue, which then leaves Terry in the, the emancipation April book by himself. Of Terry McGinnis. That's true. He's going to get a his new groove on, I hear. In Batman Beyond. And the thing is, that's one of those things where if you're a Batman Beyond fan, you don't know what to expect going in this, but from a lot of stuff you're dealing with, you are dealing with what feels like a continuation of the cartoon universe. It could be its own world, its own, you know, universe as a whole. With the idea, though, that you're going to come in strong and say, look, you've, you've been there. You've done this. We had the Batman Beyond cartoon. We had the Batman Beyond comic. We had the Batman Beyond 2.0 comic. We had a Batman Beyond where Tim Drake from a fucking dead timeline was Batman Beyond until Terry came back. You don't even know what's going on with Batman Beyond. The idea that you're going to come back strong and say, this is all new, all different. It's an all Neo, all different Gotham going on here where off the right out of the gate, you kill off Bruce Wayne. I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I like it yet, but it's bold. I'll give you it, that. It is bold. Also, Terry's mom's alive. This is different from what we got. And it's funny. 
because Batman Beyond is not my thing, right? And when I Nothing said to is. you, <laughs> no, I mean, really, you, you got to make it my thing. I, you know, I'm not here to to make things my thing. You better make it my you better thing. touch me to make Damn me my right. thing. Nobody's been touching me lately. Uh, with this, you said something, and I said in response to it, where maybe I have to stop uh, being such a curmudgeon. Eric, maybe it is, because maybe, and I'm not saying I like this. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind it. I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. I'm just like, oh, Batman Beyond, okay. I'm not seeing the little nuances and things because it's not my thing. But when you did mention, again, Batman Beyond 2.0, I love that. And you know yeah. why I did? Because it was new. It, it was, was all something different. You could jump in. Something Bruce to get Wayne me in. was dead. Dick Grayson was going to be Terry's mentor going forward. Okay, okay. I'll check this out. Yeah, and I did and loved it. So maybe I have to step back because I said to you, like, I don't really care about this, whatever. But, again, the way to hook people in here is killing Bruce Wayne. Now, that may lead <gasps> oh to something my. later, but it seems like Terry's going to go out on his own, whatnot. And not, not only, because that's the thing, you're going to kill off Bruce Wayne, that's bold. I'm like, how dare you go this far? I'm interested, but I'm still a little on edge. But that point, the time of this whole thing, it's like, well... It's all over now. Bruce is dead. Cave, do the whole detonation sequence where we got to get Ace out here. I mean, oh, yeah, we have to get Ace out here. We're going to put Ace up for adoption, move on, burn down the mansion again. Like, I think you've gone a little bit too far, Terry. I don't think you needed to do all these things. You could have had all of this cool shit just for yourself. Nah. Yeah, I actually, it's funny because I actually took the idea that the computer itself blew it up to try to kill Terry as well. Uh, that's how I took it when they Because it seemed like he part. was talking the idea where he was able to disconnect the AI system that is the villain behind this thing away from the computer so he could get back in control so he could take down the cave and while it was like, you know, deactivated. It just was a weird deal because, you know, you end up having that narration from it as he was going to find it and then at the end, you know, and so uh, I saved myself from him and all that and all of a sudden, oh my god, I'm getting the hell out of here. Uh, even so, when you get to that, we'll get to that yeah. part. But the thing, though, is that's the hook. Bruce is dead. We're going to oh, have no. a new deal where the hook at you know Batman Beyond 2.0 was Dick Grayson. That's why I started reading it. So maybe I just have to you know settle down and, and, and wait for it. Is, April, a, but that was my hook. With a Bruce point. Wayne dead here, this could be like a prequel to even what you're dealing with. Because the idea in that was Bruce Wayne was dead and Dick Grayson was taken over. So if we're going forward with a new Batman Beyond, I don't know if series or it's just a one-shot. But in April, with the Neo New Year they have going forward, Dick Grayson could show up for this. Yeah, but it seemed like Dick Grayson aspect. was that first thing to recruit him. So it kind of ended up being a little, you know, it's a little off. But it still can end up happening. I mean, you can still have a lot of things with that. And... So you go through this, and there's a lot of, you know, greatest hits here. You're going to have him send out a message to everyone, his mom, Dana. I mean, all the, the big, you know, hitters Commissioner in Barbara here, Max, Gordon, Max. Barbara. So you have all that, and, and I think that what they're trying to do. His messages suck, though, because he's yeah, going they are. out there right now. Bruce Wayne is dead. His pacemaker, such a weird situation, too, because you have the mystery of who killed Bruce Wayne, and Terry finds Bruce laying on the floor on the verge of death. The idea, oh, my God, Bruce, you're bleeding out. And the idea is like, I've been murdered. Someone got into the cave systems, overloaded my pacemaker. I'm like, well, I figured overloading a pacemaker just might make your heart stop, but like, I don't know why you're bleeding out everywhere. Because when you look at him, he almost looks like he was he stabbed says in that the his chest. heart's going to like explode out. Now, with that, I'm telling you, and it's it's not because this is the fact, but it's my heart is tearing way. itself out of my chest. <laughs> like, how are you? Alive? I know the way he's he's like a temple of doom. You end up with this Got though. Ma. The way that the issue is paced, it's not because of what I'm going to say is reality, but the way that it goes, I'm like. 
this is the longest death scene I've ever seen in my life because you keep flashing back. To that scene. Oh, yeah. Terry's already going. getting, like, taking care of business when you keep yeah. flashing back and just oh, like, and also I wanted to tell you this. <laughs> He's like, and by the way, I'm allergic to peanut butter. I'm like, I don't need to know I, that, Brent. Let me tell you my biggest regret. <laughs> yeah, really? I'm, I'm telling you, the way that it played out, I'm like, we always make up the joke from jokes and riddles where Bruce Wayne's pillow talk is terrible where he tells Selena the entire story of the jokes and riddles that night. But the thing is, he does tell Terry's greatest regret where the idea, the basis for Batman Beyond were his final days as Batman when he does pick up the gun. And you do have this. This would be his greatest regret. You do have a callback to that, which I think is really good. But also this new nuanced part of it where he talks about his parents' death, where his mother died instantly, but his father wasn't so lucky. And the thing was, this whole idea that this almost paranoia that Bruce has had in his mind his entire life, I where think he's, he's looking in his father's insane. eyes. So do I. And this whole thing, when he looked into his father's dying eyes, his father was scared, but not of dying and not of the gun and stuff like that, because he looked into my eyes and he, he saw a premonition of the future of what I would become one day. And I'm like, this is the craziest ass story I've ever heard. I mean, this guy is bleeding out in an alley. My. He's looking longingly at his son. I'm oh thinking that he's crazy. The idea that, you know, he, in his mind, his father can convey all this from a look when he's a 10 year old boy, or that Bruce Wayne's heart's ripping itself out of his chest and he can tell Terry all this. This this is like the Tom (laughs) King Joker who has his neck sliced and he's just going on and on. Uh, So with that, he looks over at his dad as his dad's bleeding out dying and he takes that as some sort of inference. My dad sold him to the future. future. (laughs) He's a and and just the idea, it's one of those where, first off, I'd be like, he's dying. He's dying out now. Does he, I mean, the way you, you go, he has, you know, been a good father to yeah, Bruce. Yeah. And I would think at this point, he would look and say, I hope that I have raised him well enough already and, and set you him mean up. He wouldn't look deal. up to his son as he's dying. Like, Bruce, is this a good death? Yeah, yeah. Or it's like me, I'm dying. <laughs> Ethan comes over, I'm like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do all this, uh, or or they end up dead. You crap your pants, and there's fruit salad around. I did everything perfectly, uh, but this I idea, know what that is. This whole idea of this, though, it's it's too heavy handed in the story about because it, it goes on and on. Like he looked at me and saw that I would become this, and I'd do that, and that's where he says that. That was why one of the reasons he didn't want to use guns. No, no, no. It's because your parents were killed with them, and that's not your way. And then uh, when he did use the gun on his final day as Batman, he didn't use it. But the idea that he picked it up in self-defense against this thing because he was a scared – he was a scared himself. He was scared. But he realized at this moment, this is what his father saw him become, just another man with a gun. And then that's the thing. Maybe if he would have used it a little quicker, he'd be alive still. He's like, this is what my father saw, a living man. Uh, but yeah, you end up where he doesn't want Terry to kill. I mean, this is, you know, that's Batman. And it's a nice thing. Remember, you know, down the line, if anything comes about, you're better than that. Don't do that because you don't want anybody looking at you with that look. It's awful. I'll well, tell even you. the idea, because leading into that, I did like the bit where he talks about in the beginning when I looked at him, like, like when you first came here, so brash, so wild, everything that Batman was and everything like that. And with the idea of who Terry was at the beginning of, like, you know, his run during the cartoon the series, whatever you want to call it. But when you go into it, you would never be Batman. And then as the thing progresses, you see the hope and the inspiration that Terry is and who is. And like, I am so glad that I was wrong. Yeah. And and it's really nice. And it also gives Terry that element of Batman now. He's actually had Batman die in his arms, all these things. Now, at any point, did you think and would you have been mad all of a sudden that, you know, 
Terry goes and does the things, and then he finds out, oh, I was just, it was, I was being pranked. I was being punked by Batman. I'm waiting for Bruce to come out of it. Ta-da! My mind freaked your head. It was all it a was test. Me. Uh, with that, though, I do want you to. You passed the test. I, I do want to say that the art I love, except when they show. I don't know what these former Robins, Nightwing, and what were, but they don't look the proportions that I'm used to when you see their suits. They look a little squat, is what I'm saying. I'm. A, it's like a guy kid up one. But you end up where, yeah, it's nice I have to go and find out where that page is because I want to look at it because there could be a very simple explanation for that no, because of just, how they it, looked in the animated series. No, which I is, think that it's just an angle. Okay. It, they look real squat, though. They look kind of but, – but with that, the cave is all coming about, and there's, you know, Terry trying to figure out who did this, you know, who done it, whatnot. Going and, that, and checking out the Neo-Moroni crime family who are all cybernetically infused. I'm like – that's a cool addition to the idea that you bring back the Moroni crime family, but they're all cyborgs now. I'm like, that's kind of cool because we have we didn't have that before, at least in anything I've ever seen. I'm like, that's a cool addition to this that I hope to see more of. You go to Powers, Wayne Powers, and you find out that all of the money in Gotham is shutting down. Everything's being frozen, all that. So that leads to a tech kind of thing with that. Well, that's we the find thing out. is, too, because not only that, because you have all these tech companies, pretty much all the money in Gotham has been frozen. All the bank accounts have been cleared for the moment. Nobody can touch anything. And when he goes to the Moroni crime family before that, he finds out that, like, there was a hit on Bruce Wayne. Like, who did it? Like, we didn't do shit. There's been yeah, freaking hits on going bad. families yeah. throughout Gotham all night tonight. If you find out who it is, we want a piece of them, too. So not only is, like, there are multiple freaking murders going on of top people in Gotham, but you also have top men. But you have the money frozen through gigantic accounts all throughout Neo Gotham. So, like, you have something gigantic going on here. Like, Terry's just lost. Terry, he's been Batman by himself for a half an hour now. I'm like, you're in over your head. Move the freaking Central City, kid. Yeah, yeah. And with all that, then he gets a voice in his ear. And, I mean, it's not going to say I, E, Y, E, but, boy, it starts to really feel like it's Brother Eye and stuff like that. And, and it, it might as well be, because even Terry says the idea when he looks into this, if it was Brother Eye, we would know and stuff. But this idea that somewhere in the system that Bruce Wayne, before he died, had created a new artificial life form, a new com- thinking computer, something, a new form of life itself, yeah. that is pretty much a That's fail That's what you're going to have to push. You're going to have exactly. to push that. This AI is a future ver- like. Is it really life? Can you squash out an AI without actually killing something? Because it gets hokey by the end. Well, that's the whole idea. I feel like it should play better just because of how th- people think and use technology in 35 years in the future for this whole thing. For like, compared to how we think, like an AI, you know, some bot that reads Twitter freaking for a day and becomes a neo-Nazi or some shit. But like the idea that this is an actual thinking machine that wants to take what Bruce Wayne has given it, like you know, at some point over the years. And actually do what he never could do, but he goes too far. And the problem is well, too far. He has murdered things. This, this it's criminal. Yeah, it's and it has murdered people. And so if you aren't going to kill it by unplugging it, which it seems like that's all you need to do. I mean, it would be a little more technical with it, but you got to do something. I mean, you got to do something with it. Now he blocks it out, but still you are pretty much letting loose this AI that has no you know, no reason to just destroy everything, it's a take baby it over. having a temper tantrum, Jim. It doesn't know any better at this it, point. It, it murders people, and it actually knows what it's doing. It, it pretty much says. But at that whole deal, all this, then all of a sudden, you get Batman attacking in this, you know, cyborg-type deal. And it, I'm telling you, at this point, I had already had enough. I think that it would have been best to kind of stop it. And we're already, we're at, like, page 22 at that point. I think that the whole idea of setting up this I am living Gotham, boom. 
cliffhanger done. Let's see what's going on in April. But it, it just kind of meanders about after that in my mind. Like I said, you keep going with the the AI. I don't want to kill it. There's a robot Batman attacking him. Which is kind of cool like to me that. just because the robot Batman aspect where the AI kind of builds its own body, it almost harkens back in my mind because, you know, Batman Beyond is a continuation of the Batman animated series. The hard actual like you know supercomputer that ended up building all those cyborg doppelganger or but know, again android it, these just keep being more reasons to kill it and like I said kill it means unplugging it or erasing it it's now making doppelgangers it's making things to attack you all these things and then Terry just remembers Bruce said not to not to kill things and because that's always a thing but the way that Bruce says it that it's making Terry think more of. I guess I can't get rid of this computer program. Even that, because as you're doing this, and Terry is realizing what, thinking back, what Bruce told him about the idea of the fear and the goodness inside of him, stuff like that. The heart that I've been so proud to see grow strong all these years. I was vengeance. I was the night, but you, you know, this whole thing. I am Batman, which is a great line to end. Like you know, have this whole thing go. As this is going on, when Terry is thinking back, you have the computer shutting down, the AI shutting down, and you're like, get out of my head, I'm scared, I'm alive, I am afraid, please don't. You have the computer that is a new living being, you know, not living as we know it, but it is scared and pleading not to be killed right now, and Terry's Terry, and he lets him live, or it live. and he ends up, you know, he has the blackout protocol with just wipe it, and then he thinks back at, you know, don't be like me, Terry's like, all right, I won't kill the, the computer program as everything is going to hell and everything's blowing up. And as he's trying to leave and he does get out, he ends up, you know, jumping out with a big explosion, which would be, you know, the classic cinematic deal as he does that. But, yeah, then it's New Year's and he says, OK, I'm going to get going. I'm going to do this. But then you see the computer program. It's, it's still such there. a cool thing, though, when he says, like, you you have, like, let me live. That's a mistake. I'm going to turn you to dust. I will never leave this place. Terry knows what's going on. He is getting out of here, and I like the idea as he runs out of the you know the mansion, as the cave is self destructing, and it's eventually going to reach to the like the the uh, the mansion above and stuff, where you jump, you know, he's running around. You see little Bruce is the ghost of little Bruce, the memory of little Bruce looking at his parents' portrait, and then when you have him in the freaking library, I'm saying they're and the ghosts because Terry through. wouldn't know these, so he's just running by. And well, I, I'm, I'm saying you can imagine though. I'm sure he knows the story of like how Bruce Wayne became you know, Batman. This Bruce or even doesn't that, really seem to even, really like to tell him shit. Well, not like even that. that. The idea where he's doing this, this is for us because we know the story. The idea that this is the end of an era of something that we knew and the beginning of something else, where we are, you know, burning down the old establishment of fear and vengeance to see where Terry is going to bring us in Neo-Gotham in the future. Yeah, I thought it was hokey and silly, but that's fine. I mean, you get the things and he breaks through the clock and stuff like that. But again, in in the current deal, like we've, I've seen Arkham, or not Arkham, Wayne Manor blow up a million times and things like that. So seeing that and showing, you know, he is leaving behind those deals. Eh. But then he jumps out and then you see that this computer program has continued. It's mine. He said, rest well, oh, Bruce. computer program. I'll you and your shenanigans. Here. And then you get, I mean, it is a cool idea to get a Neo year one. That, that is, is a cool. neat, neat idea with that. So with but that, it's, it's also a thing because it goes when you're like, why don't we just unplug it? This is a different, like, you got to think of it as a living being. It's a different kind of life form. But this is essentially the Joker right now where Batman never killed the Joker. Yeah, I still think of it as a robot AI that I would destroy. I mean, if we're going to do like a, you know, a thing where the robots rise up, are we going to be like, oh, my God, I can't do that because they might be living. No, you kill the robots. It's an AI that Bruce created. I am destroying it immediately. Plus, 
it has murdered people, including Bruce Wayne. And Joker creator. killed so many people. So, yeah, but that's not Terry. I'm saying, and, and that's not a living being. I know what you're saying about the idea, but that's like almost saying then in this, if you have a Johnny Cab, oh, I can't get him fiddle with the engines because that's, the, it's alive. And I, Johnny I just Cab think was that, a GPS. I just think that, the, well, a GPS is an AI, Eric. My GPS talks to me this, all the time. It this is a really living awful thing deal. in the context of the story. Yeah, I think it's the most goofiest thing to say. Don't kill the AI that is now murdering things and setting up things and blocking stuff and going with so that. I find it I would, interesting. Yeah, I'd Because it is the future with technology we don't understand. Yeah, but that's the thing, too, is I don't even know the technology of that time either. I mean, we're in the future, yes, but I don't know what they think in the future or what they do. To, can you marry a robot in the future? I don't know, Eric. You might be able to. If Maybe. that's the sort of thing, can they vote? Do they have rights? Are they... Or is this just an AI program that a stupid Bruce Wayne once again made and it ends up biting him in the ass? I say you you shut it down. Or if you're not going to do that, you don't have to completely shut it down, but put put it in jail. Put it in computer jail. You end up putting it on a zip drive and putting it in a, a damn you know drawer. I mean, this is letting it go without any sort of repercussions of killing people. Just because you don't want to kill it, because that's kind of the theme of it. But yeah, I think it's silly. It'd be like, you know, Brother Eye. You're going to uh-huh. shut that shit down. You're not going to worry about the idea that it might be a living Brother thing. Brother Eye shut still it out down. and about. Yeah, I'm just saying in general, if if you end up having this, you, you shut it down. It has killed people. It has gone past. I don't know what the protocol is with these. What's their prime directive? Because it, if, it is, if it is don't hurt humans, he's gone against it. He killed them, so. Just like a regular person should be put to death. So that's me, Eric. I'm hard nosed like that. All right. Uh, but yeah. You just like, took a stance out of nowhere, damn. Well, no. I mean, if I murder people, I'm on death row. Uh, they're going to kill me. They're going to put me to death. Are we in that's a state what with happens. the death penalty? Yeah, I think Pennsylvania might. I don't know. But if you <laughs> are in a state with it, I mean, I'm sure the way that this goes on. Like your life the, in prison. The only reason that Joker is not put to death is because they keep saying he's insane. So well, he that, can't I don't think they have a death that. penalty in this town. In that yeah, city I don't know. Gotham. I, mean, I don't know. Well, yeah, it's whatever state it is. I don't know because we have had some villains on death row on the electric chair at times where they end up having wacky things happen. But uh, with all then you get a shocker deal going. But again. We're going with the idea of a cartoon deal, and it's an AI. I think you shut it down, and I think it's pretty silly not to even go with that. Where you're going to extend that? Oh, we don't kill here. Eh, we'll see. But I find it with all that, yeah, I, I don't because it's just uh, it's just a way to keep it going. I mean, it, it's an artificial way to make it keep going so that it can be the villain for Terry going on. And I just think that there's better ways to do it. You you think you killed it, and then it comes back like. Like Jason or something, which would be, which you kind of did anyway. So we, we get that, but we get the next story. I, I don't know. This, this Hunter or Hunted story, it's by Guillaume Sigillen doing the story and art and Ben Abernathy on the edit. I guess he's doing everything with it, even letters and stuff like that. Uh, you know, what do you get from this? It's just a continuation of Batman 666. Damian Wayne and his future way has sold his soul to the devil to make sure that Gotham has survival going on. But I guess in a, in a city where Batman has done everything he can to make sure that there's peace in Gotham, Damian Wayne is a little piece of shit still in the future who gets bored. So he has to go, you know, crawl through the seven 
deadly sins to get to the executive, the man he sold his soul to for all of this, and go through all his like classic kind of roster of that one issue with some characters, as far as I'm, I know, like I don't know if we've ever seen like certain of these characters' designs like this. I think for the first time they're designed here. So he goes through like Phosphorus Rex and Weasel as he goes through the like the levels of this high rise, the Candyman, Jack and Apes, Loveless, as it's just a continuation of Damian Wayne and his you know timeline, his hyper time of the six 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 universe. And I actually read the wrong things. I actually skipped it because I was pushing ahead. Uh, this is actually written by Tim Seeley with art by Juan Ferreira. And letters by Becky Carey. The other one is the next story. And yeah, you, you get Damien Wayne 666. Now, the thing that kind of gets me is the idea that you were going to have Damien Wayne as the villain of 5G. He was going to be the big villain. And it was a kind of a cool thing. Like it would have been a progression towards the 666 stuff. And even in that first Batman 666 issue, you ended up having with Grant Morrison saying that it was the idea that when he became 14 that's when he started to become evil whatever happened to him happened then and he's 14 now in the regular continuity uh but yeah this is okay i I enjoy it just because like this one of those things where i'm reading this and thinking about because i was never a huge fan of grant morrison's run of batman but i thought he did some interesting things along the way especially with how he wanted to invent new villains and even when he has like one issue with a future of a, a hellish future of damian wayne as the batman where he has to create this whole guy to new rogues gallery he did that throughout his run, and they don't always hit, obviously. Like, there's some weird stuff out there, but I like seeing these characters pop back up, even if it's for a little one-shot, because it just harkens back to what we had with that other, like, one-shot in Batman 666. Yeah, and I think that, and I read Batman 666, I think, about three, four weeks ago. I was going to put it on a Secret Origins podcast. Uh-huh. Secret, And, uh, yeah, that's not a great issue. I know that people love it and stuff. It's not that fun. Uh, You have to read it again. There's a lot of holes in it. Nothing really spelled out. And then it's just kind of Damien being bad. And that's all it ends up. I didn't do the thing on it. Because I was like, yeah, I don't really well, like this. You had the whole issue, the idea aside. where you had the Antichrist coming and being a yeah, like, duplicate of was Batman who's in. going to do this. But the idea was they didn't realize that, that Batman was even worse than the Antichrist. Because you can't beat a Damian Wayne and be taken over by the Antichrist. Because he's already sold his soul to the devil to make sure the thing. So as this Antichrist is just killed right there, he thinks he's all big and bad. But he's nothing compared to this Damian Wayne Batman. Yeah, and but when I read it, I just there's nothing to it. When I read it, it was just all pomp and circumstance in my mind. And the idea oh my god damien's gonna be bad really didn't get anything out of it so i i just pushed like aside when and never we did had it. that thing before in the last not like i think it was issue number six of batman uh, and catwoman where you looked into the future when catwoman and huntress are going on patrol where they're making fun of the future villains like what was it like four face or like polymath and all the different when you look at the line of villains that damien has in the future like of this like grant morrison's timeline kind of thing but the candy man He's scary. Jack and Apes, like, you know, he's I like, didn't talking. think the Candyman was scary at all. He looks like he, wrong turn. He looks like he's going to do terrible things to your body, well, body when thing. you're alive or dead. He but looks gross, and I don't like looks, looking at him. He looks gross, but he doesn't look intimidating at all. I mean, the guy is wearing flip-flops and is very overweight. I mean, He, Damien, he reminds me of Billy from the, uh, the Spawn series, yeah. The Ice Cream and, Man. And again, yeah, yeah, he does. And again, though, that's what I'm saying about this even. this re- And they do a good job of Jack and aping, eh? That's a junk. Uh, that originally, because when I, I read this, I'm like, yeah, there's not much to this. There's no background, nothing going. You end up having him want to resurrect the Joker. That, and that's it. Max Rubato, the, the flamingo going for it. Even this idea of Loveless, where I think it's, the, I don't think I've ever seen this design before. I'm pretty sure it hasn't been here before. I gotta find out about it because I'm really interested. But this character here who, like, 
completely white face, almost looks like a clown herself. Like clown hunter would be fucking gunning for her ass, but where she has these upside down black hearts, so like painted over her eyes. But when they like the line of paint drips down, they end up becoming like black sp- uh, like spades right there, and even on her chest with an upside down heart. This character loveless, I'm like, this is actually a really cool design, and I wish we could see more of it. But you know, it's in this you know hyper time six 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 future of whatever. But just getting to the point where it's like, all right, ba- Damien is going through his, you know, seven deadly sins and wrath and avarice and like, you know, uh, envy and lust and everything like that to get to the executive, the devil himself, in order to like, you know, leverage his soul a little bit more, take a second mortgage out on it for the idea, because as you know, obviously, you're going to want this soul of devil for how like ruthless Damien Wayne is and who he is in general. But let's let's make it interesting because he's a little bored in his perfect Gotham that he's created now. Bring which the Joker a, back. I'm like, that is hell just a it, and I mean, it is it's just the end of the world. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't think he loves this. I mean, this guy's the end but of the world. It just seems like Damien needs some kind of new. And look, all the villains he's fighting right now in hell, it's because he's already killed them. They're dead. And the idea, like, he needs something new. He needs his Joker. And what he gets, though, is his father's Joker, but that's what he wants. So I'm like, that is so fucking dark, but you know what? I like it a lot. And all I wanted from this whole thing is like with that weird Todd McFarlane DC multiverse action figure line that he does without doing, doing good things. Like, I need him to do a Batman six 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 because I like I don't I didn't care for a lot of Grant Morrison stuff, but this Batman design I always thought was badass. Yeah, I like that Batman design. I love Damien. You know that he's a badass and all that is fine. But by the end, I mean you're going through this just to get to an end where. The actual story would start. This is just him going. I like and Terry McGinnis's better than this you know, one. We're not going to be continuing this for you know what another twenty years. You know, it's just uh, it just didn't really do much for me. It's it looks neat. You get some neat villains, like you said. It's kind of cool to see these things and go through. But even the idea of the seven, de- seven deadly sins, Tim Seeley has to have damien say that she really oh yeah okay i get it i see what's going on and then at the end just that he's going to bring back the you know joker so that he can have something to play around with it it was okay i mean it it fits well in an anthology book like this but as a actual you know full story or something that i'd want to see it's not really for me uh either but i like Juan ferris art it's a little uh more of a standard art for him and doesn't really do his usual tricks i even like like there's some things where you have Damien come through and he's got what looks like a halo because of the, you know, fluorescent light above him. I thought that was a really cool touch, stuff like that going through. And, you know, it is kind of cool seeing the things, but the overall bat and stuff you know, like that. I would never like say How to somebody old is if, Alfred the cat at this point, or do you think he just keeps I getting think he cats just and keeps, keeps getting him cats. Alfred or it's Alfred in hell? You know, Alfred, we don't know what the fuck Alfred the Cat has been well, up no, to. Because I'm saying in Batman 666, he had Alfred the Cat as well. But then when we continued, when we continued on, I think it was the New 52 when you actually saw the beginning. I think when he got the cat, I'm like, how old is this cat? Or does he keep getting more cats like, you know, like, you know, like his father grabbed kids and just kept calling him Robin. Does he just yeah, keep grabbing cats he did. and calling it Alfred? But then he just leaves it behind at points. I'm like, oh, well, it'll but make yeah. its way home. Well, yeah, he's like, good boy, wait here. You know, I'm in hell, assholes. Uh, but yeah, you get the Joker and, you know, you messed up Joker too. Look at him. He's got my dental plan, but, uh, yeah, dental okay. plan. And it says the end of the world again. Again, I think that the big thing with this is my idea keeps going back to do I need these stories? And if I was spending eight bucks on this, would I be satisfied with this? And, and unfortunately for me, I wouldn't. And also the idea of, 
what would I tell people? Oh, you got to get this issue because of this Batman 666. But it's not a big enough thing for me to say to get this issue just for this, because nothing really happens and nothing will because it's a, you know, not real timeline and stuff like that. So it's nice if you're reading and it's nice. We get the review copies or at least get copies and go and look at this. Yeah, it's nice. But I don't know that I'd be buying this each and every month because these stories especially now i think i'd be done with that red hood and say yeah i think i'm gonna maybe get two or three books instead of yeah, this it's a weird one, thing but... because when we were talking about this the whole way at the idea that these are these future one shots leading up to now like the whole thing was we joked about like i don't need that the main the huge stories are ever like tim drake coming out as by that that made national news what's a freaking you know future one shots of himself and that's coming back but the idea of like Right now, for the first two stories, where I'm like, all right, Batman Beyond, you're doing some cool stuff. We go back to Batman 666. That's interesting. I'm like, I'm actually happy that I read this book so far. It's weird. My thing is, is that, like we said with some other books along the way, that Batman Beyond is is just there as an advertisement for a book that's going to be coming out in April. So you have that, and then this is going nowhere. So I wish that, you know, why not? You have a Batman 666. I was going to say 66 cents. That's a different that one. Gonna, I know they're going to play off the deal of it being a one shot originally, but I wouldn't have minded seeing. Let, let's see the world. Let's see more of this. Give this a three issue. This, that's my biggest problem. It's not just that I don't like these things. It's just pop in, pop out and done. And then it doesn't seem as big or worthwhile. And I wish that that one, especially if not the Batman Beyond, but you're going to use that for a book later. We'll but maybe later, give yeah. this a three issue. You know, have this going. I'm a, if you have more than a one shot in my mind, you need to go back and get Grant Morrison for it. Well, maybe. Well, he's doing some stuff. You might be able to do that. But even so, I mean, some of these, you're going to have to give up the ghost at some point and let some other people. Tim Seeley's a good choice. And I like the art with that. But and then we go on. And this is what the story was where I was actually at, where I'll try again to butcher the name. It is Hunter Hunted, Gilliam uh, Singelin on story and art. And I, I, I it's weird. I kind of like the deal. And I don't like that. It's a nothing story. I mean, again, you're going to have a nothing story. It, it's it's not offensive or anything, but. I kind of like this art for something that if you did have, say, the Harley Quinn, Riley Rossmo. You could use this person on that because I think it's like that style, but a little better. I kind of like, but it would be something that wouldn't throw me off. And that's about all I can say about this because not much really happens in this. She goes and hangs out with Batman at the end after being chased by the peacekeepers after trying to get a meal. And that's it. I'm like, and there's there's no substance to this story at all. And I couldn't even tell you who the main character is. Oh, no. Okay. I'm sorry. I got to the point where I, I realized why he does. Batman does show up and does say cast. So that is where I did find it where I think to myself, because I know I read that somewhere and I, I figured I, I need, I didn't just assume it, but like looking at this character for how much he talks and how different she's dressed. And I'm like, I don't know. It seems like this would be a story of just, Hey, people like cast, let's throw it out there. There's not much being said here. here done. No. So we'll just move on. This is on the big flop that. for me because you're doing all this different stuff and then you go to future state of all things and do nothing with Cassandra Kane where the point where I had to remember if it was or not because one throw out, I, like I was in town, Cass, or I was in the neighborhood, Cass. I'm like, the idea that you are doing these different things with the Batman Beyond with the, you know, Batman 666 and then by the end of this with a Batman 1 million. And that's what we're getting to, the Batman doing 1 million. Some interesting things. But when you just go back to future state and have Cass do stuff, but, you know, 
just fighting peacekeepers after trying to get a meal. I'm like, it's just the one shot thrown in. And you again, always you have, have to have that freaking weak link right there in this in this book. Batman Beyond story is a little oversized to these others, like clocking in a couple pages less than normal. But you really have nothing to do with that cast deal. Then you go, uh, you know, to the Batman One Million, the Batman with No Name, written by Kenny Porter. Art by Baldemar Arivas, colors by Alejandro Sanchez, and letters by Tom Napolitano. And I think that actually this will be the one that leaves people a lot behind because the idea of wanting or needing to know the Batman 1 million is not that popular anymore or even known. He and kind I think of does that, a decent job to tell you who this I Batman this. is, the this warden of this so planet. Boring. Yeah, this was so fucking boring and convoluted in my mind. I, I could barely even follow the story throughout and didn't care and that that's just you know honesty i'm reading this going when is this fucking over because i don't care about any of this because it, it, it's obviously something we will never see again because it is the batman one million deal which i am not that familiar with i'm not and i don't care we just to have be. the batman one million thing for the future state with black adam that was the Just Like Alpha we dealt with, but yeah, he was yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying I ended up trying to get into the bet and tried to read like the big oh, event deal and whatever. I, I was never a I, big I fan it. of the 153rd century. Yeah, so I couldn't stand it. And then you go into here and you're trying to be not clever, but you're trying, no, no, no. You know, you're trying to be Grant Morrison. And, and you're not even doing that because you're doing know. a lackluster job where you have to introduce a bunch of characters that are going to try to escape Pluto and have to get past Warden Batman and Robin to do it. And the idea... Here's the leader of the group of escapees, Hades, the son of Vandal Savage and the descendant of the Bane dynasty. I'm like, oh, so you just throwing names Throwing's out there and they don't mean shit and by the end. That's what I got through the and whole And then when deal. you have Batman Beyond the with, his, with his quantum belt or whatever it is, this alpha belt, but the idea he can call upon the different eras of Batman that he studied. So here's the Batman Azura and uh, here's Batman behind. Here's Azrael Batman for dealing what he needs to deal with. I'm like. Look, it's cool robot, that you want to do Batman. Robin. You got Ro- yeah, the robot. I like, well, like Robin one million's fine. He's like you know the the Robin like what we had before like or the the robot or I think it was in the the, the new Superman that we had that with uh, yep. by she yeah but we did. Uh, back she but uh, the idea of this where you just pretty much have plays on Batman villains but in the 853rd century so even the point where you have this Frost Woman this person with cryogenic powers that Batman has to take out. But she is a somebody that you can like, like um, have empathy for because she only has these ice powers in jail because she was trying to protect her husband who's now cryogenically frozen. I'm like, Ooh, that's the twist. It's you, the woman it's who's the trying to protect of, the It's guy. Mr. Freeze one million. Yeah, yeah, but Miss. It's it, yeah. I look, it's fun to do the one million because it's a cool callback to something that DC did. It's one of those you know, kind of legacy things that you could always call back. And like I said, like Batman six uh, six six. Here's it's the interesting. deal. If I see, you know, and you kind of get this in here, but, but it, you know, every time I get a kick out of seeing Atomic Knights Batman, right? I, hey, look at that. But it's, I can only, do it that. it's only the look. I mean, that's what I'm saying. When you actually have you to dive Atomic in. You say Atomic Knights. I just think, okay, here's some asshole riding on a giant Dalmatian. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, the whole deal with that. Speaking of which, Omac coming back. But you Weird, end right? up with all this. Yeah. You end up with all this where it's. It's almost like the Batman 666. Again, I went back and didn't really. I wasn't that impressed. And it's. I've read it a couple times, just that last time trying to think about how I'd talk about it. I wasn't impressed. So, you know, having another issue, okay, it's it's fine, but I didn't. But this, I'm like, really, I didn't need to go to this universe and check this out and see what's going on. Because by the end, I just want it out Not again. this universe, Jim, and the future. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? It's like some things like an Atomic Knights 
Batman to me, I get a kick out of seeing him. Oh my God, look at him! Look, He's Reggie would have loved the, heroes. Reggie yeah, but, would have loved the Zero and Ah Batman coming out of here, freaking causing oh, he the reader's mind Lovis. to go insane. That's what I said earlier. He would love all of these things. He would think it's the coolest thing because he's thinking a guy- about that because when you have this telepathic character who's kind of like the scarecrow one million for the fear that he's trying to put in the batman's mind and stuff like that and he activates his belt where she then becomes the batman azura and ah and projects the craziness of that story it actually is funny to me that it's okay because the thing is batman r.i.p is one of those books that people rave about and i read like, the fuck is this bullshit i but, know yeah and, and yeah. the thing is reggie and i used to argue about it all the time because he loved it but when the i just thought about this too because i didn't even put it in context but it drove the re- the character the reader insane <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, it did drive the reader and say, I was the reader. I like this even more now. <laughs> There's a little meta humor and stuff like that, but it's it's kind of a very niche thing. But here, like, again, going back to the deal, Atomic Knights, Batman. Oh, my God, it's great. This is like me back in the day. I'm listening to Straight Outta Compton. Right? I'm, I'm listening to stuff. Right. Right? It's the difference between, and this is like that, of listening to the CD back in the day. Oh, man, that's great. And then suddenly being next to Easy E on a drive-by. I don't need that, Eric. I don't actually need to go to that area and do that. I like just seeing it and laughing, listening to the songs and stuff. So when I see this, like, yeah, you can tell me Batman one million. I'm like, oh, okay. But when he had to go there, and it, it's just a drag to me. It's it's the drive-by with Easy E. I don't need that. I'd like to be near Easy E, whatever, but. I don't want to be able to drive by Eric, and I'm not saying he ever was. I mean, so you like Batman right? 1 million, but you don't want to read about no, it? No, I'm saying like Atomic Knights. Like this, I don't even like any real Batman 1 million, okay, but it's like I'm the Atomic Knights with all these. It's just, they're nice to see. I don't want to visit. I don't want to live there. Well, and that's the thing is, with, with this book, you essentially are just have to listen to a track because you're not really doing an ongoing where you have to keep going back no, to it. No, what I'm saying is, for these pages, I'm stuck here. I'd rather just see the character, like I said. The Atomic Knight, I see the character giggle. I don't want a 20-page story based around him in his world because I really don't care about that. I just like his look. And with this, I don't even have that. I mean, I go in, I'm like, yeah, this is not for me. It's nothing that I was ever interested in. A one-shot like this is not going to make me go back and read Batman 1 million. It's just here because of a theme for the steel. Starman betrays the Justice League. Yeah, I I just, I really, you know, eventually maybe I'll I'll get through it. But it's something that Reggie wanted me to read all the time. And I said, Reggie, you shut your mouth. That's what I told him. And he told him to go, yeah, really. But again, there's there's other things that I would enjoy way more than the Batman 1 million. So. But again, like this does Tell this me make what you, you enjoy. Daredevil right now by Chip Sadarsky. <laughs> Manga. Long podcast. I, yeah, you got Blue Box, Eric. You'd love it. There's I don't know bad, what that is. There's bad. Is that like the new Red Box where you get no, the EVDs out of our there's Blu-rays? There's badminton, basketball, and rhythmic gymnastics, Eric, and it's really good. How about Witch Watch? How about that one? But yeah, like I said, with this, like, is that like a wristwatch that tells time and cast spells? It, it's a black magic that tells the time, Eric, and and then it's also a fireplace. That doesn't have any sort of thing in it, like those Amish fire. What do you mean? Wait, wait, wait. Black it doesn't magic. have any sort of. Oh, okay. One of those, I got you. It just lights up for no reason. But oh, yeah. yeah. It's like one of those Amish fireplaces, you know, the ones that don't have nothing. This what? is kind what? of a funny deal. Like some of these, like the six, it's almost like you're looking through a viewmaster. Oh, look at the Grand Canyon. Like you're there for a little bit and you can get the fuck out. But I'm not real interested in any of these stories overall. We'll see what happens. Like the Batman, Batman like, deal. I found the Batman 1 million to be kind of like trite i don't want to sound say the word but pretty the idea like we're just going to use a few things here of the batman and twist and turn and just call out names i'm like look you're going to do something with batman one million at least do something that feels at least clever this doesn't 
feel like it's anything. okay for the idea because you get the basics of who the character is. The idea of his robot Robin One Million. The idea that he is the warden of the prison planet Pluto, and this is an escape attempt with some goofy ass characters that harken back to yesteryears of the Batman's, but yesteryears in the future. But it's not. No, no, yesteryears of the other Batman, where it's the I am the. The, like part of the Bane dynasty. I'm and telling Vandal you, if you really want to get people involved in this, get more of the Batman Robin. I mean, or the robot Robin. That's the, that's the ticket in, but you kind of just do your thing. And that's the thing. Go read Batman 1 million. You'll get that ro- Robin. Yeah, nobody's doing that. I- I'm telling you, nobody, nobody likes that story. <laughs> nobody's going to read that. So, and I, I wouldn't go from this, even with that, like at least have at the end, like, for more tales like this, read that. They don't even spell it out, really. I think that a lot of people are just like, what the hell is this? What a kooky future story. You do that's get at the is, end, not the end, but in a different way, the infinity symbol. <laughs> like, but that's the thing. Is, it still loads better than that little short freaking Cassie Kane bit from Future State. I don't know. The Cassie Kane thing. It was nothing, but I got through it real quick. Well, this one, I don't it care took about getting through it. I've actually little, want some substance to it. Yeah, I didn't really get much substance of this either. It's just like you said. Oh, look, it's it's Mister Freeze of the future. It's a woman whose husband is in the the tube. She's gonna find a cure for her husband. I'm like, there you go. And and I really didn't and like you see the, the look. empathy of Batman One Million. I really didn't like when he's down, Cal. And then I'm like, ooh, get that Cal back on. You look ugly. That's what I said. You but, leave him alone. Yeah, overall, uh, to me, this just was one of those. It's a miss for me. It's not really for me. These are stories that I wouldn't be that intrigued if I was just going. And somebody said, by the way, there's Batman 666 one shot and Batman 1 million. And I'm like, screw that. Uh, but if it's on your pull list and you're reading it, hopefully you'll still enjoy it. I just think that after this one, we're going to see the sales dip because people well, are probably. like, okay, this doesn't really mean much and whatever. I think you need to have at least one ongoing story. You can't just keep doing one shots because they're never going to mean much. Yeah, you try to get away with it with the Batman Beyond by saying we're going to have a book, but it's in eight months or so. I mean, that's a long time. This isn't like, hey, the Batman Seven Beyond book in November, <laughs> uh, you know, so yeah. they're kind of trying to play that. But, yeah, I think that you definitely need a big name. Doing a, at least a three issue deal. I, I think that that would be the thing and, and then play off that. And then the others, we didn't mind when we're getting that grifter story and the red hood, red hood most. I hated all those one shots. Well, that's what I'm saying, but you still would have bought that book because you wanted that red hood in, in a lesser degree. I mean, that's extortion. It is, but what is this? All I want is I that mean, red hood. This might be even worse if no, you have it on your is, pull list. This isn't bad in my mind because normally this wouldn't be on my pull list. Like we talked about before, this would have been off as soon as that red hood story was done. And if I read this by chance, like, you know, I expected to hate this because of the idea of the future, which I wasn't interested in. Yeah, I was pretty in. much I'm happy bored. I read it. Yeah, I was pretty bored with it. And by the time we get in the, the distance between, I would think that they will either – I mean, again, I forget when we usually had the free comic book day, but this would be something where they're either going to well, release. That's already over now. I'm saying next year because we oh, have okay. to wait almost a well, year that's the for thing, the Batman I think they had it, Didn't they have it in August this year? Yeah, no, well, actually, it was September, all messed up. I think it was always it was May. May always, yeah, it was the first Saturday of May before Which that, doesn't always. line up. So I would say that either they will release this Batman. Well, it'll be on the app anyway, but they'll release the... Batman Beyond story for free before you end up getting a thing because they're going to want you to have read that anyway. By that point, it's so down the line. Or everything will just be recapped in the first no, no. deal. So you, know you don't you're need do. to do that. Here's Suicide Squad from the new 52 number one. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. If it did line up with a uh, you know a free comic book day, I could Old see them reliable. throwing that. But uh, 
Yeah, overall, I'm at a 7 out of 10, maybe a 6-5. Between but that, that's it's the just thing not is, for me. That's a 7 out of 10 in my mind. That's a great score no, for you. saying like, I'm a 7 out of people, 10 as well. That's the thing. We've said before that 7 out of 10 for us is that if you're into the book, you can buy it. But if you're not, you know, leave it behind. That's kind of what I think here. So I'll go down to a 6-5. Because basically I'm saying if you're interested, if you hear Batman Beyond, yeah, go at it. Read it. But if you're like, eh, I don't really like those. Should I get it? No. There's no reason, Well, I'm not the really. biggest fans either. I was just happy with the stories I got besides for that Cassandra Kane and the idea that you didn't do enough with Batman 1 million. But I really thought that, like, if you have a background in Batman Beyond, which, you know, you have a cursory knowledge in Batman 666, it was a one-shot if you read that, and you know that storyline or just that idea of that future. Yeah, but you're already, These that's what i These stories all hinge on knowing something. This isn't like a... Hey, we're going to give you a story real quick about Batman fighting Mr. You, Freeze. If you watched a cartoon 20-some years I ago, you're good. <laughs> and, you know, I did read Batman 666 even recently. Haven't read Batman uh, 1 million, and you have a future state cast. We should cast. do a that show on Batman nothing, 666. So. I think there's more to talk about than you think. No, there isn't. There, it's it's such a quick issue that does really nothing. It's all just, oh, my God, Damien's bad. We can see. He's so bad and yeah, bald. We, we can see what's going on with it. Again, do you I think was going to do it, his I hair, or do you think he shaves it for the No, I think it's Brian Michael Bendis. I, I think he spell, spells it out. I think that shit was burned off and won't grow back. But You know what? I think that's true, man, too. Yeah, Phosphorus that Rex probably did I that. I think that that's what happened. He got it burned off. Uh yeah, maybe. Maybe I have to go back and, and read it again. Because the first time I read it, I liked it. Then I read it again for the podcast. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about with this. So maybe me and you can do that sometime as a bonus. Eric. It's That'd just be one of those cool. things where I was thinking about it even before. Like, I you mean, know, seriously, this is you say this. And just as an aside on the Patreon, we have the rest of the story podcast. I mean. There's not a better one ever yeah. than to do that for that, and maybe I'll get No, no, I'm going to do a new rest of the story podcast, but I'm going to call it Podcast Backups. Oh, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going with the idea that if, you, if you're into Batman Beyond and want to see what might go on later in April, then get this. If you're into a bunch of these or a couple – you or if you go, think you're kind of cool, because that's where I am at. I'm like, I'm not a huge Batman Beyond guy or Batman 666 guy, but I'm like, these are fun. You say that, you're not paying eight bucks. And that's my biggest thing. A lot of people, they're already strapped because they have a pull list. To get this extra, I don't think it's that necessary to get it for $8. It's a hell of a price tag and for, for all book. you Batman 1 million fans out there. Where else are you going to get that? Yeah, it'd be great if there was <laughs> 1 million fans of that. I think there's the one. I say this. Some people are grinding their teeth. Getting real mad, but not you know at me. Really at you know really grinds my gears? Jim like, Werner. Jim Werner doesn't like crap. He doesn't like Batman 1 million or Firestorm. It's weird. I, I, am in a, I am in a rut right now, and you would think that like a Batman 666 might have been the thing to kind of pull me out. You know Batman Beyond ain't going to do that, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm in a bit of a rut. I'm a bit of misery right now, so hopefully, you know, hopefully some of these books... Start getting it. This was stop blaming it. the books for your life. But again, why I wanted to say that seven again to continue yeah. this, it's because I don't hate anything. I'm talking about this, and really, like I keep saying, it's just not wait, wait, for wait. me. In this book, you mean, right? Yeah, in this book, okay. I okay. hate a lot of things, Eric. I mean, seriously, I'm so full of hate. I, I'm all not the time. a skater. I am a hater, Eric. Uh, but yeah, it's just not You're for the me. Skater, it's hater, things I'm the that smoker, joker. I, I can sit there and say. Okay, that's pretty cool or whatever, like you said, but I'm not connected to them and don't really care in some of them like that Batman 1 million. I was just like, is this over? It feels like it went for 1 million years. He Holy drove crap. the reader crazy, Jim. Yeah, it drove me crazy, <laughs> Eric. I ended up, I'm just, I was getting so bored, but 
We're going to go to the next book, Eric, and we'll go with the revised timeline, Eric, that I said, because it's going to be your book here. And speaking of a book that drove me nuts trying to get through it, it was this. What is it, Eric? The Joker, number seven, written by James Tynan and Sam Johns for the backup. Art by Gil March, Arif Prianto, and Tom Napolitano. And on the backup, we have Sweeney Boo and Ariana Mayer. Things take a new turn in the hunt for the Joker when Jim Gordon pairs up with an Interpol officer who's in charge of dealing with super criminals who make their way from America to Europe. And in this pairing, Jim will have the agency's full support as long as he helps take down the network, the people who give supervillains asylum during their off period. On top of that, the Court of Owls connection heats up and also, Jim, a punchline backup. Yeah, and with that... We find out the that the biggest it's, thing there is, huh? We we find out that it's probably not the case that equilibrium is going to be Julia Bennyworth. Because people have been asking nonstop ever since Albert's been dead, at least we have, has anybody called Julia Pennyworth about her father dying? And right here on Front Street, she is working some kind of angle here on Santa Prisca to get to the bottom of the man who killed her father. And I was told specifically by Tom Taylor that she ended up getting some of the money in the will as well. That's kind of an off-panel type deal, but he did say when everybody was up in arms, Dick Grayson got all the money. No, the others got some money too. Screw Julia out of anything. Yeah, and Julia got some. And then at that point, I'm like, oh, where's Julia at? Probably on some island, right? And he's like, yeah, well, she was there. Batman <laughs> costume. Yeah, I actually thought that she was Equilibrium. I thought yeah. it would be a really cool play, but That's the thing I is, guess they don't a, want to make her bad. Exactly. It's what we talked about during Batman the Detective with the idea of it being Julia Pennyworth as we're doing our theories because it'd be a cool reveal, but you and I even agree. Like, it'd be a terrible turn for the character out of nowhere. It would be, but I think she might murder people here. So, hey, they're eh. bad guys, though. But with that, I swear to God. If I was doing this and I was on art, I would put a little bit of a joke here on the graffiti on the wall. I'm going to break your damn back. I, I put that sign Batman. Love Batman for that from back in the day. But with all this, it, it, it starts out pretty cool. The Julia stuff I do like. And I love that panel. Like, who am I? The name's Penny. <laughs> all of a sudden you get like an a, a early a 70s type spy TV show. And so, I really liked that. Uh, it's it funny seemed to, me to be because, different from the book, though. It, it kind of oh, yeah. takes you out of it's the book. It's its own little thing, which is kind of fun because you are looking, in my mind at least, for a new side story for everything that we're dealing with. With you know, and it, it kind of goes hand in hand with what we had for a day with the death of Bane, Joker being pinned on, like you know, for the destruction of that whole thing. But the idea where Julia, Julia Pettyworth is like you know, acting as somebody who wants to be an investor in what they're going to do for Santa Prisco, where it's Pinaduro, you know, the prison that Bane was born in, we're going to turn that into a theme park, an attraction. I'm like, and, and it's so funny to me because I thought to myself, who the fuck would want to go? This is stupid. And I'm like, people pay tours to go to Alcatraz all yeah, the they time. Do. When they mention Alcatraz, the funniest thing is when they realize that they have been cloning Banes and, and all of a sudden now it's Jurassic Park. They yeah, all not go the cloning Banes. Banes are going around killing people and stuff, but... I, I like the beginning. I like the idea that there, there's a possible deal where Julia will team up with Gordon then in this maybe going forward, stuff like that. It's a very cool scene with her. But then once we get to Gordon and we end up going, I mean, this gets wordy. You end up having narration. This really is the James Tynan that drove me nuts back in the day with, say, the Justly Dark at the beginning where everything is just Dialogue, 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 so much dialogue, so much narration, and you're not really saying that much. A lot of the stuff that is being told here is recap about the idea that the villains go off to these retreats. He's saying it to, you know, somebody else in you know, the French police, whatnot. 
Uh, the but still, it's, that it's be still the same with. thing going on with that. And I thought that it was too much, too long a, a description and going on and on about something that could have easily been, hey, what are you doing? We know that you didn't end up doing this thing where the Joker said you murdered your fingerprints, stuff like that. Uh, we're trying to look into this. You know anything? Yeah, the let's network. go. I mean, it goes on and on. Now, you say the thing about where the Batgirls are there. First off, it, can somebody tell anybody in this DCU that the worst tech person is Barbara Gordon Oracle? She is constantly getting her things commandeered, changed up, and hacked into constantly. Jim, I mean, in all you these don't stories. understand. If you're going to be the best, you got to beat the best. Well, and that's everybody's the thing. coming after Oracle. Then everybody else is the best. When am I going to see Barbara end up beating anybody else? She keeps she getting comes hacked through in the end. She doesn't. I mean, she ends up getting just in fear state. She ends up getting her computers blown up and taken over. Now in this, they're taking all this stuff going on. She's terrible. Also, Stephanie continues to annoy the hell out of me anytime <laughs> she shows up. And I'm not the only one. A lot, of, And I didn't go into this or anything hating Steph. Now I'm starting to. But she they, didn't go in loving Steph either. No, well, I, I went in wanting to know her. Right? And I'm, I'm not getting the good side, I guess. But. They do get attacked by a talent, which is but, cool as hell. But it isn't I, a talent. That's well, no, the problem. Not, not only that, because this I don't think this time, is court of the owls at all. Well, I think in, that this the is the entire a lower time. Deal. Though they've been watching Cressida, she's been on freaking you know the security cameras. The woman who put Jim Gordon up for the hunt of you know the Joker and this whole thing. They've been watching her, trying to figure out what she does. And the idea that whoever she's a part of, which we've been saying the court of the owls in the background, we've seen talents and doing different court of owl things. But the idea where she looks up the lights, they're watching her through the monitor, and then. She looks up right the crest of that is, looks up at the camera, and they're just staring. She looks like she's looking right at the camera, like she knows that we're watching, right as a talon comes in the background and starts attacking all three of the Batgirls right there. And as he then leaves, and they realize, like, he felt the pain of the attacks because they shouldn't. They're fucking zombies, these goddamn talons. What... This is something new. And they go back to the screen. It was all a diversion, though, by Cressida to get off the freaking radar of the Batgirls, which is a great diversion, but... Going forward, I really do hope that James Tynan in his final little act of being a DC comics, because it's one of the last things that he's going to work on at DC for a long time, the idea that he gives us some kind of redemption of the Court of Owls. Because I was thinking about you and I talk about it, because ever since Scott Snyder did Court of Owls or Night of the Owls, all that stuff, they have sucked. Man. Anytime well, remember, they had the Talon book. Yeah. We like when James Tynan came on that book because he finished it up sucked it went down and then got canceled he was I, awful I'm just hoping it. that the idea though that since they have sucked so bad since Snyder introduced them that eventually they would be back up to where they could be a threat again and maybe because of how whittled down they've been over the years now maybe they ain't got their ass no zombies or electrum well, no more they, they gotta use so freaking many. ninjas they had so many to, to do that, and I just think that she's and a again, low they, rent deal. They were all deal. taken, though, for the most part. Even Bane was going to use them for, like, his Arkhamore. Yeah, I think that these – I don't think she's involved with the Court of the Owls. I think that this is a play to make you think it is, and it won't end up being that. It'll just be a bunch of rich assholes like we usually get. I mean, at one point, the Court of the so, Owls So it's just and somebody the talons, appropriating the Court of Owls? Yeah, yeah, I think that they're doing that to scare people, and it is so pretty scary. So this is scary. like the Jace Foxes of the Court of Owls. Yeah, I think we have pretty much at this point one talent, and he's, you know – Often suicide and now squad he's right broken now. A rib. He's on suicide squad. Oh, you so, talking about William Cobb? I yeah, got I'm you saying William talent. Cobb. I think that he's the, the only one left. There, he? No, he got slaughtered. He Did ended he? up being killed. Yeah, I think he it's got killed. I think, I think he was Rose. blown up in We Are Robins, the butcher, when he was Robin. going around. Uh, was it during the yeah. Robin War? Yeah, yeah. So with that, 
I mean, even a talent getting hit by a randomly thrown, you know, batarang is off. It's off. Even if it is Barbara Gordon. But this isn't this yeah, is there's not, something different this, about this. This can't be a talent. It's hurt. It's all that. And I do like that idea where what I think is good, just the kind of shade that I always try to look. I think that this is James Tynan telling people like, listen, nobody seems to understand the rules of the talents anymore and whatnot. And in a backdoor way, he's like, he knows because he did write the book with Scott Snyder and then took it over that. Yeah, talents can't feel pain, all yeah. that stuff going on. And I do like that. And then it's, I mean, it's injured and then goes and jumps that off the building. That fucker breaks a rib. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> now it's William Cobb. Uh, you end up with all this stuff where, okay, let's see how this is going on and whatnot. And it is a cool diversion. Yeah, and then there's, there's Becca. Yeah, Barbara, I wonder how they hacked in this time as she's trying to figure it out. But even like the whole idea Corda where they got that hacking money. At that one point, there's that time limit deal where I got to get to the red phone. I got to get a holder of blood. Or the like, 24 hour window that, you know, Jim Gordon has to again, like talk to them through. Yeah, and that to me, that didn't even play out very well. It didn't play. So you're going through. It was through almost and, of a reminder in my yeah, mind because I honestly what, did forget about this, it as well. All this was. I mean, you end up, yeah, that Julia stuff was cool. And I hope that she ends up teaming up with Gordon. If she isn't equilibrium, Eric, which she isn't, but she is not. You end up just like, hey, tell me about that stuff we talked about earlier in the series about how all the villains go off to their vacation homes and this. Okay, let me tell you about it. And this would be a good way because this lady is involved with, and that's kind of a cool deal. The idea that the operation that this. It's almost there's like the Interpol's special crimes unit for when American assholes come over and to really, Europe and start yeah. doing super and it, criminal shit. And seriously, I think that she's basically saying, listen, they say America, really it's Gotham for the yeah. most part. Like, your city is a cesspool. And, the, I, and it almost reminds me, too, of what we had before with, um, the hell was that series called? Where we dealt with Precinct 13 and like, uh, and the Spectre. What was that called? Do you remember? Oh, it was, uh, wasn't that Gotham by Midnight? Yes, Gotham by yeah. Midnight. Thank you. Yeah. The idea where we have like the, the, the precinct 13 because they deal with the spooky shit. So the idea that this agent now who has to deal with, you know, super criminals who come over and the mask vigilant, like they, the idea that everybody just calls her Madam Halloween as a fucking, like, as a go fuck yourself for yeah. what she has to deal she with. She likes like, it though. It's like, it has a certain quality to it. I must admit, I have to stop myself from buying my like whole wardrobe. I'm from telling Hermes you, if she buys a wardrobe, she's gonna look like the Candyman in the Batman Six Six Six. That Candyman like is so gross. Oh man, what you the pumpkin heads? He's gonna just go up to you, start breathing heavy on so, you, and take the back of his hand and run it down your cheek because he is gross. It's funny that what you're doing is yeah, really. He's gonna lick the back of your neck or something. You end up where. It puts Gordon. the basket in the bajo. I want to do it right. Gordon's going to team up. This is going to be somebody teaming up with him, but you need to have a reason why. And, they, you know, it's a weird deal. Like, why would somebody here be going after, you know, these costumes? But yeah. that's her job. And then Gordon's and Gordon able got to. Some expertise well, in Jordan's it. able to twist and turn and say, well, here's the thing. If you want to keep your job going, this ups the ante. You want to have people. Respect you and not joke and say, hey, there's the Halloweens, right? Madam Halloween. You, and all you I can, can think about was from the Detective Comics with Tynan as well, with yep. Dr. October. Dr. October. That's, that's all, all I, I thought, thought about. Too. Uh, but yeah, this makes it so. Now deep. I need a team up it's with funny. Dr. October and Madam Halloween. Yeah, really. And the way that this is and going, I, I kind of like, I kind of like the way 
that Tynan, instead of like forcing her on, it makes it so that it makes it better for. I don't know. It's just oh, the idea. Okay, Here, but here's it takes so long. Well, because they're sitting down because it is Paris. They're doing some you know polite French stuff, sitting down having a glass of wine. But the idea they're giving you some new ideas and taking like left turns or why they do this whole thing. But the idea like you give me something actionable on the network, I give you the resources of my office to let you take the Joker back home to Gotham. And even when then Jim Gordon's like. And what if I wasn't here to bring him home? <laughs> like, well, things could happen during an apprehension. It's dangerous. Criminal like the Joker. That could just, that doesn't concern us. So you have the idea that you have now, you know, we, we talked about it before. We're like, what does Bruce Wayne do without the money or the idea that, and I, it's such a weird thing for me to think too, because we never had the problem with Jim Gordon because he had the, what I'm going to still call the court of Alice money, an unlimited fund to do whatever he wants. But now he has, you know, Interpol resources to, to, to continue on doing whatever he wants. I'm like, which you just made in my mind, Jim Gordon, the most powerful man in the world for his hunt for the Joker. But it doesn't matter because during all of this stuff, during their little like sit down, talk about business time, having a glass of wine, fucking Vengeance walks up behind them. Vengeance just walks up right behind them. It's like the the talent Like it's crazy. But like, again, hey, what are you doing in the Gotham? That's my French accent. And he goes, I don't like you. Good things, I hope. I suppose that depends who you ask. Your bat signal solution was controversial. The de facto sanctioning of vigilante. But this is what is not, that? that I, that's what I'm asking. You mean the quote, Eric, or my no. voice? Because no. That's the Swedish show. You end up, dirk and dirk, and you end up where you're not getting any new information. You're getting it told through Tynan, who's trying to go through exposition of that he knows Gotham. And he knows, and even when you go there, they're like this. See, this is what creates the mess for the rest of us, don't you understand? You dress your social woes up in ways that make them seem flashier and more novel than the rest of the world's, but there's still a great deal of evil in the old world, Jim. Okay, let, let's stop this nonsense. Let's get going somewhere. Tell me what you want to do. Are we teaming up or what? Plus, I think you're giving me sexy eyes there. Old Maybe. Halloween. Let's do a little trick or Just treat dress right up. back at your, your hotel room. Trick or gym, I don't know. But yeah, by the end, yeah. Is that what you play, trick or gym? Yeah, yeah. Trick it's or, never a treat. Trick or run, <laughs> that's what I say. Uh, you end up where, you know. There she is, Vengeance. I believe he's referring to me. I'm like, hey, the hell did you come out of? You are a big lady to just pop out of nowhere. You're, you're mind freaking my ass here. It'd be funny if she came up and she's like a mine going against the wind. And all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, it's a the Vengeance, the Banes. Right? Eric is how they talk in <laughs> Take a little bit of the wine. We're how do they talk in Santa it. Prisca, Jim? Let's, let's just roll it oh, everybody. You want to go back to Santa Prisca? Santa Prisca like, we're going to make the, the, the amusement parks. Yeah, the, uh, see? It's, it's, a, it's a subtle difference. At the end, you say obviously. see. Yeah. Well, she says we at the end. It's a subtle difference, Eric. What you know, oh, the world is so the same and they don't even know it. What's going on with the amusement parks? It's like the Jurassic Park with the Banes. That's what you go. I love it. It's so like, here is the first exhibit. Hey, everybody, get down that hole and eat fish heads for about 15 years. Did you ever want to be locked in a freaking box <laughs> where water comes in every day? Oh, you now you awesome? can experience it for yourself. Hey, do you want a stuffed animal that's your only friend throughout I'm this whole it's time? Uh, yes, the idea, like the first experience, your You're father fucks that, you right? over. Oh, yeah. That, actually, first Where's experience. King I think King Snake's going to jump in and want a piece of this oh, now that his son's I'm dead. telling you, now you're in like one of those, like, you know, those carts that goes through the deal like it's a small world. Oh, and, yeah. and I want to hear, it's a Bane world after all. And they go. And right away you go there. 
and you're in the car, you're having a good time, and it's like, oh, what's this? It looks like a trial. Oh, my God, that's supposed to be my dad. He's guilty? Oh, no. And guys just come up and beat the shit out of you and throw you in a cell then for him. That's the, the end. main experience. That's it. And they're like, thank God for well, permission the slips. I don't even think they're going to go there because they want to have this whole idea where, you know, everything is. It's just you go past Bane breaking the back of Batman over and yeah, over again. That's the entire all ride. I'm going to break your damn back. I'm going to break your damn back. That's all it does, right? And then Batman, the next sentence, he's yelling, I'm going to break your damn back. This is zombie burn and trog section. That would be pretty good. That would be good. And then I would like to have that, you know, the, the whole deal is being led through, you know, by everybody that, you know, Bane screwed over and stuff. So you have the guides and they're talking trash and stuff. Yeah, all that, Eric. But uh, it's like you get to the one part. And this is the part where Bane came back to Gotham because he believed that Thomas Wayne was his father and him and Batman were brothers. Crazy, right? That turned out it wasn't anything like that. Yeah. And then they go to the next one. Kiss snake. This this is when we had a thing called Forever Evil, and Bane decided he wanted to be the Batman. He was the Batman. <laughs> he was honestly, the Batman. I would not mind. For, I, I think it might have been destroyed. I don't remember because it's been so long since Arkham War with that. But I want there to be some kind of trophy case with that bat costume, the Bane's Batman costume was, on display. That was cool. He was bulked out, too. Also, when you go... People weren't afraid of Bat and Bane anymore, but they were still afraid of Batman, so he had to become the Batman. Yeah, they're also like, and now we're going to take the tour over to Jose Canseco, who will now inject you with Venom. Venom's you up, right? You I don't want to be Venomed up. Thanks, Jose Canseco. Thumbs up. All right. But yeah, that that's the end. We have I got Venom rage. It looks like it's a me he's referring to. And then we go off to the punchline chapter seven, and pretty much you get Die Hard. Like you That's said the thing is, now we have, you know, Alexa K punchline with her group of Royal Flesh Gang followers, including Orca, going through the prison trying to find Harper Rowe, who has now escaped through the ventilation system, is now like, yeah, come to Blackgate, have a couple of laughs, find Kelly Ness. But it's such a weird situation because you don't know what's going on. For one thing, I do like the art style because it, it's, it's not usually my style. It's more cartoony, but I like it. But here it's weird. Where Orca keeps changing size. Like at one point, Orca is supposed to be gigantic. And at one point, she is. But at one point, she's the same size as Punchline. At one point, she seems like she's smaller than Punchline. I don't understand what we're doing. But at one point, Orca punches a locker room like door and busts it all open. And like Harper was able to get above it and to the side. And that's where she entered. But she doesn't know if Orca knew this and is trying to play it off. Like, oh, you don't have to look here because I just did this. Or if it was just a happy accident. Now Harper has to go find the former friend of Alexa K, Alexis K, who we know is Punchline, to see what she knows about Alexis' past and what they could use against her character during her courtroom to put her away forever to let them know that she's always been a psychopath and not just a victim of the Joker. And that's pretty much what you get here. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, when you get this like crazy hidden room and stuff, it, it gets a little hokey. And the idea where Harper, when she went in, was like, I can't get caught because any evidence I get them will be thrown out of court. I'm like, none of this is going to stick. I mean, this is kind of weird and all that. But then at the end, I'm, I'm telling you, when you, you keep going. When you talk about Cullen? Yeah, when you have Cullen, I'm like, it's like such nothing, but you end up where it's part of the royal flesh. Like, Cullen, no, that guy's a follower, right? He'll it's go such anywhere. a weird idea because leading into this, the idea that we had the save punchline movement where she's a victim. People are going to protest her trial, like, you know, free punchline, hashtags, yeah, all yeah. this. Seems like right. they're away from that, right? And exactly, but Cullen's new boyfriend got Cullen into this. The idea we got to listen to these podcasts, you got to be on Alexis's side. And this is why they're together because they had both had they both like going to the same places, you know, freaking protests for you know free punchline. But when he takes his shirt off, 
and you see, you know, a, a hand holding a freaking, you know, set of cards right there. Like, oh my God, that's a Joker thing. I'm not down for that. No, Gary. It's not a Joker thing. It's a royal flush gang thing. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I'm like, <laughs> like hey, okay, that's I'm sitting good. there, and I just don't understand this royal flush gang connection. We keep pushing in this where Alexis takes out the freaking queen of, like, you know, yeah. was it the queen of spades Maybe or diamonds? Should, I don't yeah. remember. But the queen of the royal flush gang takes her out, and now we have her in control of the royal flush gang, but this guy is already with the royal flush. I don't yeah, understand we'll what you're what playing with. Because he even anymore. says he's been there for a while because yeah. he – Tattoo's a bit faded. And then he says, you don't see it. He goes, you want to see my one-eyed Jack? One-eyed Jack. And he's like, "Ah, yeah, you got another. Oh, that's what you meant. So that obviously is coming next. It's one of those things like when uh, when Rocky took Adrian on their first date and they went back to his apartment. And the smooth move. like Then he takes his shirt off and fucking puts his arms up against the ceiling right there. No, this is first date stuff, especially for a shy girl like Adrian. And now the Cullen and Frigg and his boyfriend are going to have the same experience. Dicks. Yes, that's exactly it. Uh, and then they're like, all right, let's get it on. I don't tell me more. I'm, he's like, I, I'm not part of that stupid Joker stuff. I'm more of a royal flush gang oh, guy. You're a classy oh, fellow, oh, are you? Tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> I love the idea that it's, it's like me. I'm like, hey, Eric, uh, you want to go down telling me, whoa, 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 I see what you're wearing. You're one of the Crips. No, no, no. I'm one of the Bloods. Okay, we'll go. I mean, well, it's the like, thing okay. is, I, I will give it this, the idea if I see somebody flashing, like, it's almost like the idea of Clown Hunter and, like, killing the clown, stuff like that, the stuff you're into. If you're willing to follow the Joker and do shit like that, I don't really want to hang out with you, but if you're like, hey, look at my Royal Flush Gang tattoo, I'm like, oh, oh you're, you're a in. joke. <laughs> Oh, you're you're one of those idiots. Oh, you, you're oh, kind of man. you're kind of weak and helpless. I got you. Like, it's fine. Do, do you go around? You're non-threatening to do me. Do you have like the jet scooters and stuff? No, no, that's in Batman that's in the Beyond. Future. Stuff. <laughs> like, Give us time. Happen. That doesn't happen yet. Right now, we just run around yelling card puns. You're a you're a you know you're quite a card, but we're gonna have Here to we go. You have to be <laughs> dealt with. <laughs> ah, yes, that's their only joke. That's all they got. I couldn't even get it out. I started laughing. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but yeah, at the end of this, I, I again with time and leaving at some point. Yeah, and maybe the book they go going like on another ten months, and maybe the book going on hiatus at some point. Like all last these issue things we going, something like that. But it, it's all up in the air. And I didn't actually, when I looked through the solicits for December, I don't recall seeing a solicit for it. But I, I was just paging through quick. And also, it some might of have been one of those weird hiatuses because yeah, how they're well, shipping now. going, and that's what I'm saying though. That it may go on a hiatus anyway because of this deal. I need more progression. I need some forward movement. And in this, you really don't get much. I mean, it really is. It actually What's feels like a. a no, but it feels like, you know, let's re. It actually feels a lot like a Dan Jurgen speaking of Batman Beyond, a Batman Beyond deal where you're just recapping, 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 and then you have a cool cliffhanger with vengeance. We'll see what's going on. Um, but yeah, I need more in a book like this to go forward and do that sort of deal. So with that, I'm at a 6.5 overall. I think the art's great. Oh, the art but, is um, really good throughout. Yeah, yeah. But overall, like I said, I'm I'm like at a 6.5. And the, the, the you know, it's people like Punchline, whatever, but I don't think that these backups are really doing much for. You know, it's going to be great, though, going us. forward, Jim, because we have, you know, Madam Halloween who works with Interpol and wants to work with Jim Gordon who's on the hunt for the joke and you know how Vengeance show up. Vengeance can pretty much do what she wants. You know why? She has diplomatic immunity. She does. I thought you were going to have a card pun. 
She's two of a kind. I, 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 I look forward know. to this next leg of the story and seeing where they're going, especially because I'm interested in the idea of the daughter of Bane and what she's going to be up to, and especially bringing Julia Pennyworth. And I'm like, I'm sold. I just really hope that the punchline backup gets a bit stronger because that's still like, you know, so it's it's the weak link of this whole thing. And I, I hate that we have a backup for it, but it's here. And I do want to, you have to keep punchline relevant if you're going to do anything with her later on. But yeah, I know it's not but doing What are enough. you going to do with Tynan leaving and stuff? There's weird things going on because of leaving. Whatever fuck when, you want. And, and, and with this, with vengeance, then you have Julia, you have Interpol. This is becoming a full Madam house. Madam Halloween, Jim. A full house. Right? I don't know. When I look at freaking vengeance, I get a straight. You like I'm the, canceled. You, you like the strong ladies, do you? Who doesn't? I like to be picked up like a baby. Oh my goodness gracious! It's almost like they have a gang that's a royal flush gang. <sighs> Always got to beat into the crowd. I don't. I don't know many other things in, in cards, and I really, you know. And luckily, that lady looks like an old maid. Right? Is that a card? It is. I'm gonna right? shoot it's, the moon. <laughs> Ah, uh, Halloween. Where was he? Here we go next. I'm grabbing my notes now that I'm I'm actually seven out of ten for me. A little giddy, yeah, a little, just a little bit higher than me. But that's how we've been around with this. It it just kind of keeps going, and I I just want more of what I came for. And I'm not even saying the Joker. I'm beyond the idea of begging for the Joker and the You're book the Joker, the Joker, right? What I want is more of you know vengeance. We might get that next issue. And the so Samson family eating people. Yeah, I don't need that. You know, they're at the all-you-can-eat buffet Road over there that. Uh, the next deal is Superman and the Authority, number three, Eric, written by Grant Our Morrison. book of the week each time it's been out. Yeah, that's going to end. <laughs> Art by uh, Mikkel <laughs> Janine, Travel Foreman. And believe me, you can tell when old travel comes on the book. Uh, you also have Jordi Bellero, Alex, and Clarence Steve Wands. While most people were wary that this four-issue mini wouldn't have enough time to tell a complete story, I was worried it right. would have too much time for Grant Morrison to Morrison the shit up. That happens this issue, and that combined with what really felt like a cut-and-paste job on this. It really felt like some scenes were just thrown together, jammed together, uh, made this my least favorite issue so far. We have one issue left, and those people were right. I don't see how you can end this in any satisfactory way. We haven't way. started anything yet. Yeah, I know, Eric, but we were we were digging it. We were digging it. And digging my, it and hard. You know what really throws me off here is that they actually start to try to tell a story. I actually no, just no, needed no, that... this to be a let's get the team together and say, hey, the only mission that I did this for was over in Action Comics when we go to War World. Boom, we're there. I am so angered at the idea that even when we have this team together, we need we still need to get Light Ray, and I think there's the OMAC was still in the next issue that we have to get, but. When we have who we have at the Knights of the Round Table and start talking about why we have gathered here today, fucking Superman starts getting coy and shit. I'm like, why are you playing these games, Superman? We're three out of four issues in. Tell me what we're doing. Superman says at one point, listen, no more of this nonsense. I'm going to tell you exactly why I got you together. Never does. And, and even with that, like I said. Let's the, go somewhere else and we turn the page. Like, don't do that. The cobbled together part for me. Is they, they end up getting June Moon, they end up going, and then out of nowhere, you turn a page and get, you know, Maxwell Lord going, uh, no, Sir, oh, not Maxwell Lord. No, no. I mean, Manchester Black. Manchester Black, I'm getting, says, no, seriously, it's the actual round table to nobody. Nobody asked, well, nobody said anything. Is, it's so ridiculous. I feel like we could have done more stuff because even with us, you know, continuing on gathering the, the elite up, the, t the I mean, the authority up, the team that we need for whatever Superman should do, 
I was so happy when Grant Morrison took pretty much so so long of the issue last time to bring back Enchantress. And not only bring back Enchantress, but bring back so much of the history of Enchantress, even to a degree where you could say that this is where she's been ever since she was sent to hell during the Suicide Squad. You could make that work in your mind if you want to, while recollecting and recreating for a new age the origin of the character, June Moon. We did all that. And at the end of the whole thing, we had the authority come and grab her from hell. Well, they done hadn't quite done. grabbed her, but you had enough. You could have started this. You issue. jumped this up. Just you, like you do. You have she her wakes there. up. She's That's in fine. full Superman and she just gets her ass to the freaking table. We realize, oh, you can, you can be the, you can be the enchantress and June Moon both at the same time. You don't need to pick and choose because that was your problem before. Just say that word because when we go back in this issue, where we spend page after page and showing you different angles of how we saved June Moon from the purple plateau. I'm like, well, if Midnighter's loving fighting demons, like, you didn't need any of this, and you're wasting all your page space to a story that I was really enjoying. And when we get to the idea of like, all right, well, here's what we're going to do next. Um, actually, when you get to the point then where it's like you have the Injustice Society or just whatever, I don't remember what we're calling them, where Ultra Humanite is the leader, but then I didn't even realize before this, but has the body of Solomon Grundy and because uh, he just looks like a white ape, but he's just fucking hulking zombie. But the idea that he wants to, you know, put in super like grab Superman's body, even though he's powerless to go to John so we can have the new Superman. So like body, which he only wanted hearkening back to the idea of the original ultra humanite. That's fine. But that almost felt like we were like, you know, out of nowhere, even though we're only three issues in, it didn't feel like we were or even how he got there. The idea, even when ultra humanite shows up and he's just inside for Superman posing as a mannequin. He's just sitting there. He's doing his miming. Also, like, it seems I like he has... making statues of my greatest enemies, but not this Grundy. And then he's like, oh, no, Rah. I recognize your voice. But even that, you even have what appears to be like an ultra-humanite army of robots thrown in there, all this stuff. Then you have people talking, other people with that, and you end up just fudging things, and it doesn't really go well. The idea, I think we're going to have to go to Dubai and, and check out the they summit. There's there. Where earlier in that thing where you have he's already mentioning, you know, Ultra Humanites already mentioning that people are already delayed in Dubai. It's, there's things that are really off with the progression and how this goes. But then you just boom, cut it down. And now we go to Light Ray and we go to a Light Ray origin story, which is OK. But that's Fine. really full Grant Morrison, the idea of. Being born, the first girl the born, first baby on born on Mars. She's an influencer. She's got all these followers, but she's sad and all this. But you don't even get her on the team yet. I mean, she you're just getting the steal. Then you get thrown in with, the, oh, my God, Eclipso's involved here. Then well, you get on, a though, fight. Because when we have Light Ray, when we get to the Light Ray thing, because we have Mars August 2001, where we have people on Mars already. So now we're 20 years into in the future. So it seems like a weird idea that we had, like, you know, for the timeline that we're currently working with, I know like the superheroes do different things, but it's not like the human kind of does a lot of space exploration on its own where you know about colonies on Mars inside the DC comics. So it's such a weird idea that the first baby well, again, born on this Mars was gonna be the is 2001. Stuff. Yeah, this was going to be the, all the 5G stuff and, uh, as well. And it's kind of funny because when we went with that idea that this was a 5G book you were going to go, I certainly would have liked uh, Light Ray as maybe the Flash in the 5G than Owen Mercer, but you end up having this, you know... Well, even just Quick that we're going to have the Kid uh, kid Quick in the Justice League Future State stuff, that would have even been a good choice. But, like I said, you end up having this Light Ray who's sad, she, you know, I could, I, people look at me to keep them happy, and I'm so sad, and then the lights go out and there's a Isn't that gun's so. there to kill herself? 
Yeah, maybe. Oh, I, yeah, I definitely. Guess so, yeah, yeah. At the one yeah. point, I didn't even realize what she's saying. That she puts it under her yeah, chin. Yeah, like, yeah, it's right under her me. chin. Yeah. And that's where Eclipso shows up. and then the darkness. Look at my diamond here. Takes her away, which <sighs> now, I mean, this only leaves, you know, an issue where we're going to have to go Just imagine that. We have Apollo show up to Mars to get Light Ray for the team. And now Eclipso is involved and has kidnapped a new member of the team for something that we need to do that we don't know yet and have one issue left. Yeah, and then he gets attacked by this and Mac. The, which I want to say that, yeah. like, again, yeah, I that's look at her. the Mac, Omac. Yeah. That's what it is. She's called Mac. When you end it, up It's having... weird, though, because, you know, it's, it's a new Omac, but she barely looks like Omac, as if she's, like, really kind of hulking here and has kind of a mohawk. But the idea where you have this Omac, or like, you know, she's going to be part of the team as well and starts trying to beat the shit out of Apollo because, you know, misunderstanding, but yeah, he, we it, have one issue. This, I know, this Omac thinks that Apollo must have done something yeah, yeah. Uh, with Light Ray, which obviously didn't, they're going to team up. That would be the way of getting this Mac on the team, but then you go off to Dubai, and I mean, you're just thrown in the shit. You, you, what you are we in. doing with this? Because we have the, like, you know, Ultra Humanites crew causing a problem. We have Manchester Black who keeps demanding to Midnighter and uh, Steel that we should call ourselves the elite. I'm the guy in charge. I'm like, Midnighter's like, well, if anybody's in charge, Superman. Well, he's not here. Well, if anybody else is in charge, Steel should be in charge because she has the technical know-how. But then he's like, Superman says we need to come up with a name for the team. It'll bring a cool, like, you know, us to, like, team-building exercises and shit like that. Where he keeps talking about the idea of, the like, we're the authority and stuff like that, but not really co- realizing he's saying a cool team name. Even, it's weird that Midnighter doesn't pick up on it either. But yeah, really. by the end, when they confront this freaking like the uh, ultra humanized gang, and it says, "No, we're the authority." I'm like, like, who the fuck's the authority? I don't even know who they are. <laughs> and I do, I do like the idea when Manchester Black is arguing, and I mean he is arguing even at a point where all this shit's going down while they're arguing. It's kind of a fun little deal. It's like a Pulp Fiction even deal where yeah. you're having this discussion while you're killing people and people are shooting at you and stuff like that. And while this is going down, I like when he's like, "Hey." Any of you assholes here ever have an elite team that's set up to go against Superman? No. So I'm in charge. And they're like, it never went well with you, though. It always ended up bad. He's like, I don't care. We're going to come up with a name. And then that's where you say that, oh, we're the authority. We are. And he gets zapped. And then you add these other guys. No, we're the authority. And I'm like, I don't even know who the fuck you are. And then we go back to Fort Superman. where, like you say. Just think of I it mean, becomes so idea. cartoony the idea that he's walking past mannequin statues of his greatest villains and like, hey, I don't remember making a Grundy. Yeah, what, what do you think was in that spot where he Nothing. is? I, was there a big spot there? I like to think that the podium is a long slab and it ended and he's just standing there. Oh my god, it's I'm, become Scooby Doo. Yeah, really. I'm just sitting there and like. It'd be funny where Ultra Humanite after this is like, I defeated Superman. Like, yeah, but you were posing as a, a damn mannequin for that long. I mean, you're you're foolish. But yeah, he's like, I don't remember a Grundy. It's and so then they funny, attack. too, for when we had in the first issue, when we saw all these bad guys, we saw Ultra Humanite was there and stuff. I really thought that the way he looked was really a stylistic choice because he still kind of looks like an ape to me, even though he is just like obviously an albino ape, but he's just an albino Grundy, as he always is. With his brain exposed. And looking at that, I don't his even think of big-ass shoulder him. pads. Yeah, I don't even look at him like, oh, Grundy. It just seems weird. But then he's like, I recognize that voice. You're ultra-humanite. Take this. I'm going to hit you with the Supermobile. Super Go in and hit him and, you know, get kind of messed see up. That, that was cool. And then I you end up with <laughs> Grundy in a weird deal. Or not Grundy. Ultra-humanite in a weird deal. Like, at this point, 
he even says like, oh, I, I kind of outlived you, you're weak or whatever. Why would you want to be in Superman's body now? I mean, well, no, he's the thing not is, that It's a, a stopgap because he has to go to do this to John then because he plans on going to John. But if he goes in his father's body, he can get close to him. But the idea now that we have to go shrink ourselves down to the bottle city of Candor so we can get those precision tools in order to do the surgery to then unshrink ourselves to go see John. I'm like, this is very intricate, uh, ultra humanite. And there's a lot of places for you to get fucked over with it. I don't like the progression as what he says, though. He goes, I'm going to burn. I'm going to kill your wife and friends. I'm then going to go and do all this. And then I'll go get your son's body. I think that John would be alerted to that, uh, before then kind of go. But, you know, and they even mentioned John too in this and like, eh, he's nothing. He's nothing. And then one of and the times. Superman stands up for him. Well, I'm saying that Ultra Humanite at one point says he's nothing even concern ourselves with even before that. But the end he up says where, the same thing to Superman, the idea like he might as well be an ape dragging his knuckles compared to me. I'm like, he has beat your ass every yeah, time Yeah, I actually thought he meant actually Superman himself and all of them when he said that. I, I'm talking about when you end up having him. He's like, well, should we deal with Superman, the, you know, his son? He's like, eh, he's nothing right now. And then with that, Superman does say to the authority that John, he... He's more socially conscious. It's up there's where the tie is. That's all it is, I think, there with that comment. I don't know if you guys know this, but my son created the United Federation of Planets by just saying a word that he heard on Star Trek in front of a bunch of aliens. Crazy, That's right? That's all it was. And then, yeah, you end up with this with Superman. Dominators, Thanagarians working together. The world's coming to an end. It's like on the Earth with the UN. All right, we'll do it. And you end up where, again, there's no time for this in this next issue. You don't even have the well, You're jumping team. around so much in this. I'm like, I thought we were, like, you know, doing Grant Morrison stuff, but in a reasonable way, in a very well, well-paced book, which, yeah, I was scared that we wouldn't have enough time, but I was enjoying each and every issue that we're getting to the point where I even said at the beginning, this was, has been our book of the week. For each every each week, it's come out until this week. And I'm like, there feels like there's a fucking brakes being pushed heavily on this issue because for the amount of stuff that Grant Morrison wants to do, but realize he doesn't have any time to do it. Yeah, and it's, I, I don't even think he's involved in the process the way that I was told. It's just that they're they're getting some things and kind of splicing them together and doing stuff to try to figure out a way that they can release this in four issues so that it'll tie into both the Cal L, Son of Cal L, and the Action Comics deal. So this was a disappointment. It really was. I'm going 5.5 out of 10. What are you doing? I'm doing a 6 out of 10 because while I found this to be a disappointment, I'm telling you, we're at like 8s and 9s before for this book. But, like, I don't know. There's still aspects to it that I still enjoyed. And I'm still on the ride, like, you know, the ride for this whole book because of how much I have been enjoying. This is a bump in the road, but hopefully the fourth issue can really stick the landing. But right now, this, like, it just feels like a bunch of disappointment that I didn't need at this I point mean, in time for how much I've been issue- enjoying it. You have to save Superman from getting, yeah, you know, destroyed. To you have to get Light Ray from Eclipso. You got to convince Omac to join the team and you got to stop the stuff in Dubai. There's a lot going pages. on. Yeah, there, there's just, yeah, I don't think that this gets tied up very well. I just hope this well. ends up being like, you know, Infinite Frontier. Okay, the next thing's in this. So we're, we then go to another four issue fucking we'll miniseries. See. We'll see what it is. But I mean, with that. I remember that this came out and people were like, oh, man, Grant Morrison said he wasn't going to do any sort of superhero stuff anymore. He lied again. And then there it's like, no, yeah. this was done before. He seems to be out. But we'll I know. See. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But somebody else could take it over. Like a lot stuff. of aspects of and this maybe book, the, I hope that the team ends up going off to Action Comics eventually. We'll see. I don't know. It's 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 all muddy. It's a cool team. Yeah, I, I actually really, uh, you know, two out of the three issues I've loved. This one, though. 
really makes me worried. It really makes me worried with what you leave the thing on the is, table. We've loved the series so far to the point, but we've always been worried about what's coming next because we don't have enough time to do yeah, anything. Now we really don't, but we'll see. We'll see how it is. But the end is coming soon. Yes, with that, we're going to go it's off nigh, to... nigh, Jim. No, it's nigh. It is nigh. We need nigh, you know, six more issues. But with that, we're going to go off and listen nigh. to Clay <laughs> talk a little bit of the digital spotlight and then we'll be back with three more books to finish up the podcast hello and welcome back to another installment of the weird science dc digital spotlight of course i am your host clay this week we have three books all batman related um that being batman 89 number two batman the adventures continues season two issue number four and then of course, we have the episode two of the Wayne family adventures. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. We're going to start with, like I said, the Batman 89 number two. I will say it wasn't like bad. Um, I think I expected a little bit more. I will say, um, you know, there was... I believe in the last issue, there was a random uh, individual that died due to the uh, all the randomness and chaos that was ensuing over the helicopter and the giant penny and the robbers and all of that. Uh, I believe it was somebody that was in the armored car ended up dying. They didn't really play it off as like Batman's fault. But in the very beginning of this issue, somebody does get shot because there was a parade of gunfire from i believe the gcpd uh, or some sort of swat team from the gcpd and an individual was shot and he fell to his death uh bruce does seem to uh take this very hard he uh seems to think that this is his fault um doesn't really play off of anything more than that because this is a heavily heavily centered story around of course uh harvey dent he is of course going to be making his statement uh towards uh the city and trying to convince them hey you know i am still who i am uh you know i was raised here in burnside you can trust me all of that jazz um we are introduced to robin of course uh, it's really funny how he gets that name. Um, there is the Batman guard or whatever they're calling themselves. I can't remember exactly what they are calling themselves, but the people who basically wear Batman uh, merchandise and, and patrol the streets, quote unquote, and they are breaking into a building. And they're like, oh, we can just say that it was some random person because we are watching the street, blah, blah, blah. Well. This kid who was dressed up in a cape hoodie with a ninja mask S thing on his face uh, stops them. And uh, the uh, what was it? Every, every single one of these guys are trying to say uh, that this kid was robbing the store and robbing, you know, uh, the short phrase of it robin like hey i was robbing the store uh everybody keeps using that terminology 
and Robin keeps punching the crap out of everybody as soon as they say it. So these kids are like, man, who was that? Oh, I think they called him Robin. And they're like, no, I think that meant they were robbing the store. And uh, this kid who I believe is supposed to be playing a version of Tim Drake, who is going to become Robin. You see him kind of smirk. He's making a name for himself, which is good in his mind. Um, Bruce Wayne does uh, have the giant penny sent to the Wayne Manor. He is going to have it uh, put into the Batcave. Uh, Alfred is kind of like, eh, why do we even have this? Why are we doing this? Why are we buying this giant penny? And Bruce is basically saying, hey, it saved my life. Uh, so I'm going to keep it as a souvenir. Um, okay, I guess that's a little weird. But I mean, I guess there has to be a reasoning behind him having these trophies. And that does make sense. So uh, we see throughout this book also that uh, Harvey Dent is not making the best of friends, whether it be via the police, the uh, congressmen or people on the streets, people uh, that live in Burnside. Like he is making enemies kind of everywhere. And I guess that is kind of comes with the territory of, you know, being a politician. But it is what it is. Uh, and these enemies, unfortunately, uh, for Harvey Dent, um, they actually set ablaze the um, the old uh, garage that he's always going to in Burnside. Now, we do get a quick glimpse of Catwoman out of freaking nowhere, randomly. Um, I felt that her appearance in here uh, didn't really need to happen. It was kind of just like, hey, I'm just going to throw this character in here. Um, maybe there's going to be more of her later on. But, you know, if this is the only thing that we do get of her just as a like, hey, here you go. We gave you your character Catwoman, um, Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. Um, it's a little lackluster. and. Uh, you know, it was just meh. But uh, Harvey Dent uh, sees the fire. He goes towards it. Um, the owner says that uh, uh, what uh, I think it is Tim uh, that's in there or his son, I think, is uh, Drake. Yeah, uh, Tim is in there. So Harvey runs in and he gets knocked unconscious, laying in the fire and gasoline is like pouring down i think it's actually battery acid if i look at it yeah it looks like it's battery acid that is like leaking from this battery and it's like going towards harvey um so it looks like that's how he is going to get his burns on his face so not too terribly bad like i said the only thing that i really just like meh was the Catwoman appearance there was really no need for it um art is still a little jarring you know, because it is supposed to be technically like uh, caricatures of these uh, characters via the Batman 89 movie. But other than that, uh, you know, the whole Robin thing uh, was kind of funny. Uh, I could easily give this a solid a solid eight. You know, it's 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 not, you know, the best Batman book out there. It's not the worst. 
Um, I think it does have a little bit more like to move towards improve, improving to like be a better book. And mainly just because we're not really getting Batman. I understand that, okay, they're wanting to develop other characters, but I feel like you could do it while also getting Batman. That's the whole reason why you're getting Batman 89. And we're seeing a lot of Harvey. Uh, I, I, I guess it's like a double-edged sword in this sense because it's okay. It's Billy D Williams. You're going to want to see how he becomes two face and everything, which we are getting. This is only issue two. And that's something else that I need to take into account also, but a solid eight. I think it has, you know, it's, there's still four issues. There's still a lot of story. Let's see how it goes, but let's go ahead and move on to Batman. The adventures continue season two. Issue number four. This issue deals with an uh, with a villain called the Muscle, who is hired by oh shoot the famous mobster in the animated series. His name is oh shoot. Uh, I have it right here uh, because he actually. One thing that I found really funny is that Muscle at one point is like, oh, well, this person who hired me, um, which is I'm like, why would you say who hired you? That's just stupid. Um, uh, shoot. Who was it? Uh, Rupert Thorne. That's who it was. Rupert Thorne. I couldn't even find it, but I did remember. So Rupert Thorne. Uh, is uh, the person who hires Muscle. He's like a, a rumored uh, vigil, not vigilante, but a villain that mobsters hire to basically be the muscle uh, on jobs and stuff. Um, his contract per Thorn is to kill Montoya. And Batman does get involved, of course. And it gets to a point where like Montoya's wife or girlfriend, I'm not entirely sure how they're playing it here, uh, but significant other is kidnapped by muscle. Um, and at one point, even Bruce is like, they're, they're at some sort of, what is it? Is it like a auction or a banquet or something? I think it's like some sort of banquet and Bruce is there and he's like, Hey, Alfred, I want to keep a close eye on them, uh, offer them a ride home. And so, you know, they're taking them home, but then that's when Muscle comes in, wrecks their car. Bruce gets out and he's about to, uh, you know, help prevent Muscle from kidnapping or doing any harm to Montoya. He actually gets a concussion. He gets knocked out. And, you know, Montoya's like, hey, everything's fine. Because of you, I was able to return fire. He got spooked. He ran away. That is when we find out that he actually has her significant other. And, you know, Batman's like, okay, get me out of this hospital. You know, you can drive. I technically have a concussion. I can't really do much other than fight. So Alfred is going to drive Bruce to the location where Muscle is. His hideout is, uh, ironically, a fitness gym, which... Uh, I mean, hiding in plain sight, I guess. But Batman does uh, end up taking down Muscle with the help of Montoya. 
uh, it wasn't completely his uh, victory per se. Uh, and the last page ends with uh, Montoya and her significant other basically thanking Bruce because he is pretending to be at the hospital again. Uh, basically saying, you know, maybe uh, Batman is not so bad after all because that's like a really big thing with Montoya. She doesn't like the Batman because technically vigilanteism is illegal and whatnot. But uh, I don't know. It's weird because, you know, Batman has been working with GCPD ever since the beginning of freaking Batman the Animated Series. So still odd, but it is what it is. It's for the story. It says next, the mayhem campaign begins. Uh, This one, I still love the art style of Bruce Tim. This story was really, really fun uh, in the sense of being able to see Bruce like kind of be Bruce in the sense of like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to throw my money around and, and my suave to try to help these people, but also still being Batman when he, you know, was needing to leave the hospital and telling Alfred, Hey, you're going to be my ticket out of here, but we also need to do it fairly quickly. So that way nobody sees us leave the actual hospital room. Uh, so this is still a very enjoyable series. Um, I need to see when the trade comes out for the first season or not first season, but the first volume of season two or no, no, the adventures continues. And then Adventures Continues Season 2. Yes, so The Adventures Continues. I still need to get that first trade. This is a series that I would genuinely uh, be okay with owning. Uh, And so far, it's been really, really well. So with this, I did enjoy this a little bit more than Batman 89. So I will be giving this an 8.5. There was some little nitpicks that I had with uh, some of the proportions of characters changing throughout the issue. I mean, it is what it is. Animation isn't perfect either. I'm sure uh, the art style on that was very wonky. Uh, Still haven't finished that series. All four seasons on HBO Max. Still haven't finished it. I need to. Anyway, let's go ahead and move on to the last book. Quite possibly my favorite um, of tonight. That is the Wayne or Batman Wayne Family Adventures. This is... One is called, if I can get to it, Episode 2, The Last Cookie. We open up with Damien, Duke, Cassie, Tim Drake, Batman, and Red Hood all coming home from what looks like a long night out. Um, Again, if you are not familiar with these characters, they do have these cool little squares that pop up. Remember, Webtoons is completely free. If you're not reading this, there is no excuses. Download the app. You don't have to pay for anything. This book, or yeah, this book slash title, each episode comes out on Wednesdays. So it says here, Jason Todd, a.k.a. The Red Hood at Death and Resurrection, leave some lasting scars. Tim Drake, a.k.a. Red Robin, genius detective coffee addict. So they have a tradition, of course, because episode one, Duke was just moving into the mansion. They kind of keep that theme with Duke being the uh, the newbie 
at home and kind of like how we would be the audience, kind of the outside looking in. And so he's like, Oh, what kind of tradition do y'all hold? What do y'all mean? What are y'all doing? And the tradition is that if nobody gets hurt on patrol, then they are welcomed back to the mansion with uh, a whole bunch of bakery goods that uh, Alfred home makes. So the entire table is full of cake, cookies, cupcakes, the whole, the whole nine yards, right? And so everybody's kind of just chowing down and they notice that there's one last cookie. And it's really funny. Everyone except for Bruce, uh, Bruce is kind of just like reading a newspaper. Everybody freaks out about this cookie and they're all fighting over it, right? Damien gets it and he's like, ha, I got it. Uh, he's like, this is why I'm the superior Robin. I, uh, none of you are my equal. And like, before he can finish the sentence, freaking, uh, Red Hood just like tackles him. And I love, I said this last, uh, spotlight, the, the artistic, uh, uh, what did I call it last time? Um, the artistic freedoms that the Webtoons app is able to give, especially with those familiar, um, to the way, you know, they just draw and whatnot, just, you know, art in general. Um, the panel kind of goes off kilter. The, uh, the focus of the panel is also blurred as to show motion. Uh, so it's really, really hilarious. And so like Jason has the black cookie and he's like, huh, now y'all, you know, y'all are suckers. This is my cookie. And I mean, if you're going to have the last cookie, just eat the damn cookie. I don't know why people are like, like for me, if I grab that cookie, I'm throwing it right into my mouth. There's no fighting over it. It's mine. I eat it game over. But, uh, Tim and Damien jump on him. He's freaking out. He lets go of it. It falls on top of Bruce's uh, coffee mug. And he's like, you know what? Bring it. He's about to fight everybody. He is like dodging and blocking and everything. And he's still able to like actually keep the cookie in hand until he finally lets it go. And Alfred has it uh, at the very end. And he says, none the worse for, uh, for where I see welcome home. And then he takes a bite out of the cookie. Um, this is just a really silly, fun family story. Um, I had a lot of fun with this. This is easily a 9 out of 10 for me. Uh, the inks are made by Starbite. Uh, writing is CRC Payne. Storyboards are Mariah, Mariah Lee. Backgrounds are Lan Ma. Uh, flats are Gene Kim lettering by, uh, Kylamel Sabal. And then of course production is Susan Chang and Will Kennedy. I also like a dummy forgot to read those credits on Batman 89 and the, uh, Batman adventures continues. So let me get to that just really, really quickly here. The Batman 89 uh, was called Shadows Chapter 2 by Sam Hamm. Uh, Joe Quinones was the artist and cover. Leonardo Ito as the colors. Clayton Cowles as the letter. 
when it comes to the Batman Adventures continues, those uh, credits, I believe, are, are they at the very end? No, they are not. Where in the world are these credits? They are at the front here. It says this is called The Muscle, written by Alan Burnett and Paul Dini. Artist is Jordan Gibson. Colorist is Monica Cabina. And letterer is Josh Reed. All right, guys, that is it for this spotlight. It is currently 1.30 a.m. I am tired. I'm going to bed. No, actually, I'm going to be doing more homework. That's lovely. And then I'm going to bed so I can go to work in about four hours. So that is going to be it for the spotlight tonight. And let's go ahead and go back to Eric and Jim. Let me quickly tell you about NordVPN. NordVPN is an easy-to-use program that is your passport to a world of entertainment. What does that mean? Well, if you're in the United States and you want to watch the UK Netflix because it still has Rick and Morty and Friends on it, you can do that. If you want to watch Peaky Blinders early so you can spoil everything to your friends, you don't want to be a jerk like that. But but NordVPN will allow you to be a jerk just like that. I mean, really, you want to watch the latest Ryan Reynolds movie, but it's only streaming in Australia? Australia! You can use NordVPN to do that. and. Most important in my mind for this podcast you're listening to, if you're outside of the United States and want to read all those comics on the DC Infinite app, NordVPN will allow you to do that as well. Plus, it makes sure everything you're doing is secure, even if you're on one of those crazy hotspots at the Starbucks. You don't want people looking over your shoulder when you're online. Why would you want to do that virtually? Just get rid of them. Nobody needs to see that. NordVPN will stop hackers from getting your information and will keep those prying eyes away from what you're doing online. And I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm not saying what you're doing is bad, good, but but NordVPN is not going to judge you either. It's just going to be there to protect you. So go to NordVPN.com slash WeirdPod or use the code WeirdPod to get 73% off your two-year plan plus four bonus months for free. And be quick, because this offer is for a limited time only. Those links will be in the show notes of this podcast. And it's the equivalent of buying a cup of coffee every month. And and really, if it's Starbucks, holy moly, coffee's expensive. That's a small price to pay for premium cybersecurity and access to vast amounts of entertaining content. There's a 30-day money-back guarantee if NordVPN is not for you, it's risk-free. Just give it a shot. Remember, NordVPN is your passport to a world of entertainment. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We'll find out if he thinks the books are good or bad or just okay. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. Ah, yes, I want to hear Eric Shea. I always want to hear some Eric Shea. Some. No, some. Maybe not a ton, but some. And we end up having this last section of books. And if you want to do go back to the idea that we said earlier with New 52 and how they did end up 
putting some things. It is the Justice League section. Sure is. Wonder Woman is in here, and that's why they kind of shoehorned her in, which makes sense. I mean, especially that you only had that one book. So with that. The Wonder that, section. Oh. We say that, even though Wonder Woman isn't even in the Justice League hey, at this point. Hey, Hippolyta is, and that works for me. And we've had the announcement that, you know, she will be coming back in, I think, December in the Just League book when we get to that what there. Did, what did we need Hippolyta for in the Justice League? You just have to have her there. It kind of ends up being kind of silly. She hasn't done much. But, again, you get the big return of Wonder Woman, and they're pretty much spelling it out as the big, big return, legitimately, of Brian Michael Bendis thing. Again, failing upwards because this book, Justice League is just bad. It's it's just it's one of those things where you almost want to sit back and say, like, are we being mind freaked? Are we? Because how can it be worse each time? You expect that there'd be one issue. I said at one point when we would talk about some things, you know, there are some writers that people like and don't like, whatnot. But I always end up like, when is it going to be like this out of nowhere issue that is like, oh my god, this is a classic. Justice League issue. This is classic Bendis, even. Well, that's it. It's one of those things that we talked about before with where we had those Midnighters back up, but lately, and even that Midnighter annual where you long for the days of Steve Orlando's Midnighter, which we did not like at the time, but we long for the days of that for what we're getting. And when we look at this Justice League lately, now I'm hearkening back to the days of Brian Hitch's JLA and his Justice League run, and I'm like, I long for those days because while we hated that, Christopher Priest ahead of uh, this. I'll deal with anything. At one point, when you ended up having that lull when Scott Snyder did leave, and you had that, you know, you had to fill the space and stuff, and you had Ben Diddy and all that stuff. Like, let's have that, even if it didn't mean much. I mean, this book and and everything that even those death metal tie-ins. I mean, everything that gets announced for this ends up being oh yeah remember that thing that bendis did on his other books well we're gonna do that we said it at the beginning of the podcast it just doesn't make sense the sin mar and and it's typical last night thinking of something else that he did during his action comics run his young just runner superman one of those whole things it was like a a one-off character, and I can't remember what the fuck it is in his body because Atlanta been thinking about last night it came and like oh i'm going to talk about that now i can't remember it as bottom book Whatever that character is, I'm expecting that one to come back well, to us. It seems like a one and Don't done worry, character. Don't worry, Eric. I'll be back. That, that'll be in January. Who knows? And it's just, it is so ridiculous. me that I can't remember it's now. It's so ridiculous. The idea, and through all this, and we'll go through this yogurt issue. from the Invisible Mafia. Remember yeah, yogurt? really. Yeah, yogurt. You, you go through this issue and just constant spread pages because nothing is really going story-wise. It's just, you know, let's fight Sin Mar, let's do and this the worst also, part about that, too, is there's not much going on art-wise either. No, I don't like the art. And, and we'll get into particulars in, in just a second. But, yeah, you even have things where Brian Michael Bendis seems like he's trying to blow people's minds, but he's months behind with, with the Phantom Zone projector. I mean, how many times do we have to keep seeing this? I'm so and tired of one, the Phantom Zone projector. Each one seems to think that they're the first one to come up with the idea of, oh, my God, Superman, you shouldn't he put people like in the Phantom Zone. there. But, again, I said earlier, the idea that he brings up Jarrell in a bad light, I'm like, really? Like, stop it. Stop it with that. But there is also something else that made me giggle throughout this whole issue. Uh, besides the, you know, non-story and awful art. But, Eric, give us the uh, whole blurb here. Justice League number 67, written by Brian Michael Bendis with Ram V on the JLD backup. And art by Phil Hester, Eric Gapster, Hi-Fi, and Josh Reed. And on the JLD backup, Sumit Kumar, Rami Fajardo Jr., and Rob Lee. 
The fight against Sidmar continues this issue where we take time to spotlight a member of the United Order before ultimately just sending Sidmar Utopica to the Phantom Zone. And after seeing the fancy projector that did it, the United Order seems to think that they can just take it from the Just League. So you know just another fight waiting to happen and an issue that fails to really do anything. Also, a JLD backup. Yeah, and we'll get to the JLD backup, which not much happens. Uh, a lot of flowery Again, talk as they miles go. miles ahead of this book. It is, but that's the problem. I keep seeing people saying that the backup by Ram V is like, that's a 10 out of 10. And I think it's because it's mirrored against what is in the regular story. It's no 10 out of 10. You're, you're meandering in that. Maybe as a whole, the, the issue and all that story will be great, but you're not getting much each issue with that either. I mean, I'm at the point where there used to be people, well, I'm just buying this for that backup. I'm like, you're, you're wasting a lot of money. Seriously. Uh, just wait, because they're going to collect that in trade. But Seriously, wait a save second, yourself though, because this issue has a gigantic reveal. The real name of the Damon Rose, the brother of Lois Lane, and that name is Leonardo Lane. <laughs> and again, she... And you, again, at least you have the LL because if you fuck that up, I'd drive me nuts. But the idea, though, Lois does call him Leo, which Leo Lane is okay. But when you spell it out as Leonardo Lane, it bothers the shit out of me. And it just because it doesn't sound right or real to me. Well, and, and what happens with Bendis when he's writing things and stuff like this? Seriously, if you're going to introduce a new brother of Lois Lane, you know, Sam Lane, he says, oh, my dad named me or whatever. You got to play it out different than what Bendis is doing because Bendis wants to convince you, especially when Lois just calls, hey, Leo, what up? We have never seen this person. How can you not introduce this as you end up having him come to light after Sam Lane's death? Bendis has now done stuff more with Leo Lane than he has with Lucy Lane. Yeah, really. And and where is this idea where why aren't you making this a surprise to Lois? She's just like, what up, Leo? Like, nothing is anybody's deal. This is somebody she talks to I'm surprised John's right now, next to Are you talking to Uncle Leo? Are you talking to Uncle Leo? What's going on, Uncle Leo? And I, I just like, really, this is what you're doing here. <laughs> and again, hey, are you behind what's going on right now? What's going on? The Hall of Justice under, it's under attack by who? Leviathan? I'm like, you shut your goddamn mouth. And Bendis. where where is he at this point, right? Yeah, he's in a bunker. He's I at, at points I swear to God that he's just in a toilet because he looks to be sitting on a toilet, right? And I get the idea because yeah, yeah, he's, totally, he's totally in like a gas station bathroom. And somebody is answering him from the side. I'm like, I think when he pulls that gun, he's like, oh, I'm gonna shoot this asshole who's talking at me through this stall. Like it's like, oh my god, the Justice League. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> hey, buddy. I'm like, you shut up. But do you have any toilet paper? I need some. But I can't spare a square. Look, also the idea because I do not like this art at all. No, I Bill mean, Hester this- works in my mind. Well, when you have a good writer telling a really engaging story, because I don't like Bill Hester's art, but like I said the last time we had him on J, like you know the last Just League issue during the Green Arrow run that he was on in the early two thousands, I didn't mind that look, the look of the art because I was engaged in the story. This not so much, so I can't help but look what's on the page, and everybody looks like ugly cavemen. Ugly cavemen, and it's funny. You, I thought that I was like I'm waiting for caveman lawyer to come out. <laughs> I am not good with your ways, like, but with that too. Leo looks a little like Clark. I think there's some weird stuff going on with Lois. I mean, really looks like Clark there. Uh, but yeah, he finds out that it's a Just League. Oh, my God. Is oh, it my Leviathan? God. Oh, my God. It wasn't me. 
And then Justice we go League up. and extended members of the Justice League have been called, and now the United Order are all fighting the Sinmar Utopica at the Hall of Justice. And now during this fight that we have going on here, we have to single out only a few of the United Order members to make sure you get their backstory, like the Hawkslayer, the leader of the United Order, and on top of them giving their own thing because they're stopping actually in battle to talk about who they are. And then below that, they have their name again, it tells you who they are. Eric, here's me if I'm part of the, you know, you're not playing. Hey, I'm Jim, and I'm from Pennsylvania. I like collecting records and exploring the Cave of the Unknown. And, and the eagles. Stuff like that. You know, that's all it is. Hey, I'm Jim from Quakertown, and I like chihuahuas and Chinese noodles. But How the about, thing you know, is about all so of this. Ridi- it's almost whole- like dating. Well, that's the thing. is, it's, it's not even all of the United Order, but you have these weird things where you have their, their character plastered on the left-hand side and the rest of the page, the spread page, where they then try to fight Simone Topica to no avail. So it's stupid, but you have Prince uh, Zarep from, Than- uh, from uh, Tamaran, and the idea about this, like the cousin of Starfire, but then you have Dominator QQ and Why stuff like that. Why aren't they getting killed as they're giving their, uh, you know, the, their the, intros? The biggest problem, though, that I've had with this is you have the Divinia of Daxum. And I've been wondering this entire time because you had this before where they said the names of a few of these characters like right now. Why, why is this character a Daxamite when she has blue skin? Well, they try to tell you here because she's what the Bendis calls a mega Daxamite. <laughs> He, so, what is he doing? And, and, the mean, thing you, is, and you continue the idea. The thing is, hey. from what they describe here, there doesn't seem to be anything other to really like, you know, call them anything other than the Daxamites here. Besides for you have to explain why this character has blue skin. It's the only reason. But I don't know what she's doing here because she should ha- she should be dying here on Earth because it has lead in there. And it's yeah, their weakness. It has lead. and he doesn't know. And he he never knows. I mean, there'll be something if somebody really spelled it out to him. He'll have an issue three months from now that it'll do a whole thing of explaining that but it, it's too late he doesn't oh, know these characters you have the little background here at the bottom divinia of daxum divinia was recruited to lead the dax uh the daxum mega forces the mega forces but uh after the she single-handedly ended the lunar conflict in sector 4579 united order was her idea and the idea of my the Daxamites don't leave their planet because they're dead. She's going off and solving lunar conflicts in other sectors with the Mega. I'm like, what are you doing? Fuck you! You end up also but continuing. All she does is talk about how they, she, they're just like the Kryptonians. And but she's like, not. I'm going to stay here with all this powers. You're dead. You're dead. Also, yeah, have that, you know, as you have this with Bendis, he wants to be jokey. Captain Adam reporting for duty and then Plastic Man. I was just going to say that, but now I remember I'm Plastic Man. I'm like, shut the hell up, Plastic Man. This is a battle going on and people are stopping to give their dating profiles. Also, you end up continuing with the thing that I'll just always bring up. I know. And then you end up. So I guess. Hey, Hawk. Hey, Hawk girl. Who is the Thanagarian? Like she would know anyway, but she's not. Thanagarian. And again, everybody at DC right now seems to think that Kendra Saunders is a Thanagarian and they're going with it. She, everybody just goes with that now and it's driving me it nuts. It seems like everything it. runs through Bendis, though, that they end up going with the, well, you know, the war zooms and this. I know. But with that, you end up having this where, how about this, Batman? Just wait, because these assholes are introducing themselves like they're on American Idol coming up, and they just stop. And give, when are they doing that? Like, I expect them to jump in there, give their bio as they're doing those weird freaking moves like the Power Rangers did when oh, yeah, they came on yeah. the scene. <laughs> it actually is like the, you know, the start screen of a video game where you go through <laughs> and see them. Hey, what are their moves? And so with all this going on, though, 
You have nothing else going and on. For it's some just reason, a also, battle. It also bothers me that Prince Zerapir, I'm a proud Tamaranian from Tamaran. I'm like, yeah, you already told me you're Tamaranian. Yeah, Where really, else would you fucking be from? Really. <laughs> it's like, I'm a proud Earthling from Earth. And I like Earth things where you do things on Earth. It's just, do we care? You know, my cousin's third aunt, Princess Coriander, from your now legendary Teen Titans, I joined the United Order because I believe in the United Planets with my entire soul light. Now, that's what he's saying as he jumps into battle and not just what it says below him, giving him a character description. This <laughs> asshole is saying this as he jumps in with the most powerful being in the universe right now. Yeah. And so you end up, and as a Bendis will do, <laughs> Bendis will end up, you know, trying to show you that his character, Simar, oh my god, he's such a threat. He's destroying everyone. And then you end up having what is supposed to be the tough decision where Batman comes no, out. Batman. Remember only this? One thing left. Here is the Phantom Zone projector. But no, you can't do it. You have eyes back and forth with him and the Batman. They don't know if they should do this. This is all we can do? do, Superman. Did it, Eric. They put him in the Phantom Zone, and then a projection of Superman is in the Phantom Zone, even though that is actually the closest to the real Phantom Zone Dude, that we get of him doing it, but he does it in a I, fucked I, up I was, roundabout way. I was so excited, even though Bendis has used the Phantom Zone before to kill off the nuclear man with Rogel Czar, because this is all you can do with his power. With, with Bendis' creations, all you can do is the Phantom Zone because of how powerful and overwhelming yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, you have to. But... The idea when you had Superman talking to Sinmar Utopka about the idea that I like I gave you a chance and you went against that. Now I'm going to have to imprison you here so you can't hurt anybody else. And when Sinmar goes to attack him and he goes through him like a fucking phantom, like a hologram, like you should be in the Phantom Zone. I got so excited because, yeah, he fucked it before, but maybe he's learned his lesson. But no, and like, I am a hologram. You cannot touch me here. I like him. Uh, really? <laughs> and then again, throughout all of this, remember the sympathetic character that he tried to make Sinmar at the end of his action comics and Superman he was trying there. to barter planets for good favor with his yeah. people. I remember when Superman's like, I, I'm not going to speak, but I'm, I'm thinking of things for you and let's meld my like freaking crazy out of nowhere. Superman just says a power like yours, a planet as beautiful as Sinmar, you know, the planet that nobody's seen. Your planet whose name you bear, which is ridiculous. <laughs> you wasted all of it. All of a sudden, Simar's like, what, what? Like, he's like, oh, what, man, what? <laughs> I guess I did. Oh, oh shit. My bad. Where's shit. the beef? <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, now he's crawling around. And you get that deal where now we get the oh, no, know, Superman. Now, now you get Superman who's all, oh, shucks. I really didn't want to use that whole Phantom Zone projector because my dad, He's the one who came up with it, and I found out he was a bad man, <laughs> and I don't know that I want to do this like, because it's know. really bad. I don't know who has more of the mind of a child right now, Clark Kent or John Kent, for how it is for me, how Ben fights him. I know, and so they're they're going with this, and he's like, well, you know, we're going to do this, and then I, I love me, the idea. Naomi jumps up. Naomi, so, uh, yeah. Your birth dad was what, like a bad dude? He wasn't what I had hoped. Yeah, he wasn't what I had hoped he would be. And then and they're like, oh, he was, man. He was fine until Bendis did it. I love It does look like Superman's like, get the hell off my shoulder. Don't touch me, girl. But then they end up talking. And again, like a Bendis needs to do, it's kind of like what we were joking on with the uh, the Patreon spotlight. The idea at one point, or maybe it was the regular podcast, but the idea is like, you know what? I think I'm going to rank the Sin Mars around Mongol. I think I'll do that. Like out of nowhere, he's just ranking. Sinmar, I think that he's about as tough. He's not exactly a brainiac in my mind, but he might be the Mongols. I don't know. I'm like, what, what are you doing? 
<laughs> what are you doing with this? And so it's Look, like all I know in, in the next issue that we're talking about that a Mongol can just be taken out by Wonder Woman, no problem. Yeah, really, just kick him in the space and watch him fly around like Darth Vader after his Tie Fighter gets shot. Uh, I go with the up, last episode of Firefly with that bounty hunter just floating through space. I'll just go. What was that well, movie with? Uh, what was that movie with George Clooney that he's stuck in gravity. space? Yeah, gravity. That's all it is. It's gravity. Ah, uh, yes, but you end up putting, and even in that, where then you have that Batman because again. Brian Michael Bendis can only surface level these characters because he doesn't know any more than that. So he goes, well, Clark, I never thought of you as anybody who would use the Phantom Projector in a bad way. Oh, shucks, Batman. You're pretty cool. Thanks. And then out of nowhere, you end up having, you know, these characters that we barely know. The United say, Order. Yeah, the United Order. And even barely before that, know, though, even the introduction. But the idea when Superman's talking about the people of Sinmar, I'll inform the Sinmar Planetaria that we have imprisoned their Utopica. So I, that, that sentence alone is weird, but from what I've gathered, last we spoke, they will be relieved. But I think the United Planet's philosophy should be to stand aside and let each culture dictate their own ways, which is fine because they're not a part of the fucking Federation. But then you have you have that Omega Daxamite, except their ways brought this utopic madness to us. So it almost seems like we're going to have the United Federation of Planets become the bad guys going forward, especially when I they said, demand Eric, the projector. I, I said that before. I said that they would a back way back and and you were like i don't know and i'm like believe me they will and i think they will with that but again this, but isn't it still going on in the 31st century with the legion who knows i said that that could be a different one plus with this hey it's fluid eric we got a new you know deal so who knows we have the and again omniverse if, i'm like we got a new deal like what's the oh omniverse the legion popping in in december and going forward they may be showing up of like what the hell happened why did things change they were aware i don't know but the thing is, I can only pray that Bendis gets kicked off this book before any more nonsense like that can happen. But it doesn't seem to be the case. This is almost like they're exiling him to the flagship book of DC. I mean, it's not Batman, but this is the big, big book. This is just like this is not where you send somebody to muck around because you don't want them to you mess things up or whatever. He's just running this into the ground. This book, every other book, people say, oh, it sucks having these backups. This is the only one, like the backup is the only thing keeping people reading, and that is ridiculous. And, I mean, even at the end of this, when you end up, hey, we need that Phantom Zone projector. No, we're not giving it to you. Well, we're going to take it. Try it. I'm like, uh, and God not, darn not exactly it. the end because we have to go back to Leo Lane, the Damon Rose, where he walks out of a freaking truck stop and a truck pulls <laughs> up and jumps out a bunch of death strokes and says, checkmate, checkmate. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, when the amount of Sinmar and the Utopica <laughs> being mentioned in this always brings me back again. I, I and their planetaria? Uh, no, I, yeah, I've been on a Simpsons kick again, so that's why all these things lead to that. But it's like, will you guys stop saying gummy? <laughs> when he's like, that is done by the gummy artisans in the medium of gummy. You just start throwing out a word that is so annoying because it sticks out every time you read it or say it. It's just so ridiculous that this is a story that was allowed to continue into this Just League book because this book sucks it's terrible at any time there's no other reaction when we end up tweeting out reviews and things like that we tweet this out there's people who want to give us combat pay for for dealing with this book i'm like i don't know reading this i mean seriously yeah that's what we keep getting oh i'm glad that i stopped it i'm glad that i dropped that oh my god this and that never then there's people i buy it just for the jail to be back up i'm like you should stop that too and wait for again i will mention 
they will be collecting that JLD backups in a full trade of just those. So right. So wait for that, that if you want. Wait it. for that. Wait for that and save yourself some bucks and some frustration. But we'll go to that now. And again, you end up in where you only have a limited amount of page space, and Ram V really wants to go. You know, special he's with sacrificing the magic a style and, for page space. No, he's not. So you're going to get a lot of narration of magic is a thing that went here and where it went there, only just to end up saying, "Hey, it's in Atlantis, people." And, and it's, it's such a weird below. idea, though, because we do have, you know, we do have Merlin trying to absorb the magic of Atlantis, where you know the, the wellspring of where magic comes from on Earth, even though we saw it's the upside down before. But whatever it is, this is where all the magic's stored, and he's going to talk about it to John Constantine. He's like, "Did you ever wonder?" Like, uh, why this tiny planet in an insignificant corner of the cosmos seems to have all the grand narratives and malevolent obsessions centered around them. Sitting there, I'm like, well, we dealt with this shit at brightest yes, day because this, this is, is where what the we fucking, always like, do. This is where life sprang of the, like, Earth is the center of the universe, no matter what the Ellen's were to think. Seriously, that is one of the main plans why everybody was joining with Darkseid and Infinite Frontier. I mean, this is the whole deal about Earth. And Earth, all this being the center of all this, it's always that. This is and where the tries, entity, the life sprung eternal from yeah, this point outwards into to the get universe. fancy with this, and it's, it's a little too fancy in my mind. Uh, but yeah, once you get to the deal now. Well, it's funny that, because you have the JLD protecting Atlantis on the outside from the crack in the last issue. And once they deal with that stuff, it's like, all right. And now freaking Merlin is bringing about zombie pirates underwater yeah, to come attack. Right. All right. Now I'm going to pull out my shark army. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically. I wish, I wish we would have seen that. It, it is basically like it, you're in the backyard again, like you always say with kids. Well, I'm going to attack you with my zombie army. Yeah, well, you're going to get my shark army. All right. <laughs> uh, the thing that I liked in this that's very subtle and not really played out and kind of leads to a bit of the, you know, the cliffhanger. I think that you're with me. We want to see how Zatanna is going to, you know, deal with this. Oh, well, yeah, whole she thing. has to come down here and take on Merlin because she's the only one of these people that can with the power she has, but she doesn't want to use that power because the more she uses, she'll unleash the upside down yep, man. The that's upside down her. man will be unleashed. And, and, yep. And so with that, it is. That's and the best part. In and order I wish to it was take out a powerhouse like Merlin, you have to unleash everything you have. And so but she then ends you doom up. the world. And she ends up at the one point that she's like, I need John. I, I need John. And luckily, where she goes to get Merlin, John's there with that. And John, he has like a ward off of Merlin, but even says that nonsense is going to stop me, all that. But what are the, the big thing with that? Like you said, Ragman goes down, you know, with his. What did they he call him the coat of rags at the one the point? Suit of Solomon, the ragman suit, suit. The suit of ragman. He this said is the ragman costume. Yeah, yeah. Suit, he said something like yeah, that. But the suit, suit of souls. Of souls. I mean, go with the real deal. I'm saying that Ram V kind of threw that out yeah. there. But when you go down, I wish that there was more. Like I think that some of the things do get lost in the translation because you only get a little snippet each time. And so I wish that there was more of a. You know, in your face, because I think some people might have forgotten this stuff about the upside down man being insider and all that in a non sexy way, I'll tell no. you, Eric. But even that, once we saw, you know, in the Infinite Frontier and in some books where we see the upside down man, and it's part of the thing, this up the ante for this. In my mind, I'm like, I need to see that. That's what I'm here for right now in this backup. Is it's funny, too, fully. because I'm all here for it because it's the most interesting thing going on right now, but I'm also like, can we please be done with the upside down, man? I but know. It's also the I most know. interesting thing going it on. Is. And then I'm sitting there, and finally at the end, you know, you get a pissed off Satana who finds, you know, you, you see Constantine, he's in trouble. Merlin's doing his nonsense, and he, she comes down and gets mad and then uses backwards word magic that I'm telling you, I'm just a dummy. I'm sitting there 
Crackletrunda. I'm like, yeah, what? Right and then I'm like, Crackleira. And then I realize it's Burn and Crackle. I'm like, really? It's Crackle and Burn. You made me. It's funny because some people even go from that bottom up. I think Scott Snyder does. But even then, you <laughs> you made a dummy like me take three minutes at least to go. I'm like, why are you doing this? I mean, here's the thing. A lot of times, some writers will end up, like, say a person goes through a whole paragraph of Spanish or French. Some will just throw it in there as that. But you have that deal. See, I don't need to really, I don't need to investigate what this is. You are like a weird editor's note translation at the bottom. No, I just need you to put it in those brackets and you know that she's saying it backwards. There's no reason. I said this. I ended up fighting with some people on Twitter because they ended up doing it in some other book that they ended up doing it. I thought, in the, oh, I know what it was. It was a juxtaposed way where you get the words really bold of what she's really saying, crackle and burn. But you get it backwards in like a, a lighter color on that so you know she's speaking i thought it was really neat the idea they played this out and i'm like okay that's cool because you get the magic sense of it but a dummy like me could just read it and get on with it and get a a, you know a cliffhanger and then people didn't like it they like this i'm sitting there i cannot deal with it i don't know why i cannot read this is to me this is my bizarro talk for you i I can't stand it i'm thinking I, I don't want to get mad at it like you do. Oh, I don't I get like it, furious. though. But whenever you have Bizarro talk backwards magic or fucking Etrigan rhyme and steal it, I'm like, I can do without it. Yeah, I know. It's, like, it's all just, her thing. I'm just like, just, just write out what she's saying so I don't have to try to look backwards. I really like that idea, and I'd have to show it to you. I'd have to find it's out. It's the stupidest really, thing to complain about, really but just please done. help me. I'm telling you, I'm sitting here, though, and I feel like Ralphie. I'm sitting there at team. I think you're over team. team. I'm like, I just spent time on Crackle and Burn. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it sounds like some sort of TNT cop show. Next up, Crackle and Burn. All right. I don't know who I want to be. I'm Johnny Crackle. You don't want to be Crackle. I'm George Burn. Yeah, you're George Burn. I'm Johnny Crackle. Don't don't mess with me. Played by George Burn. I I got a short fuse. There you go. But, yeah, by the end of this, this this backup doesn't say shit in my mind. I am interested in it, though. Yeah, me too. I'm going to ask this. I'm going like to throw it this out there. Last issues back up. I'm going to throw it out there. Is there somebody? And if they are, and you're following us on Twitter, if you, if you aren't, follow us, and I'll follow you back. And you can, you know, DM me or whatever. Or just tweet us. Has anybody gone and just read these backups all in a row, as if you are just reading that story? I'd love to know if it actually is a good, coherent story, because I think I lose track sometimes. Because, like I said, it's just such a a small snippet. And by the end, it always feels like it's not long enough, but also you just get kind of a feeling rather than a full story type deal. I'd just like to see if anybody has done that and let me know what's Well, they'll let you know once it's collected in trade. Well, no, I need now. I'm asking if anybody's doing it now just to see. And they're like, oh, my God, if you read it all in a row, it really does tie in well and goes because it just doesn't feel like a full fleshed out story, but it might just be because it's a little backups. Each yeah. issue is what I'm saying. So I'd like to know, but what, what like, you honestly, I'd like to know if anybody's going to go and do that with the Joker with the punchline story. Yeah, really that, or is anybody reading this main justice league story? Is there anybody? Out <laughs> just there us. I mean, it is one of those things that we are the just us league because we're the only ones reading justice. You league. can read it for just to joke around, right. And just to kind of like, Oh, this stinks. I mean, so a lot of people are going to do that, but. Uh, what would you give it? 
I do like the backup. I think the backup looks amazing, but everything about that front-up story with Brian Michael Bendis and Phil Hester is just garbage all around. I don't even know what they're trying to do with the characters, but Fuck you! it sucks. I might ended up just giving it a 4.3 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 3.5, and that's including me enjoying the backup, and it's nothing. You you have the flagship, one of the flagship books, the flagship team book at least, uh, one of the big books supposedly in comics even. And you're just you're just mucking around with it. You're just throwing in some. I sat there and struggled with my and... score too because last issue I didn't like the backup as much, and I ended up giving it a four out of ten. I'm like, well, I like the backup a little bit more. So yeah, I think I, I think I don't like the regular story more in this, especially with those introductions. I can understand that. Those introductions and stuff. I hey, look so at me. much. I'm Jim Werner, and I like long walks in the beach. And I'm looking at you. You've never had a long chicken. walk in your life. You're right. You're walking through my mind to Eric right now. The next book is another again, Just I League book. Yeah, really. And it's Just League Last Ride number five. And again, a lot of people will always review this. And I'm not saying all reviewers. I'm just saying, it. well, at least it's a Just League book that isn't Bendis. That's not enough for me. It really isn't the way that we do this. So. It's kind of enough for me at this point. I do want a Just League book, and this will fit the bill better than Brent Bendis's. Yeah, and which the funniest is this last ride, and plus it ends though, and you're gonna have to continue with that. But it's a, it's not in continuity, but yet might be more continuity based than this shit that Bendis is playing it's with. True. Uh, Just League Last Ride number five, written by Chip Zdarsky, art by I'm Miguel pretty sure Mandanka. Chip Zdarsky knows what a Daxamite is. I don't know. He does the little thing with the yellow, but the, it's an Elseworld deal. But Enrique Angiolina and M World Designs with two issues left. I'm still waiting for something to make me really care about this book. And it, it, being better than Bendis, Just League is not enough. I do like the past stuff better than the present. And while big things seemingly happen, they are resolved too quickly and oftentimes in silly ways. The book looks great, but overall continues to be very, very forgettable what to me. What a tagline for this trade, though. Justice League last ride. Better than Bendis. Weird That's science. all you need to do. Weird science. I'm waiting for something to hook me. Jim Ward. Because it's like it's one of those books where, yes, when I go into this, I end up like, okay, well, let's see what happens with the cyborg Superman. Let's see. Oh, there was Manhunters with him. Oh, my God, that's big. And then when you get into the book, it always is disappointing to me. There's never well, anything that you don't do anything hits. with them. They just become another obstacle for our heroes to go after. But the thing is, with that, you are hitting the well moment beats with the characters. Like, here's cyborg Superman, and he has control of Manhunters. Remember that? But also... Up and up a fucking notch here. Who put like put a little spice in it? It's Brainiac controlling Cyborg Superman, who also has Manhunters. How you like them apples? And over here, Mongol, huh? But I'm like, you're hitting the beats where you then have the characters who they're pretty much. It's assault on Precinct 13, where we just have to freaking make sure that we keep Lobo alive in here and take on yeah, all the is. threats but, that are coming but in. But by us. done by Michael Bay, because in my mind, this is supposed to be like a popcorn deal. It's almost too big of things happening over and over and over and over. You end up where it's now things happening where you're like, eh, you know, you went big with this. And, and again, you ended up Cyborg Superman controlled by Brainiac who has Manhunters and they just yell Protocol 37 or whatever the deal is and they take care of them. They're done. They end up just ripping through them and then say, oh, my God, we have Bounty Hunters here. Well, you knew that. You had spelled that out already that there were Bounty Hunters. That we're going to come. Thing is, and- it's the most interesting thing about this issue in my mind is everybody thinks that they're coming from Lobo. And at this point in time, I don't know if anybody is actually coming for Lobo or if they're coming to strip. Well, like, some you know, people Mongo- seem to be. You know, well, you end up having is- Cyborg Superman slash Brainiac seemingly like, was they, doing Everybody has, like again, that. but it's like not for the right reasons. I'm telling you, the idea that we have bounty hunters coming in, 
for what we find at the end, like, I feel that somebody wants a room full of fucking dark side clones. I don't know who that person is, but when you have, when you have Mongol who just wants to, you know, like salvage the place to try to, I don't know and if he's he making another wink, war winking. He may actually be, you know, not telling everything and might be the idea of salvaging might be that he has heard that he there seems were like he's like separate like but oh shit there's stuff going on here what you guys up to like brainiacs attacking the just league on apocalypse of lobo mongo just happens to be at the wrong place at the wrong time for a salvage operation my biggest problem we have two more issues left the main story is i know that you go back in the flashbacks that that's supposed to you know kind of yeah. set up things or whatever but that seems to be a big Don't deal do enough but of it in my mind the main story though is lobo being held off by the Justice League because they're afraid that somebody is after him because of this political deal going on with the United Planets and that Lobo knows too much. We and he killed the new gods. We and and he. But even then, it, have we? But dealt he with didn't that? pull the trigger because he then he didn't do it. But somebody else did, and he knows. And then now he has to be executed before fi- people find out who actually did it. We have no idea with two issues left who these factions might be. That might be after Lobo oh, that because United of what order, he huh? did. Yeah, you have the United Order, but they don't even seem well, to maybe be that. It might not even be them. We still don't know. And with that, I don't think that they're saying it's Lex all of Luther. them. I think it could be, you know, oh, it's Sinestro, part of that. Or it's this person, or it's that planet, or it's them. Lobo has too many secrets of what they, you know, oh, I was hired by this one. I was hired by that one. I mean, he's probably hired by everyone, really. But we haven't dealt with that. They are just there with Lobo on the planet, laughing it up in a cell as the Justice League are trying desperately to keep him alive. But we haven't really gone. The idea that he killed the new gods, that has been swept out. We we deal nothing with that. In the past, we end up having the big mystery of, okay, why is Superman pissed and not wanting to be and broke up the Justice League with Batman? We find out it's because Martian Manhunter ended up dying. Himself, and he blames Batman. It was Batman's fault, but it wasn't. And like I he told you before himself. we got back on, Superman is, it finds it easier to blame Batman than deal with his own emotions. But that's the thing. He, what's the emotion? Because if he's upset Grief. that Mash, Marshall met, they're all upset. They all were upset. It's not like he's the only one. With that, he's saying Batman can't be in control because when Martian Manhunter was about to sacrifice himself, Superman kept yelling, don't do it, John. Don't do it, John. I'll be there in a second. I'll be. He did it. I mean, that, that's what happened. Now, in the meantime, when that happened, it's really not mentioned that Superman left Hal out to Superman dry. is the worst in all of this. Superman he, like, left the, the Justice League has been broken up because pretty, Superman pretty much hates Batman. That's what, like broke apart the entire team. They're getting back together for one last ride. The whole concept of the story. And nobody is calling Superman out on his bullshit that he left Hal and the rest of the Green Lantern Corps to the fucking the problems of Darkseid and pretty much got dark, like Oa destroyed because he left them. High and, and in that, the big wow moment again. But this is this is something that I ended up hearing uh, back in the day where G-Man on the Newsarama podcast when that was going on ended up talking about a Just League. But it was the Hitch Just League book. Right. The idea that too many. Big things happen, 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 and it, it just gets silly, but you need a little cool down or whatnot. This never has that, and the things try to get bigger and bigger and bigger, but nothing's really resolved. But when you have this deal with the cyborg Superman being controlled by Brainiac, with the man, I mean, all you get really is a bunch of fight scenes, then to just have Superman choking out cyborg Superman slash Brainiac, who says, I'm cyborg going to, Brainiac? I'm gonna end up making the United Planets look like fools, and then I'm going to take over. Okay, but do we have enough time to even like, deal I'm with that? I'm telling you, it's such a weird idea where Brainiac, you know, the collector of the universe and stuff like that, 
he just wants to undermine a political regime so he can take it over. I'm like, what happened to you in, the, in this universe? Oh, Brainiac? So your aspirations are so small. Superman says, Brainiac, you're above bounties in politics. Lobo dying will undermine the ineffective United Planets, allowing Brainiac to fill that void. But even better, I oh, was hell, promised. Oh, Brainiac, here's and a then, button, Superman. Nah. Vote and for Brainiac. Goes, I was promised the Justice League's head on a plate. All right. Well, right. again, we're just throwing more things out, and then Superman punches him. By and then who? Lobo's laughing. Right? Because he never can say because he punches him out. Mongol in space, this battle, ends up where Wonder Woman and Jon Stewart are fighting him. They're hitting him with constructs. He's going with his axe against Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman has her gold eagle armor. Yeah, Wonder Woman gets walloped at the one point. I thought that she She was dead. Right? But she takes it. And then when you end up having Jon Stewart, he ends up hitting Mongol in the face with a giant, like, gauntlet glove uh, as a construct. And then you end up having Mongol, who Looks like I'm going to take care of you because you can't do nothing against Yellow and just has his hands out. I'm telling you, it's the weirdest situation because he does take his glove off. And for whatever reason, I wasn't even noticing that. Like, I didn't even look that he was taking a glove off because he has that energy beacon on his chest. So he can shoot energy, yellow energy bursts out. And this is the whole thing before. But he like, in this world, Green Lantern still can't affect Yellow. It's fine. You know, Chip Zdarsky, he's jumping around, doing whatever he wants, picking and choosing what he wants in his you know universe here. Yeah, but when you have the situation, better, where you, well, he says it. So I'm fine with it. I, actually, when you have- I actually think it's not it. I think that that's a joke. I think that he's talking because he wallops John in the face. Well, the thing is, what is he does. He takes his gloves off. He's got his yellow energy emitter in the front of him. And then John and Wonder Woman just beat the crap out of him and it does nothing. Like what I'm saying is he never uses his emitter. He doesn't even try. No. He punches John in the face with his hand. I yeah. actually think he's making the joke. Oh, I heard you weren't big with yellow so that he can punch him. Like, I'm well, a man. He, he, I'm going to well, beat no, the crap out of He can punch him because it, like, it'll go through his construct force field. I'm telling you, I think that you never put – why wouldn't he use his – I mean, he has a weapon that he could just fry John then and doesn't use it, never uses it. And then Wonder Woman just hits him and kicks him and says, you don't have your backpack, jetpack. You're going to fly around Mongo. in space. That's it. He ends. Even then. He can fire that emitter and even use it as a way to kind of get around, I would think. But he never attacks in a way that would be any sort of threat to John. No, no, no. It punches in the face one time. It's just weird to even do that and bring that up to have nothing and then kick him in the face. I mean, this is Mongol. I I heard that Sinmar is almost as powerful as him (laughs) around that deal. And they just kick him in the space and laugh at him. I mean, he's just floating away. And See, with, that, world, he, with that, he says, I'm here to salvage stuff. And and whether that's the truth, I don't wrong know. Time, well, well, that's going on. Batman and Hal are trying to still, you know, hey, we got to get this whole planet up and running again yeah. from when I shut we it gotta down. We got to relight the fire pits to get the, the, the energy of the planet and up and running like again. An, he hey, needs a burst from Hey, what from is, Hal. what's this weird door over <laughs> here? <laughs> I like it. Fool, Batman, one shaver. Like, this is going too long. And then, hey, there's a door, and that's the big thing in here. That They open up the door, and there's a bunch of, you know, cloned d- uh, dark, like sides, clone dark sides, sides. Now, with that, I would not get near these things, even if I'm like a Mongol and I come down. Now, again, you could put a Mongol suit on, and people would just think they're Mongols. They look very similar. But 
the idea that you're going to get you. the idea like a dark side would go after these. I don't know why he would clone himself. And maybe he didn't. Maybe this is something. Whatever again, happens. We don't know what's going on with the rest of the Apocalyptian new gods at this point. For all we know, Desaad has been sitting there trying to recreate freaking. If there has been a power struggle, like we've seen but before when Darkseid be has died. I don't know. And I don't know what they're doing. Like we even see at one point in the flashback where Steppenwolf looks seem like he gets killed by Wonder Woman. But when Darkseid dies, there's always a power vacuum. At like on apocalypse and stuff like that, but there are going to be people who are just waiting for their master's return. Like one of those people, like the sod, he might be doing this whole thing just to recreate dark side so he has someone to look up to again and like you know, and even again, program it to where he has more a, control. I don't know who Lobo killed and who's alive and what's going and on. Yeah, when so you say I, the new gods, I suspect it's everybody on new genesis. I don't know. I'm not playing that. I don't know that Chip Zdarsky is going to make that distinction, especially the way this is playing out. I think that he means all of them. And, you and know, we'll go because we haven't seen them. I mean, they are on Apocalypse right now going through the computers and nobody's coming that is a, you know, resident coming Chris to Green do Kipnis. anything about it. Uh, you know, did she so die I, in the first issue? I'm assuming that they're all just, I, yeah, I think she did actually. Because again, this? some of these characters have died in these battles and the flashbacks, but even then you end up seeing this and it seems something weird for Dark Side to do. But also, I don't know again. If you end up coming here, say you are Mongol, say you're Sinmar, Sinmar Utopica, and you All come right. down like, oh my god, I'm going to get me that arm, you know, I'm going to get this army of dark side. This is not going to go well for anybody who tries to set this up. I mean, the best you can hope for is these dark sides all start killing each other because they want to prove who's the Omega or whatever. But with that, I don't know. It, it's big, but again, everything seems big until it isn't. Mongol seemed big until he got kicked his ass to float away in space and freaking brainiac see him big until you heard his motivations yeah and then that whole arm what happened to the manhunters they just got punched i i don't know there was a whole swarming army they just got taken down by protocol 37 they're like nothing could stop the manhunters oh they can it's fine and then the those bounty hunters came down and oh my god we got bounty hunters they Everything is just thrown at you is my problem. Now, we go back to the big battle where we did have the flashback, which I did like where you have Superman and Batman have to come together because Wonder Woman comes in and says, you guys doing this again? You know, Martian Manhunter's dead. That's done. Let's go because we have to fight. The Amazons are fighting. It is so amazing on Oa, though, when Superman does leave Hal to his, like, you know, to Darkseid's, like, you know, full force right here. And Darkseid is shooting the Omega Beams at him, and Hal is creating a freaking labyrinth of constructs that they... Then the Omega Beams are traveling through to get to Hal. I'm like, this is a really cool visual aspect right here where Darkseid is trying to get to the main power battery. So he could, it seems like he wants to go all parallax about it. Like his new thing is like the idea, like you don't have the will to do this. I don't need will. I am power itself. And then it seems like to make sure that Darkseid doesn't get the parallax power. He's going to destroy the main power battery himself by taking it out of Oa and exploding it away from Darkseid. Yeah, but it looks but like he's already see, powering up. Uh, well, that's you the know thing what is, I mean? He does seem like he's powering up, so I don't know what that'll mean going forward. But we also see what the way that Hal looks now being the core leader, that he does look like he has taken on the power himself. But in a less, you know, less But again, with these things, these are the things that are interesting. But do you have enough time? I mean, and I'm saying with the amount of time that we go to flashbacks and stuff like this, we only have two issues left. And there's a lot of things that really have to be wrapped up and you're adding more stuff to it, but never the big thing that this was supposed to be about with Lobo. Like Lobo is pretty much just a prop sitting there. So sure. they have something to do in the present. But that's the least interesting thing in this book and really not explored much. Anyway, this is my problem with this is where I say I need the hook for me to go. Yeah, it looks cool. And I think it's it's a neat deal. But the overall story in my mind, 
has gotten so convoluted without really doing that much anyway that I just want to get to, you know, what's going on. And, and really, somebody has to slap Superman right in the face. Yo, he's the biggest problem with this book yeah, in my mind. he's so bad. And you need something better, especially that he left Hal. But then again, he left Hal so that you could end up having this deal. Superman might have been able to do something like, there, though. It's not pretty only bad. did Hal, I mean, Superman screw over Hal Jordan, a friend, a Justice League member. He destroyed the Green Lantern Corps because he left. Decimated. People are dead. Hal is mean, gone. We need to find a new planet. We have to fucking use a moon around Earth. Yeah, yeah. And so with that, one of my biggest things is not just the idea of needing a hook but now knowing there's only two issues left and we kind of meander around uh i'm hoping that it ends in a good way and it ends in a way that i'm like okay this all played out but people seem to love this i'm just not that into it um uh, because of that i'm a six out of ten with this it looks great so i can go up with that maybe to a six five because of the art but overall i'm just kind of Sitting there when I read it, I, I feel empty inside. I feel like, you know, and usually I do. I'm not a very loving man, Eric. I don't know if you know that or oh, handsome. Yeah. But with that, I just end and I'm, I'm like, what am I missing that all these other people are getting from this? First off, it's not even in continuity. So you, you got to really wow me. So I'm like, oh, my God, that's an awesome story. Jim, did but you not realize awesome. Cyborg Superman but was Brainiac and had an army of manhunters. Come on now, that doesn't allow you nothing, again, Will. <laughs> if you go into the, the beginning of this and spell out things, what you're going to get, they're like, this sounds like the greatest thing ever. But everything just fizzles out to get to the next big thing, and nothing is really hitting as much. I mean, seriously, the biggest thing was, oh, my God, what happened to Martian Manhunter? What could Batman have done? Oh, what? He let him go sacrifice himself willingly to save the universe. Damn you, Batman. Don't do shit like that. I mean, that's what it that it just hit like a thud. And now we keep going with it. And I'm just whatever. whatever. Yeah, it's a bit of a lackluster moment. And Superman's just a jerk all around for everything he does in this book. But I still enjoy the wow moments because I think the book looks great. We have a big fight going on, but you expect that because we get the fate of the universe and the United Planets going on here with this idea of trying to get a witness to where he needs to be to be on trial before people in like higher. It's almost like a weird idea. Why didn't like, they take Lobo to the Phantom Zone, Eric? Let me throw that out there for you. There's a lot of other Zadu places. would have killed him. There's a lot of other places. Now, we'll go with the, the classic where he's immaterial. Well, there's a lot that. of places they could have taken Lobo. But why didn't he break the projector? Well then, and then you know he's he's a guilty guy. I'm telling you, he's, I'm just going to be judge, jury, and execution. Whatever happens, it's like when you end up, you know, punishing your kid, and then they prove that you were wrong. You're like, yeah, you got away with something along the other ways anyway. So, but with that, there are a lot of other places you could put a Lobo to keep him away from places until a trial. And the thing but is, this was a good idea up. for the most part until it was like somebody's revealing where they are. You're going back to Apocalypse, which was shut down, but I don't, again, I don't know everything. We don't know. Batman like, does. Well, that's the thing. Does he know if, you know, Steppenwolf, all these other characters are alive? Pretty sure just, Steppenwolf died right there from again, Wonder Woman. If the other ones, though, like you said, you're taking New Genesis, but Who's alive? Who isn't? I mean, maybe Dark you know, or Apocalypse isn't the greatest place to go. I feel like there's still factions of Dark Side's regime still alive. Yeah, but then why would you go to their home planet? It seems weird. Even then, when Lobo at the beginning, you think that nobody's there? <laughs> You're full of shit. And I'm like, okay, Phantom Zone. Like, I okay, still feel that Desaad is the one making these Dark Side clones. I don't know, but you know, to to reveal that and his machinations and stuff seems like it would be more. It would take more than 
couple pages and that's all we keep giving these things you know this whole thing with hal and batman was only probably four pages long in this so we need more space and then we jump for right stuff. to the back like to the like no, the flashback to what's been the flashback, going on which i do which, like yeah, pretty cool that is cool but you, you're taking away for you know you're taking away from you know explanation and story overall because yeah we'll see we'll see if it works out but this I, i'm having okay i'm this isn't the greatest book in the world in my in my mind but i'm still having fun when i read it, it wouldn't be on my pull list but i'm not hating when i do read it i'm giving it a seven out of ten yeah, this is one of the my least favorite Chip Zdarsky books that I've read, and I've read most of them. This is definitely the, really least, the least Chip Zdarsky deal because just things just happen to happen. He doesn't seem to have much real setup, just wow What moments, other books does he but, write? Uh, Daredevil. Just like in Daredevil. No. That, I don't know. That, I'm just trying to talk that shit has been about pretty Marvel. Much like I one thought he was, story. but I couldn't remember. Yeah, and then he also did Invaders, which I really like, but that got canceled. Invaders in? Yeah, no. Just Invaders. Wonder Woman number 779. Oh, is that cool. the one with Namor? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Remember how much I liked it? Yeah. We were on you were on the Marvel podcast yeah. then. Remember I said I wanted to marry it. <laughs> Written by Becky Clunan. This is Wonder Woman 779. All right. Written by Becky Clunan and Michael Conrad. He's got a W there, but the, he, he's yeah, getting a, he doesn't. He's, he's got getting a big, an, L in my he's mind. He's getting an L for me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Art by Travis Moore. Tamara Bonvolant blocks and Pep Russo. Clunan and Conrad finally end their Big Ten issue opening story of Wonder Woman by making most of it not matter Ten at issues. all. Ten and issues of traveling around the multiverse and hitting one planet. No, no, please don't don't throw that at me, Eric. I keep saying that was hardly the multiverse. <laughs> we we keep saying everybody's oh we got to see the multiverse, we got to see the shit. Phantom Zone. What was that? The Fuck, Phantom you saw Zone. the sphere of the gods in the fifth dimension, dimension for some reason. Not and singing up, up, and away, Aquarius. In a convoluted force and awfully written Merciful way. Minerva. <laughs> you remembered. Seriously, <laughs> so much of this issue makes no damn sense. It's laughable. Thank God they were rewarded for this utter crap by getting to do the upcoming Batgirls book as well, which makes it a non-buy for why, me. Why, why, why not make me hate some more of my favorite characters? Why not? Yeah, really. I, seriously, with this whole thing, you go 10 issues. Wonder Woman is randomly just following two steps well, behind. look what you have like right now. MC Midnighter and Wonder Woman. None of these stories are coming yeah. together in yeah, any kind of decent way. you love any of these people? Because you had Wonder Woman chasing uh, Janice. A lot of people are loving them out here. That's true. I don't want to yell too loud because people do. She's <laughs> chasing Janice. The Janice of the future. Right? That looks like Wonder Woman. But dark we never Wonder Woman, were Janice. explained with that. But she's chasing her around. And unfortunately... Janice ends up killing dead men right there. It, yeah, How do you kill a dead man? Kill dead man. With a god scraper. Right? The god scraper, but still, Fuck. just run that through your mind. She killed dead man. Look, you say this. There is no way in my mind that her killing dead man is any worse then Wonder Woman be able to bring Dead Man back to life, but still have him be dead. Well, once you kill I Dead the Man, back to being yeah, dead once alive. you kill Dead Man, all bets are off and just get funky with it. I mean, seriously, because also the thing is that at the last second, Janice was trying to get trying to get Dead Man to make a portal to Earth, to Earth even yes. though throughout all this it seemed like she was cutting the the multiverse with her God scraper sword and jumping through. But yeah. now it had to be Dead Man, and even with that, what was she going to do on Earth? You know, I mean, the idea of this is, yeah, just cause troubles and it never gets there again. That's the fireworks factor. 
is happy she's, Wonder Woman she's already to follow her to Earth Brooke, and get she's back. She's already burned down the past by doing a few things here and there. She's going to get to Earth and make a new future. Yeah, well, there you go. But it's, Possibly the whole fast thing, forward because I don't know what these God's powers are. At one point, she asked Wonder Woman, will you join me? We'll make a new future. This whole thing sucks, all that. But in that, Don't Wonder you hate Woman, nostalgia? Yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman's all upset and she's trying to like, no, dead man. Oh, my God. What's going on? Then out of nowhere... Just because somebody has to make, you know, has to fight Janice. It has to be a distraction for Janice. <laughs> Siegfried and Radistock come out where it didn't look like they'd be able to go. Also, spelled out in a minute. When, Wonder Woman left them behind something yeah. fierce in that weird and savage land we're in. They're in right now the in-between. They're in an area where when you go here, you no longer exist. This was the place that Diana spells out. She used to talk. Two dead men back in Asgard look, look, when no, no, she no, no, would no. die before she came back. Just imagine this whole thing because I'm trying to find where the hell they even did the idea of the in-between where no physical being. This is nowhere. You don't exist here, but this is the place where dead man would go and talk to Diana when she died. And I have no idea why dead man's able to go to the in-between and this be his power set or why Wonder Woman would go here to talk to dead man when she would die in a Valhalla. She would die and go here and dead man spelled it out that he used an astral projection to go in here to talk to her because you can't go here because you don't exist. Then with that, you end up having Wonder Woman all of a sudden, this lasso, the the Asgardian lasso, that's more of the, you know, of subjugation Oh, no, type no, no. The, the, the Valhalla lasso of submission, or a lariat of submission, yeah. And that's what she has, starts talking from to her the, like a Valkyries. snake, yeah. going, command him, do it, use us. And I'm like, what? Like, you oh, never really saw this yet. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's the parcel tongue. <laughs> it's like when you're mailing a letter, Eric. No, it's not. parcel tongue. So she ends up, and it says, command him. He will submit. He'll do this. So she wraps it around dead man. And the funny thing is, she doesn't say, come back to life. She doesn't say, don't be dead. She ends up saying, come to me. She says, rise. And it's a weird callback to brightest day, but well, it's not says, anything. Well, she says, come back to me, Boston. Yeah. Rise. Rise. So it has the whole thing with the white lantern ring when you, like, it will go around and say rise, stuff like that. Even the black lantern ring. But the idea, like, you know... It's it's harkening back to this thing, but it's just it's just undoing. But I don't even what think happened. it's doing that. All I think that they're saying this is because they can't say come back from the dead, because then he's not dead man anymore. He'd just be Boston Brand. So they're pl- trying to be clever with this. So, so they're not actually saying come back to life. Which you is, just have to come back to me, which never is explained. Just the end. idea though that you have a physical body for dead man to be killed with, even though he's a ghost, because you know he's fucking dead. And man. they're in a place where you don't exist. So exactly. throw that in. And now we've brought his physical, non corporeal body, but still physical, back to life as a dead man in an in between place where you don't exist. Yes. There, there you go. <laughs> now with this, you end up then having Wonder Woman used the lasso to try to stop Janice. Now, with that, I told you at weird Use points. Us. And, and just like, where did this come? At points here, you ended up in the story where all of a sudden they were trying to make Janice almost sympathetic at points. But then she'd break out of it. And then she'd, you know, say nonsense things and whatnot. But all of a sudden, what happens here is this crazy idea. Now, before we even get to it, and I'll say it, Janice is not the villain of the story. Which one? Ten issues, well, the future. Ten issues that we've been dealing with one character to then hear Swerve and say, oh, it was the past one. But even then, that's when 
Dead Man says, oh, this is where you don't exist. Nothing exists. Well, go and ahead. there is no way in and out. We're stuck. This was the thing I oh, wanted yeah. to He, he has to make a point. Oh, we, I came here as a last-ditch effort because I wasn't going to take her to Earth. You're here now. Sorry, we can't get back. But on top of that, you are doing a lot of new things for your final issue because you need to come with a conclusion whether it makes sense or not. And let me tell you right now, it doesn't. But now the Larry to submission, it's talking to Wonder Woman. We haven't seen that before, but now it's talking to Wonder Woman. She throws it around Janice, who then, like, is going to take the God Scraper, the most powerful weapon in the universe, can kill fucking gods. I can't cut this. What's that about? And then by the time we realize, like, one of them's like, well, you know what? Even though I just did this and I could stop you right now, we've seen this before. It's not my style, so I'm not going to do this. But now, now, the hilarious the submission from the Valkyries. Turns out that they're actually the three fates, but not the not the uh, Olympian three fates that we all know and stuff like that. Not the Greek ones. This is because it's from Valhalla. They're the Norns, the Valhallan freaking fates, and the idea that they then become wrapped up in this lariat situation where they're just purple string and they can cut your fate and stuff like that. Now everybody's fate is intertwined, and they're the keepers of it. And this Janus future state is like you know wreck up everybody's fate, so we got to kill her right now. And everybody's just kind of hanging on this idea. I'm like a lot of stuff is just really kind of happy for a reason. But in order for any of this to happen, Dead Man, he comes out. Oh, you, you know how I just told you that we can't get out of here? Yeah, I lied about that. I'm going to go fuck off for a minute. I'm going to go get the goddamn Olympians, and I'm going to be right back. And while that happens, you know, Larry, it's going to turn into these Valhalla fucking fates for some reason. You're in a place where nothing exists. When you go there, you no longer exist. Yeah. But you end up having the norms. The fates come into this, which that's ridiculous anyway of going. And, and they just show up to deal with this one thing, which kind of, if you really play it out, they blinked out of existence. There's no fate in the world. But even then, you have all different sort of fates. But with that, they're like, we're going to cut this string and finish this forever. No, please don't. Diana will never end anything. This has been a thing since we ended up ending the Greg Rucka deal. Where everybody gets on Wonder Woman, the big thing is her compassion, right? You don't I bet she need, wouldn't even kill an AI. I'm telling you though, you don't and need Alan to Iverson. have you don't need to have a Diana who is always at the end begging to not oh, they could be redeemed. I can help this, they could be redeemed. It ends up by the end, you're like, What is going on here? What is happening with this book and why people keep doing this with Wonder Woman? Because she ends up just feeling like well, I'll go through even then this when you go at the end and go through, oh, look at all the things that she helped and changed. She barely did anything in this whole story. I kept saying it every time. The one point where you have at the very beginning in Asgard, again, what ended up having was a worse thirsty Thursday while Wonder Woman was asleep. Then you end up having your stopping a satyr for going after a fairy. Then it's just nonsense. Even in this, where you end up having Janice of the future yell, I'm not a murderer. Yeah, you were. You killed everybody. And so they're going with this, please, no, no, no. And we then stop the rampaging Wonder Man of Earth-11. Yeah, 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 that. And then you just, out of nowhere, in the second half of the final issue... You end up revealing, oh, my God, it was the male part of Janice, the past. That's what the big thing. You ended up having this future Janice. She was duped into doing all these things. But then also, for some reason, when they was duped into doing this, also made herself look like Wonder Woman or always looked like Wonder Woman for some reason. And then Radistock says, I always knew it was him. Well, you tell me, well, it was a hunch. 
Well, well I know because it, I, I had to fucking drag this shit out for fucking yeah, ten goddamn yeah, issues. Ten issues to then at the end reveal that the villain that the you whole barely thing where set everyone up just keeps saying they nothing. can't do something until they can immediately do it or tell you the resolution to something that you need a problem to solve that you couldn't do five minutes ago, but now you can. Yeah. So the big Janice is there, the Fuck, past Janice, who basically, and again, a convoluted way to say toxic nostalgia. Nostalgia isn't the greatest because basically. Oh, no. He, all says, my toys around me. he ends up saying, though, that and, and again, it's not even that because this is an embodiment of the past that wants himself to be important and says, well, I kind of wanted everybody to like the past. So I ended up duping my future part and making her do weird things. So they will come back to me and say, please make it better now. And I'm like, I don't even know what your powers are, dude. I mean, really, what I would want is just. Get rid of this future Janice and let's go on with things. Why would we then have to revert to go, you're right, let's go back. I, it doesn't even make sense. And then Wonder Woman doesn't want to end up hitting. She punches him out. One punch, he's down. Well, I'm very concerned about this whole thing, too, because when Dead Man goes to get Zeus and Hermes and stuff like that, it seems like he also grabbed one of the Valkyries and stuff like that. And she has her own lasso of submission. And are the Norns, the, the Valhallan fates, where are they from? The last of submission is that's why they started talking. But also, is it just were they all a part of the the Valhalla lassos? Because this is what this one you know Valkyrie has here that's keeping Janice tied up. And then maybe maybe she's there and she grabs one. Oh, now I'm looking like they come back. They had the thread that well actually they said that that was the thread that actually Janice was connected to because at one point well, that's the thing is at my that point that, that cutting that thread was the thing that was going to kill her but they all seem to be all about threads and it's your personal thread and stuff yeah, like that I know, but they're but all that was thread their and they're all this purple thread. shit and remember though they share a thread and they have him going and then that's what Wonder Woman because what ended up Wonder Woman says and I love this too where Wonder Woman's like listen please don't kill them I think that they can be redeemed. What I'm going to do is they need to be together. You need the past and the future. And they play. The past has to look forward to the hope of the future. The future has to look back at the wisdom of the past. So I'm going to tie them together. Hey, Ziggy, do you have that needle? That oh, This is like the I weirdest hokey way bullshit, to try for, to make it seem like it means something. Because with well, just that. Just imagine that. Because for all the costume changes we had, he still has that fucking needle he somewhere. He needle. What do you have up his ass? I mean, seriously. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, I got the needle. And the best is Wonder Woman's line. I spent enough time with the All-Father to know he must have had a... Re- you spent a, I'm a hot afternoon. <laughs> I'm telling you. You spent 10 minutes with him going off into the Valkyrie deal. You spent no time. He was hanging on a tree and then disappeared. There was no time that you were there oh, with that him. Odin. Seriously, if Classic anything, you Odin. were there fighting with Zig. Like, Siegfried is from that realm, and he's like, I haven't spent that much time with him. What are you talking also, about? Also, in this, on top of just pulling out Odin's fucking needle out of nowhere and using the thread to put the gods back together, past Janus has the power to stop time. Does that also mean that, you know, evil Janus that we have the power to... Forward? Exactly. But we've never seen, I don't know. I mean, even that, they you come into it. this place and he's like, time out! I'm like, what is this? Zach, Zach? Morris. <laughs> you look terrible. And then it's just for him to talk shit. And to give us because you need to have this time for exposition. So you throw a power that was nothing never there. matters or makes sense. None of this. Ma- and it ends up it's making nothing. It's just a nothing. heap of shit thrown together. It is. This is a shit on shit story. And then at the end, just to make it worse, like I said, you end up at one point where Diana's, you know, using their thread to lace them together. All right. And it's like, there is the worst existence you'd ever have. Then you have to have dead men. I don't think they'll see eye to eye. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, Boston. Yeah. Uh, you crack me up. 
uh, in the never world humor. Uh, but then Wonder Woman's like, I wonder what I'll do. Hey, Ziggy says, you can come with me. No. And then Deadman out of nowhere goes, listen, your path to, to life, back to life, lies within. And then like points at her gut. And I just want Wonder Woman to like, okay, that means I have to cut myself. She ends up getting the God Scraper where she already said, hey, Hermes, can you take this take for this me? God and give it back to Asbestos. But then he gra- but then she takes it away and from him. She walks him. away. She walks away from him. I'm like, what are you doing? And then she just stabs herself in the gut. I want Deadman. No, I didn't mean I that just, literally. Just the idea. Like Wonder Woman was ascended. I want to think that she's a higher being. Personally, I want to say that she's more than just a god of the Eric, Greek pantheon. Whatever stuff you like say. That. Dead man died and was brought Look, back. So it, it all rules are out. Right? I, I'm just saying, though, you have the God Scraper, which is the equivalent for some reason to the God Slayer, the God Killer Sword. When you have the situation where we've seen this entire time where, you know, Genesis has taken it, cut the air open, created a portal and jumped somewhere else. When you take this thing that kills gods and you jab it into your gut and freaking, you know, tear yourself from fucking loin to throat. How do you be then become the portal and not fucking die like everything else that she's killed? And with that, I, I don't mind her being the portal, but how are you the portal that you yourself go through to go? No. Also, the thing that got me mad is the idea that we end up ending death metal. Wonder Woman ascends. She decides not to be exactly, you know, with the quintessence. She goes off. They send her off. And she goes, you know, the little machinations, right? A stock grabbing, whatever going on. Where this seemed big, oh my god, it, it just remind people that. Well, not only the that, but a fish out of water story, how it started with well, she's in Valhalla. That's crazy. I'm, just, I'm, I'm not even saying that. I'm saying the but bigness before, of it. Before, I got you, yeah. The hugeness of it. The and then at, at the end, she says, if you tell me I have to obey some cosmic rule and stay dead, so be it. But you know, someday, somehow, if I'm like, you're even throwing the idea that this story meant nothing i mean it was not she's even oh man is this a cosmic thing was i supposed to do this or whatever no 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 we're just fucking around and going around you can get out of here and so what is the deal because of, again you have you know zeus say are you going to come back to olympus and, oh no i don't think that's my thing i mean wonder woman does not like joining clubs it seems like she's not going well, she doesn't to like doing much of anything. she's not going to be on the sorority deal so she ends up no no i don't think i want to be there even that a weird deal is like Harold will be most pleased indeed. <laughs> I'm like, she's, she's dead. dead. <laughs> that's why. And it's just, what's what's so funny about that? I like to imagine, like, that's the thing is, too, it doesn't even make sense because we know Hera's alive because we saw her before, but she's dead on the fucking Omega Earth with the rest of the quintessence. Which was the thing that involved her coming back to all this. They, yeah. Like, the idea that this was supposed to be, we thought, a story that was going to get the sphere of the gods back. Get it repaired. Get it to a point where Wonder Woman then can go back. Something interesting with the Sphere of the Gods. Didn't do anything. It seemed interesting in Asgard, which you had most of the deal, and then it was just the walking tour of bullshit. That's all it was. We were on a walkabout through the the fucking bullshit album. Well, even at the end, when you have to have a little bit of like, you know, let's see the like the highlights. So we did, here's Olympus. Here's the Fairyland. Here's Earth Eleven. Here's the Graveyard of the Gods, and here's Valhalla. Oh, I missed thee. And we just turn out this entire story. It could all be bullshit because it's just Ratatas talking to its, his kids or sh- her kids. I don't know Ratatas. And Ratatas says, you know, his kids are like, you're lying. Eh. Maybe. Maybe. It's not my story. It's hers. How about this? All that setup. Oh, my God. Don't get with that squirrel. He's going to do weird things, and he's always tricking people. That squirrel is a trickster and a liar. Well, we didn't see that shit. Nothing. Nothing happened. And even with Ziggy just following around like a a dog. He likes the bone. And then he's like, hey, are you going to come back with me? No. Oh, shucks. Can I I smooch? I've already had you. It's on to the next one. 
By the way, go to your doctor. I have gonorrhea. <laughs> ah, yes, but yeah, it ends. It is. It's just. It's bullshit. I mean, it's it awful. ends. Just the idea that it ends with the swear of, oh my god, it wasn't that Janice. It was the one that we haven't seen for eight issues. Oh my god, why didn't I see that coming? Because it was never set up. That that's why. It's just a bullshit story. Even with that, what resolution do you get? It's just, oh, stitch you bitches up. Stitch, 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 a stitch in time. Saves nothing because this is bullshit. There you go, Eric. What do you give this? 3.5 out of 10. I love the art so goddamn much, but something this doesn't have at least a JLD backup to make itself fucking worthwhile in my mind. I don't care about the backup of this because that's not doing anything either. This is just nonsense and garbage, and at least at least I can say it looks good, but that's not saying much. And now you have her seemingly you're going to get Wonder Woman back on Earth, but can we also just get a creative that. team? We, we had a situation, a really cool dynamic for Wonder Woman, Diana. Princess of Themyscira, she has now ascended to a higher level of being, and now it's over, and we didn't do anything with it. Cool. Yeah, you, you, you saw Batmite. <laughs> saw Wonder Tot. You went into the... The Phantom Zones. Actually, not even Wonder Tide. It was this fucking Wonder Might. Yeah, Wonder Might. And then you chased some Seder and said, no, no, no. You're not allowed no, to do no, this. No, no, no. Keep your hands off. We got it. And then Dead Man did most of your work in Valhalla. Until he died. But then he was brought back from the commands. But still dead. <sighs> Seriously. Seriously. This is a bunch of crap. And now we get... Like I said, the big return. It seems like a toddler this. telling a story for all the turns it takes of doing nothing. Though ultimately, a toddler that can't remember shit. I mean, can't even keep things together. And, and then, then this happens. But no, this happens first. But then this happens, and this Batgirls. happens. You can have the Batgirls with the team. And poor I mean, that, I'm like, you think you don't like Steph now? You just wait, Jim. Yeah, really. It, it does feel like, I said right away, I bet you they go with like a Burnside Batgirl feel with that. And it does look like it. But All it right, even dude. looks it looks even worse. Just, just, I mean, just for the ending of the podcast, you have are, are you capable of bringing up those solicits right now? <laughs> for everybody when to I was reading hear? that, I was driving you nuts with it. Because everybody uh, needs to know, if, you, if you're excited for Batgirls, like I would be. I you know I should be excited for Batgirls because I like Cassandra Cain. I like Stephanie Brown. I like like, you know, freaking Barbara Gordon about the idea of a multiple backhouse book. I've been waiting for this. And I'm like, I saw the creative team of Clooney and Conrad. I got a pretty disappointed, but not as disappointed as when Jim brought up the solicits for issue one and two of Batgirls coming up. Do you have that at all right now, Jim? With their new secret muscle car and their new secret patrol route, Cassandra Kane and Stephanie Brown find moving into their new neighborhood uh, or find themselves moving into their new neighborhood thanks to Oracle instructing them to lay low. That much easier to bear. That much easier to bear because they have each other. Steph begins witnessing some strange actions through the window. This this site is driving me nuts. It's all over the place. Through yeah. the window of the building across the street and can't help but investigate. Rear view. Rear window, rear window yeah. yeah. If the recent murders are connected to them. Meanwhile, Oracle realizes the most effective way for the girls to wear her newly upgraded comms is by piercing their ears, and Cass freaks out. Piercing ears. This is what we're doing right now. Yep, that's the deal. That is the solicit for the first issue is that they go to this new neighborhood. They're looking at the people across the street, and they don't want to end up getting ears pierced. Even that, you end up having... Uh, the initial announcement even says, with gorgeous art and eye-popping colors, Batgirl sings with the energy of Belinda Lindis rocking out to Claudia Kishi in this all-ages <laughs> title. And if you if you don't know who Belinda Lindis is, there was a pretty cool alone. thing where you ended up having 
racist, sexist boy. They they were in a library. It's these girls and like, this is a song about a kid who said that I was bad because of me being something. Of a, here it is. Racist, sexist boy. It's just. A, I'd rather see sex, babam. Again, though, with that, like, does everybody know that? I thought it was cool. But I then, didn't. Is, is this all ages title for every fan who's ever wanted to break curfew? Go joyriding in a villain's muscle car with their bestie, which isn't that all of us? Um, no, I'm so mad. This book's gonna suck. I'm telling you, we're gonna we're gonna end up. Even I see the the one variant cover is just them sitting there playing video games, and it's a Batman versus Nightwing game while they're eating freaking pizza with you know freaking bobbleheads and stuff it just feels like we've had no especially now that we've come out of like death metal the idea of the omniverse everything matters people knowing that they came from someplace before this have a history with each other it just feels like we have gone nowhere with Stefan Cass's previous history and who they should be at this point in time and this is the thing you haven't had a book with them in a long time and stuff like that make it feel important not slumber party I mean it's you know it feels like a throw I'm telling you I just want to do the deal. I, I did just look it up quick, and I was on Ape, the site Ape, and Jesus Christ, this thing is jumping around with ads and stuff. I want to punch it, Eric. I'm getting so irritated. Just trying to read a solicit. Please, Eric. I can't, I can't help you with that. I'm telling you, it's all over the place. I'm just reading a sentence. I'm, oh, no, it just Look, went up like eight things Reading's in that. Reading's hard. You don't got to come up with it excuses. It is when you're jumping around with things like that. By the way, go to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Titans United number one. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what mine is. Um, <laughs> all right. Should have thought think, about that before no, asking I'm, me. I'm guessing it's I Am Batman okay. number one. I think that that was my book of the week. I told you I wasn't going to be high. Uh, you know, maybe I would be on the weekend, but still, I wasn't going to be a high on the books as much. I think that that was my my book of the week. I don't know. It didn't feel like when I was talking 10? about it. Yeah, I think that was yeah. a 7 out of 10. Everything's under that. I was miserable this week, but I thought I even said in the Slack, like most of the deal of the books just felt boring this week overall. But maybe that won't be the case next week because we have some, for some hot ones there, some of the hot stuff, How hot, hot takes here. I'm telling you, it's like hot Cheetos is next what week? it is. We're going to have flaming Hot Cheetos, which I don't like. Gives me heartburn. So I hope it's not them. But if it is, I mean, better than nothing, I guess. Right? You with me? You like those roulette Doritos? That shit is hot. That's some of that stuff. I don't, you, I don't you're like playing spinning games the roulette wheel, all right. I'm telling you, it's all games with that. Whew. Aquaman becoming number one. Looking all right. forward to that. Looking to see what's going to go down with that. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm it not feels really... weird, though, because even though Jackson Hyde is a gay character, right there on the cover, right there, because it has pride and has the gay rainbow right there, like, you know, symbol, it feels like this should have came out in June, right? Okay, I'm just like, I don't know what you're getting with with this. Yeah, that would be good. But again, it's all you. And also... I'm not real big on the creative team in that, so I'm hoping I'm hoping that I like it. Batman. Oh yeah, one- I forgot that Brandon Thomas was writing that. Yeah, Batman one thirteen. Getting Fear a lot state. of getting a lot of the Batmans, right? Just boom, boom, boom. Let's see what goes on with that. Let's see. I'm more excited about more of a Batman Secret Files Miracle oh, Molly number that's one. That's the next one, Eric. Batman Secret Files Miracle Molly number one. You are so excited, you're going to review it, right? Because yeah. I am not into that. Uh, but we'll see. Maybe that'll surprise so what you. What are you into, Jim? <laughs> leather and craziness. I don't know. Being yelled at. Um, what is? Do you have the creative team for that? Uh, oh no, available? no, my head. no, I don't. Okay, because I'm I'm not sure what's going on with that. I'm saying yeah. it's Tynan. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, I did look at that earlier. It is Tynan, so that's cool. 
Batman the Detective number five, we're going to reveal who Equilibrium is. And all of my hopes and dreams get shattered, Eric. Is what you ends up, uh, I don't think it's. It has, I should be back in school. I should be with these predictions. Yeah, I thought, we had fun always talking about the theory. theory. Yeah, I thought it was uh, Julia Penny. But Catwoman number 35 doing the Fear State Ivy deal. Hopefully we'll bitch. get some Ivy. And also it looks like we'll get a little bit of the Harley Gardner thing that I was all confused. Remember, I'm like, I don't know. Is Harley in this one? Is she in that one? And it made sense when you said, well, there is a Harley book. I'm like, oh, shit, there is. Yeah, but it doesn't yeah. look like that seems like that's more of a keepsake book now. And we'll see. Catwoman number 35 there. Boom. Nightwing 84. The Fear Darling, State tie-in. The bell of the ball for everyone, and we'll see how that goes with the Fear State stuff over there. But in I'm the more interested in the look. next book to see how that's going to go, because I need some kind of decent conclusion after Shazam! This. Since, exclamation a, point, Eric. Since it's the penultimate issue, number three of four. Is that an exclamation or an explanation point? Which one is it, Eric? It Which depends one is on how much this guy wants to write Shazam. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. We still want to know why the Rock of Eternity has sunken into hell. Do you think right. that this would have come across like, you know, we have uh, Dane being the freaking like the heir to hell now down here from where we left off. But do you think all of a sudden, all right, we got this going on. Oh, my God, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I think so. I say, oh, no. What are you guys doing here? Oh, shucks. I don't explanation point. You also have the Flash 774. Seems like it's been a while since the Flash has come out was, in my uh, mind. I delayed a bit. Okay, and, and with that, I always like that. So right there, I see things picking up. It might not be a hard knock life for us. Well, just looking at the week. cover where you have Wally West holding people back while, like, you know, uh, Irie West is sitting there in, a, like, a fetal position. He's like, not my daughter. So you have Irie in her freaking costume, like, you know, about That's to be cool. in this book, I get excited about that. Can't yeah, I talk. Like that. Yeah, really. You, you <laughs> lost <laughs> your breath. Uh, also, if you are reading it, uh, Tom King fan, <laughs> Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, number four comes out as well, but we have ditched that one, uh, you know, because we don't like it. But with that, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a double deal. I mean, we've come to the point where we don't like Tom King's writing, and every time you say anything or write any review about it, People don't even take me seriously anymore. They're like, you hit everything. Well, that's what I've taken right. away from this podcast. Screw you. Uh, you know, we just won't deal with it. Go listen to somebody wax poetic about that nonsense. So with all of that, two of those books will be on the Patreon Spotlight, the Badass Picks of the Week Patreon Spotlight. Eric, and what I'm going to What do you gonna think it's going to be, Jim? Oh, I know what it's going to be, Eric. I mean, seriously, you really think? That I don't know what it's going to be. Really, Eric? I have I don't no think idea. you remember what book you just said. <laughs> it's going to be Aquaman the Becoming number one. It'll definitely be on there. And then with that, I think maybe Miracle Molly. Miracle Molly. Yeah. Not but, Batman the Detective. Not Catwoman. No. no. Uh, not Aquaman the Becoming number one. They grabbed the number ones, and that's a big book. That's definitely, that is going to be hands down the winner in that. Yeah, I'm going to say be Aquaman the Becoming and Nightwing. Okay, we'll see. That'd be nice. Whatever. I think it'll be Looney Tunes number 262. Actually, no, I take it back. I'm saying Aquaman the Becoming and Batman the Detective. Okay. I remember, I don't think Batman the Detective has ever been on the spotlight. I remember always talking about it on the regular show. But I, don't I might be wrong. <laughs> I might be wrong with that. But with all of that, thanks, everybody, for listening. Eric, you have a party this weekend. I do. We actually recorded this early because you got the parties going sure on. Do. You got a party hardy? I hope is so. that what you're gonna do? You're gonna get drunk with your friends, knuckles, slim, and and knees. Shady. Yeah, knees. I mean, you got the socks going. You got undies. I I just go with. Are you just articles. looking around at objects? I'm just now? going with articles of clothing. 
I, I'll do that. I'll look. Cock I'll, ring. I'll go with it. You got uh, uh, piss in the cup. You got old VHS tape. I don't I, know what these I names need you to are. Clean up down here. You, you got a, a fan that doesn't work. Okay. You got a, a, a really scuzzy blanket. Are these your friends? That old man what? sitting in a chair. <laughs> oh, that's a mirror. Uh, yes. Uh, hey, well, you got your friend water heater. Is there your friend Black Mold, right? How about this? Crumbling Wall. That, that's a weird friend that you have there. Uh, rat what, eyeballing me in the corner. Four-legged thing that might be a cat or a rat. I don't have any glasses. I can't see, but it's looking at me longingly. We uh, don't have uh, a dog. It looks like the uh, size of a dog. Plate with old ketchup on it that might be getting moldy. Johnson. That's one of your best friends, I don't friends, know what right? you're doing. I don't, you're, you, you should be living better than this. Stop it. Dungeons and Dragons. Jim, treat Forgotten, yourself. Clean yourself up. Realms Player's Handbook. Eric, is that it? How did that survive a flood? It didn't. It's just there. I didn't, I didn't touch it. It's where that was under. How about uh, this? Uh, some heart medicines. Stevie. I, I don't know what you call him. Do, do you got the I'm surrounded tab? by DC superheroes. What's that? <laughs> What's that cholesterol What's medicine? What's that drug abuse? <laughs> What's that cholesterol medicine? I shouldn't be eating that hamburger. That's yeah. why I have you. But, yeah, but why do I have you then? Medicine? Yeah, jerk. Oh, wait. There's another guy who's come to the party. What's that? Oh, high blood pressure medicine. You come to the party? Oh, what's that? Yeah, yeah, I am an old guy who needs these medicines and it's getting real annoying. You're right. You're right there. I'm going to get rid of you. What's that? Where, wait, wait. Where's this other medicine, Eric? Oh, Adderall hasn't shown up at the party still. Still not here, Eric. Did you get your eyes checked and getting glasses ordered? Yeah, my glasses, I ordered them online on Tuesday, the day I got my, I got my prescription. So that was Monday. Uh, no, because was it Monday? I guess it was. I'm thinking that Monday was Labor Day, but that was was that the week before. So yeah, it was Monday. It was Monday. (laughs) I ordered them on Tuesday. Tanya had this crazy idea of like, we go on this website, we get them for free. And I said, no, I don't think that's the case. And then on Tuesday, that was verified not the case. So I go online, and I did order my glasses. They're kind of like the horn-rimmed Superman glasses that I told you I'd always get. Uh, and it said it was going to be two to three days shipping, right? They didn't include the idea that it's going to take them three damn weeks to freaking put them together. So I'm waiting still, but I'll get them eventually. Progressive lenses they are, Eric, because I'm old. I, but- I've needed glasses for so long the guy here's the thing and i know that you i know that yeah but that's not happening seriously what am i rockefeller uh you end up where when you go and get your eyes checked because you legitimately have physical problems <laughs> a lot of and, and your eyes are bad Eric. <laughs> but when you go like he's going and again i i was talking about this i think on one of the other but but he's like four or five uh five but this guy was going four or five same huh he was giving me answers and i'm like no and I then don't he just went to, to the next one. Test. And then he's like, I went in and he's mumbling and talking real quick. I can't hear shit too. So glad I don't that, go to your doctors. It's the one over near it's the one over near Staples mm-hmm. is where I went. But he's going and so the minute that they ended up, I'm telling you, the attitude changed when they said, Oh, will you be getting glasses with contacts here? No, no, I'm just getting an eye exam. Boy, they ended up that attitude changed and I became a pariah, it seemed. But I'm there, and the guy's going, like I said, four or five. And I'm like, well, five. But he's already answering. Five? And then, no, four. So we Don't waste get my to this. time, scumbag. So we're going down the line, and we get to that middle row, right? And you have two more rows to go with the real fine deal. We didn't get past the middle. He seemed to have given up. And I don't know if that's the case where he's just like, well, we never got the to the one. end. 
And I'm sitting there like, really? Like, what are these glasses going to be? Like, oh, did I you can't just give up? And so I ended up again, like I said. I don't know how I, you always have these problems with people. But it was weird. I never got to that. But I couldn't even read the middle. And he's like, okay, we're done. Done? I'm, what do you mean done? And then he just kind of ditched me. And then I went out and they, I'm telling you, they were acting like. Then I said to them, because I thought, okay, well, maybe I will get contacts again. I, I kind of swerved to that again. But what I needed to know is. If I get the context, how much is covered by my insurance? This would not be anything crazy. And I think that they ended up thinking that I was just randomly saying, hey, can you talk to me about my insurance and tell me what? No. And they're like, we don't do that here. And I'm like, what? I said, I wanted to get contacts. And then they go, oh, oh, okay. I was so pissed. I said, forget it then. Just give me my thing. That's what they were acting. I'm like, hey, like, what is my, can I find out what my insurance covers with glasses and contacts? And they're like, oh, no, we don't do that here. Yeah, that's what they, but I meant there then because they were giving me some, and I'm then when they realized, they kind of, all of a sudden they get these smiles. Oh, we didn't know you meant that here. And I'm like, no, no. You're not a scumbag. Come over here. Then I became a scumbag again because I got pissed. I'm like, never mind. Just give me my, I'm getting out of here. That was bad. And then I went out. And also at the one point they're looking at my eye and they're like my left eye where I said, Rafe punched me in that eye a bunch of times. And I have floaters and I get these weird flashes of light. And they ended up saying, did you have any damage to your left eye recently? And I said, oh, yeah, I'm not going to get into it. Well, it's within the past year. No, and, it, this, okay. and this stuff keeps happening. I don't understand time. And I really thought up, it was longer. And so they ended up saying, and they're like, oh, well, it's been multiple times, Eric. But they end up, and they said, well, we're going to have to look at it. It doesn't look like anything that bad. But if you keep getting problems with it or whatever, or the next year when you get your next thing, we'll have to look, and we might have to look into that. I go and tell Tanya that. Out of nowhere, Tanya in the car, oh, always trying to one-up people. The hell does that mean? I said, who am I one-upping? Who, who am I sitting there like, oh, your eyes are bad. Well, how about this? I, how about this, Tiny? Do you know what they That's told what me? I said. I Next year, I'm going to need another eye check. <laughs> how like, dare oh, you? Look Always at trying you. to fucking be cool and have multiple eye checks over years. Check out Mr. Eye Checker. I, I said, that's all I said. And I don't know what like, you did to your wife was, before you went she in. She was so mad But she's at sitting me. there steaming well, all day for some she reason. She didn't want to go. Well, and I understand that, too. I wouldn't want to go the either. The thing, though, is not knowing how things go, I thought I was going to have that eye dilation check deal yeah. where they put the drops. They don't do that during the COVID. That's not a thing. So they don't do it anymore. They just kind of look. So yeah. she didn't really have to go. But, you know, and I got that air puff deal that I told you about that they checked for glaucoma. Yeah, the old man test. I got you. And that, uh, that came up fine. Yeah, I've never had it before in my life. You will the next time. I told you you're getting there. So. But with that, it's a good test to take to see what's going on. But one of the problems is is the high blood pressure does cause that. So I was a little concerned, but it didn't. They were fine. Again, I think they were trying to shuffle me out. But Tanya's then the rest of the day walking around. Oh, Mr. Damaged Eyes. <laughs> I'm like, what did I do? I just sit there. I'm like, I, I don't know. Tanya, you keep this shit up. She's going to go angry. She's going to damage your other eye. Logan says to me. Like, what's going on? I said, well, the doctor said that I had some, you know, it looked like there was some blunt force thing, but it was nothing big deal, but we'd have to look at it. And now mom's yelling at me. And he's like, why does she do stuff like this? Like, His mom is crazy. Uh, you know this. So, well, in between the books tonight, I go upstairs and she's got the giant we have like in the living room 
a giant fan with the, you know, a light and stuff like that. She's got it off of the ceiling. She's going through it. There's wires. I'm like, why are you doing this now? And that was the thing. What do you mean now? Yeah, she's. I'm like, what the hell is going on in this house? I don't understand it. But, Nobody does. Oh, uh, yeah. So I'll get my glasses eventually. It says that they Good. should ship by the 25th. So I still have eight days or nine days, ten, whatever it is, to get to that point. And uh, it's just pissing me off. We're supposed to go to the buffet this Sunday, and I was going to drive, but we're going at night. I can't see shit at night with these contacts. These contacts are so bad. And uh, and seriously, how bad are they? I, you know, play that joke. How bad are they? I told you, they're from 2012. So that's way back, that prescription, legitimately... They're both left eye contacts in, in each eye. Something's and my eyes you. are way you're just, old. You're just like, a wreck of a person. No, that's why I went and I'm getting glasses. Because I yeah, need yeah. them and I can I'm sitting there trying to read. I'm just blinking. I think that the actual, you know, my iPad with the they thought I was hitting on them. I was blinking so much trying to see, trying to get there, right? Oh uh, yes, sir. That's now I'm canceled by all iPads around. Trying to hit on those iPads. But with all that, that's it, Eric. That is it for the podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Clay, for his section, all that, and everybody else included. And, yeah, thanks for the Patreons and the badasses and the Get Fresh crew. Beep, boop, but we're at the end. Once again, I'll mention quickly, go over to Twitter at WeirdScienceDC. Follow us. We'll hey, follow go, you go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. And then go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash science, where you get this show in advance each week and get our Patreon spotlight, where we did say, Eric, that we did Titans United number one and I Am Batman number one. Both. Actually, I didn't even think of that. Both of our books of the week were separately sure. those there. So you can go and listen. To that. I didn't like that Titans United quite as much as you, but that's fine, Eric. You but didn't like that Justin Glass Ride quite as much as me either. No, I didn't. I did not, Eric. Breaking news. I'm a miserable writers coming over and doing their own things with DC no, characters and other universes. They seem to be doing their nonsense things is what's going on, but we'll see. We'll see what's going on. picking what they like and doing I don't know. Things. I don't know if I'm considering Chip Zdarsky and Marvel writing. I'm more of a Substack writer, Eric. Breaking news. Everybody's on Substack. I'm a Subway writer. I mean, I, I like you? to go to get a sandwich at Subway and write. Well, no, I'm more I like to tell people I'm a writer. <laughs> I well, said I'm a sandwich a, full of fucking. You said I'm a Subway rider. I'm like, okay, that's a cool way to get around town. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm Pretty more of a cool bike way. rider, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but with that, Eric, what do we say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week. We keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you at seven. We'll see you in seven. I should be back in school. This is all wrong. How dare you? Closing time, that's it for the podcast, so I guess it's time to go home. Closing time, you've heard the pod is over, so turn off your iPod or phone. Closing time, nine hours you just wasted, now it's time to get back to work. Closing time, pretend you're still listening Cause your co-worker's a fucking jerk Eric's got two 
Play with this toy, play with it.